You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Happy Wednesday, everybody! We are live! And we're going to play some Pathfinder 2nd Edition. One of our guests for this evening, her internet just went out as the <laughs> countdown clock was going, like 10, 9, we're like, we gotta go live! <laughs> and that's the beauty of live! That's what's, Couldn't this stop is how it. Lauren it Michaels feels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is like on SNL when Charles Rocket said the F word. <laughs> on the closing on the last stage and then he got fired somebody yep. give me a picture of the Pope <laughs> <laughs> gonna kill time here until Mary Luke comes back what is going on everybody uh, we're gonna have some fun tonight but uh, I wanted to ask a weird question up front uh, oh boy just to kind of make things weird right out of the gates <laughs> we'll have to catch Mary Lou good. up on this but good, good, uh, good, good, good. it's January trying to trying to get a little healthy because I tend to treat my body like a highway McDonald's bathroom during the holiday season. <laughs> like Pennsylvania highway McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really horrible. And uh, so I, uh, Mary Lou, everybody. Oh, there she is. Mary Lou. Yay. It's a She's here for us. Yep, yep, yep. Mary Lou, I'm talking about uh, trying to get healthy. And I... Uh, not interested. I'm, um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna go. Good answer. Really I'm, actually gonna, I'm actually gonna leave. I think I was right. I, uh, well, let me ask you this. I, I started. Uh, I'm a sucker for Instagram people. I like. I spend a lot of time just when I'm bored and I don't want to do anything. Really? I stare at Instagram. So That's I stumbled. My least favorite one. But it's it's horrible. And I stumbled upon this wackadoo uh, who's very very popular. Who's way he's like fuck vegetables. It's, it's, they'll kill you. The Liver King? Yeah, no, it's it's one of his boys though. This is okay. like he was. Well, the one Liver of the... King turns out he's just he, mostly steroids. He yeah. is steroids. I've I I tangentially know all about this. Well, liver's great. It's even better. When you juice up after you eat a ton of liver. <laughs> that's how you really get it. You got to really. Okay. No, that's cool. Like, get it I in think. there. I can't say what factor it is. I don't know if it's eating the liver or jacking myself <laughs> up with. Interesting. What's the thing that's doing this? But he is all about like, don't eat vegetables. They're terrible for you. Like you look at, you look at a tree and the tree is saying, here, eat these bananas. It's saying, this is the good part. And that the plant. And you shouldn't trust them. You shouldn't. <laughs> that's right. It's a trap to lure you in. Okay. But they're saying that the plant has like natural defense chemicals. And if you eat them over time, it will uh, kill you. That's why you want to eat the sweet fruit part. So he just eats like a burger for breakfast, a burger for lunch, a burger for dinner and honey, raw milk, fruit and organs. He's way into organs. Uh, he's like, like, heart. like, he's like chicken hearts. Yeah. He's like, just like, I like to eat a little no, frozen like, heart. He in the likes morning. to go to church and listen yeah. to the music in the sanctuary. They, it gets him in the right mindset for his workout. I can see that. My question is, are any of you way into organs? <laughs> like eating organs or that's yeah. not weird. I used to love like the gizzard. They used to have the gizzard pouch and the, we see roast turkey or uh, roast chicken once a week. They have the gizzard pouch in there that's shoved in there. So you can do like the chitlins and stuff and the gravy. Yeah. I've yeah. had chitlins. I've no, had chitlins. Um, I, I, but I know you, I cannot say that I'm super into organs, but thank you so much for asking. 
I'm glad I know. Because he, <laughs> he really thoughtful. sells it. I mean, my buddy, who is uh, really into, like, cooking, trying all different kinds of stuff, been to Italy multiple times. Rocco, you know Rocco. He's mm-hmm. a weird oh, dude. Yeah. But he's got interesting tastes. He would send us on our buddy's text chain just pictures of his frying pan whenever he made chicken hearts. Just because he knew it would elicit a reaction of like, oh, God, what did you do? Like, because yeah. there's like 40 of them. And, and I can respect that. And it's like, that. you killed 40 chickens to like make this little, this little dish. And he's like, yeah, get it, chicken. It's, it's, it's rough. You know, I've never cons- had it. They're considering banning testicles uh, from the Olympics. You can't eat testicles anymore because it's, it's giving people too much testosterone. That might make you too manly. We That's can't have any of these fake men it's playing out. sports. Against real men. It's not fair. Yeah. Real men will eat those things. So they're banning them for people competing in they're, the Olympics. That's what they're, yeah, you can, you can testicles? Who are they eating? Who are they eating? Can, Whose testicles are they clear. eating? You can eat testicles and buy a ticket to the Olympics. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that was all I was concerned about. I, mean, I just wanted to make sure. Let me make that clear. <laughs> what you can't do, you at all. Okay, good. You can't be an athlete who chows down on testicles uh, during their training. Uh, which means I will no longer be going out for the bobsled in 2018. Uh, and that's America's loss. <laughs> yes. So you've moved to bobsled? Uh, you were more of a luge dude. I am, but you know what? I, uh, I'm all about the team. <laughs> feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Something, something. It's bobsled time. Come on. Cool runnings? Come on. Cool runnings was one of my favorite Thank you, Mary Lou. Yes, okay. Awesome. Skid, so you're from Colorado. Have you ever eaten any uh, Rocky Mountain oysters? Yeah, I have. But the fun thing is tricking out of towners into eating them. That's the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> I once went to the Seychelles, um, which is a tiny island chain uh, off the coast of like Madagascar, um, to do oh, a comedy cool. musical for a Saudi billionaire prince. I'm sorry, don't what? ask. <laughs> I have to. Um, this is straight out we don't of an know his of name. I actually right don't have that many details because we never learned his name. Uh, um, <laughs> flags here already. No, I don't see why. Uh, just take it. Just accept it. Um, but we were hanging out um, on the island, and two of the guys that were also in the musical, they, they were like, "We're gonna go, and we're gonna go to like a local restaurant. We're leaving the resort." Um, and they went to a restaurant and, and the local folks were like, oh yeah, we eat bat here. Um, so bat, you should order the bat. And they were like, oh my God. Okay. Well, far be it from us to disrespect the custom. Um, so they ate bats and then they found out that that's just what locals tell, um, idiots, (laughs) uh, that nobody eats bat, uh, on the island, but they have the dish and it's on the menu just to trick unsuspecting Uh, dummies like my friends into eating bat. And they did. They They were just, here's on the one hand, I'm like, serves them right. On the other hand, I'm like, they were just trying to appreciate and experience a different culture. I'm of two minds about it. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's a cruel joke. It's like, ha, you got the plague. Yeah. <laughs> right? We got you. Yeah, rabies Lord. is only spread by like bats and foxes, and it's like you have you have inside rabies now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to inform you, sir, that yeah. you have inside rabies. <laughs> Did well, you, I uh, didn't get it from a bite. You bit uh, it. You bit it. I'm not tempted to eat bat nor testicles, but uh, okay. Frozen liver is really uh, a lot of bioavailable nutrients in there. I don't know. That's what this crazy doctor says. I'm going to check it out. Uh, but we are uh, we are already uh, eight minutes behind a nine hour stream. So 
we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. I don't know if this is your first time watching us, or your hundredth time, or you're just back to spite watch us because you stopped yeah. a while ago because of something Joe said. Um, but I want to uh, I want to welcome everybody to our little dysfunctional family we call the uh, the Glass Cannon Network. Obviously, there's been a bit of a shakeup in the industry right now, and a lot of new people are uh, are checking out Pathfinder, which is very exciting uh, for us because my buddies and I have been playing Pathfinder for a long, long time, and uh, it's great to try new games. And uh, it's one of the best decisions we ever made as a network. And now we've branched out to tons of different series. We've got a Blades in the Dark series, Call of Cthulhu series, Delta Green series, uh, a Traveler series. Uh, but what else? That's everything, right? I think that's uh, most, mostly everything. It's mostly yeah. You Besides all the quick, one shots, all the many one shots. Thing of of a uh, time watch, you know. If you want, go back <sighs> and uh, see some familiar faces here. Just doing yeah. some time watch. We'll just one, of out there. one of the best. One of the best cliffhangers I've ever casts. seen. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've taken many dips uh, into other systems. We like to we like to give everything a shot. Tomorrow afternoon, we're playing Blade Runner, but but tonight we're playing the game that we're most known for, and that is. Pathfinder. And we call this show uh, Friends of the Pod because sometimes we just want to get together with friends and play a game and not have it be a 300 episode series. Uh, so that's what Friends of the Pod is. And 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 so this evening, uh, we have a lot of friends. Uh, obviously, there's the Nash that's watching right now. Uh, obviously, there's Paizo, who is our, our friend. They've been a, a champion of our work for a long time, and we'll talk about them in a second. Um, but first, I want to uh, welcome uh, two of our newer friends. Uh, Joe Skid and I were three of the founders of the company, and we want to welcome uh, two new friends to the show. Uh, Paul Deming and Mary Lou, give it up. Hello. Are you clapping at home? Are you clapping at home? I can hear them clapping. <sighs> Thank you so much. Oh, oh my god! The hype train that's happening as well right now is I like, and then there's there's this chat is crazy pants. Yeah, but, it's uh, love. I love being a part of this. Thank you for inviting me to join these glass cannon shenanigans. I actually had a friend mm-hmm. from college who has been listening to the show and then messaged me and was like, you were on the glass cannon. I was like. <laughs> Yes. Oh, isn't yeah, that cool? <laughs> no, I'm like, punishment. isn't that cruel? Awesome. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. And I think, I honestly think I, we were pretty good choices because both Paula and I, we are Pathfinder newbies. We are. We That's we true. only recently started playing Pathfinder on, mm-hmm. you know, on our Blood of the Wild campaign on Glass Cannon. Yeah. And um, that was my first experience with it, and I'm loving it so far, but I'm yeah. still learning, still constantly yeah. learning. <laughs> if y'all want to see what it's like yeah. to go from being experienced in D&D 5th edition, for example, mm-hmm. and then what would it be like to then start trying to play Pathfinder? I think Mary Lou and I are great examples of that, because that's literally what we're doing right now. Exactly. Yes. Probably a lot of people watching right now that are in that same boat. So uh, this is exciting. We're gonna we're gonna do something that uh, I consider to be an introductory uh, adventure. Well, we uh, actually, I just want we have another friend joining us tonight. Uh, this is a this is a surprise to me and to you. Wow, we have another little friend <gasps> joining us for the first <laughs> is that time mini ever. Skid? That's little Skid. Little <laughs> welcome, little Skid. Hi, buddy. Hey, how's Hi, it going? Little I'm skid. little Skid. Hey, hey. 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 <laughs> It is a real pleasure to be here. We'll be hearing from him later, uh, depending on how things go. I hope not. That's great. Skins in the house. The chat just exploded. I think Twitch is down. I think Twitch just crashed. <laughs> this just goes to show you never know what friends are going to show up. That's right. The friends That's in right. the pod. That's right. 
Uh, Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Um, I don't know how I would feel about having a small puppet creature of myself. Yeah. I got to say, it's pretty great. Okay. Okay. Uh, maybe it's well, not for everybody, but I, you know, I'm liking it so far. I mean, hey, I don't have any experience with that, and you do, so I should really be trusting you on this. Yeah. So the same hey. shirt. <laughs> it's very pretty great. It's, it's starting to get uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just you stay there, little kid. We'll talk to you. <laughs> do you like send him to the DMV, like when you don't want to go? Yeah, exactly. I could put him up on the counter. I yeah. could. I, if, if I wish hard enough, maybe he could be a real boy. That's oh, no. my game. We'll see how that works. When when uh, when when I heard about all this stuff going on, I texted our good friend uh, Eric Molina. He's the uh, publisher and COO over at uh, Paizo, and I was like, "We got to do something, uh, dude. We got to. This is a time when we got to show show off everything that Pi- uh, Paizo and Pathfinder is all about." And we were initially talking about doing the introductory box, but then uh, Joe and I started talking, and it was like, "So many people are buying the introductory box. We don't want to spoil that adventure." So I just dug in to uh, a, a bucket load of Pathfinder Society scenarios and picked one uh, that was very poorly reviewed because that usually means that I'm going to like it. Because <laughs> the nerds don't. It's only for us jocks. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Us athletes. That's right. So us professional bobsledders. Uh, <laughs> I was high on testicles at the time. Yeah, the real uh, testicle eaters out there. That's, real, that's who this is aimed at. Real nut eaters. Um what uh, what I was going to say is so so we're going to be jumping into something that is it's very very different and uh, I think it's going to best show off uh, how we play the game which is going to be different <laughs> from other tables. Uh, but Joe uh, Paizo is uh, given uh, giving away some amazing uh, prizes tonight. We're going to do some giveaways in chat. Uh, talk yes. About Yes, they are. Paizo is uh, very excited uh, to be working with us on this stream and vice versa. And they want the nation, everybody who's checking out Pathfinder, to have an opportunity to jump in if you haven't yet and you want to get uh, you know, your introductory experience to Pathfinder. We're going to give away two huge giveaways tonight, two huge packages, bundles, essentially, that are great for beginners. Uh, there's going to be an entire bundle that is the beginner box along with a beginner adventure, beginner map. Uh, Etc. And then another bundle that is a little bit more intense beginner, which is core rule book, uh, game mastery guide, lost omens world guide, and another whole adventure and map and pack and everything like that. So uh, we're really excited about this. If you can, uh, if you go into chat right now, we're going to drop a link in chat. McD, our community manager, is hanging out tonight. And he's going to drop a link for you in chat. Click on that link and you can enter to win. You just got to put in your email uh, and we'll email you if you win. It'll go until uh, midnight tonight and then we'll pull winners. I'm not sure if McDee's going to announce them in chat or not. But we, if you win, you'll get an email by tomorrow uh, that lets you know uh, where you can. And we just got to collect addresses and we're going to send you all this amazing stuff. So thank you to Paizo uh, for supporting the stream and for helping us get the word out there about Pathfinder. Because like you said, we've been playing this for a decade, more than a decade. Oh, yeah. And uh, we love it, and we feel like not enough people play it, simply put. And we're, we're excited to get the word out there with some starter boxes and starter adventures. Yep, not enough people play it, but that is about to change. Hell, it's changing as we speak. Uh, not only did we just launch, uh, less than two weeks ago, a new uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition uh, podcast that's exclusive to our Patreon, uh, we are going to be uh, launching a... Uh, a new show, I guess you could say. Our flagship show, The Glass Cannon Podcast, is going to be uh, running a brand new adventure. We finished our seven-year adventure uh, last May, 
And so we've been just putting uh, live shows out there to kind of prepare for the new story. And our second campaign begins this spring. And we're going to be playing the adventure path that we released today. On Paizo.com, it is called Gatewalkers. Uh, book one is available right now, as well as the free player's guide. So if you're like, ah, I don't know if I want to buy it, well, get the player's guide, read it, see if it uh, gets your teeth wet, and then you can uh, maybe get into the adventure path. Or just listen to us, because we're going to play all three books. It's a three-book adventure instead of a six-book, which means it'll only take us three and a half years to play. <laughs> Wait, dear, are your teeth wet because you're drooling? Mm. It's a whole it's an, thing. It's I a do, whole I do thing. want to point out, I do want to point out that when you said get your teeth wet, um, all four of our heads went. <laughs> um, but then I knew, I knew either me or Paula was going to say something. We have to. <laughs> I can't even remember how that started. I can't remember who said that. I was trying to, to like have a PG version of, of like get your you know what excited. Oh. It was like oh, oh, your feet wet. Oh. You That's PG itself. You get your feet wet. <laughs> yeah. That's normal. You want to get your feet wet? Dip that toe right in to the beginner box. Sometimes you get so fired up, your teeth start sweating. That's how good. <laughs> That's the expression. Really All right, let's get off it. it. That's it. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's get off teeth. I just got off yours. <laughs> All right, enough. Eight seventeen. Uh, Mary Lou and Paula are in LA. Uh, Joe is uh, in an alley somewhere in New Jersey, and Skid mm-hmm. and I are in New York. Um, so we're uh, we're on different. We're, you're going to watch these these decrepit old hillbillies get very tired in a couple hours. Well, these spring chickens are still going on LA time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only getting stronger. I'm only coming into my powers as a night owl. Let's nice. see if this, oh, I've yeah. I'll be doing the opposite, and I poured myself a drink as well. So it's gonna we're we're. It's the peak here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be like real good at first, and then it's gonna it's gonna dip. Don't worry. <sighs> Tell off. I'm fast. drinking the most LA drink of all. I've never had it before, but it's coffee kombucha. Oh, did you say kombucha? Oh. It's kombucha, but it's coffee kombucha. Drinking coffee. So buzzed. It is disgusting. It's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. It tastes like if you melted feet in battery acid. That's oh. what it wow. tastes like. Real. It's disgusting. Um, I am gonna drink the whole thing. We should uh, uh, probably talk so. about our newest sponsor, Cough Bucha. <laughs> uh, awkward timing on that. Sorry. Cough Bucha. Sorry, Cough Bucha. Um, no, I poured myself a, uh, a Whistle Pig Manhattan, a fresh Whistle Pig Manhattan. Ooh, mm. that's a nice bottle. Yeah. Whistle Pig's good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, my wife got it for me for Christmas, and uh, I got the Luxardo cherries, the whole nine yards. <gasps> and uh, I think the easiest way to make sure I maintain my energy is to start the night with a, a whiskey drink. <laughs> yeah, and, then a lager drink, and, and then a lager cider drink. And a lager drink. You know what's funny? This is the second time Trebowamba's been mentioned in two days on this, <laughs> on this I almost brought it up before we started, to, too, because you were talking about you had to keep clicking on the Skype link before you could get in. And I was going to make a Chumbawamba reference, but then Joe, but then you came in with the Rocky reference, and I was like, "Well, that trumps my Chumbawamba reference." Because you get knocked down, but then you get up you again. Get up again, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Never going to keep me down. No, never. <laughs> Let's Skype <laughs> play Pathfinder. Uh, thank I'm you to nervous. everybody who shows has shown up. I apologize to the three hundred that have left when I talked about eating testicles. Um, but I hope you've had your fill because it's going to be a long night, and you need your iron. Uh, our adventure begins this city, uh, this city. <laughs> begins this city. Our adventure begins this city. Begins, <laughs> it's all in Starla Valley. Uh, our adventure 
Let me take another sip of that. Our adventure <laughs> begins this evening in the uh, in the city of Almas. This is the capital uh, city of the free nation of Andorin, which is one of the largest and most influential cities in the inner sea. It's a uh, a true melting pot, multicultural melting pot. It's a center of trade, and it's a great spa- uh, great place to spend a weekend if you ever uh, have some time away. Um, especially lovely this time of year. But you're not on vacation. You're on the job as uh, official members of the Pathfinder Society. If you're not familiar with the Pathfinder Society, this is a globe-spanning organization of uh, professional adventurers, basically. The four of you are now all members of the society. In fact, you're new members of the society. This could very well be your first mission uh, now that you're no longer initiates. Um, And you have been sent to the Pathfinder Society Lodge in Almas, to assist Venture Captain Brackett in a legal matter. Why are they sending four brand new Pathfinder Society people <laughs> to assist in a legal matter? Because this is what the writer of the adventure thought would be fun. <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> it's morning. <laughs> Sun's rising. People are buzzing about. You see market stalls being opened, people setting up uh, food carts, putting out their wares. And uh, we, we, we zoom past all of that and we just see this grand entryway. Uh, and behind the entry, think like Arc de Triomphe, right? And, and behind that is a long walkway that uh, leads in the distance to a shining golden cathedral. You've been instructed to uh, meet in this spot and come as you are. You don't have to dress up. You can bring your weapons. Nothing fancy. You're supposed to meet here. Um, let's say you arrive one by one. Who shows up first, and what do they look like? Uh, I'll I, show up first. I'll show okay. up first. Oh, I took it from Skid. Skid will show up first. No, I, I only did it because I felt uncomfortable. So I, I, I hate that. I prefer a GM that's like, and you show up first. Tell me what we see. Why? <laughs> why was this a dig against me? Why did this turn into a dig? You know what? Mary Lou's character shows up first. I guess what I'm saying is, I prefer a different GM. I guess. I guess that's what I'm getting. At. That's um, nothing new here. <laughs> Stop uh, fighting, please, boys. Night is young. You get whiskey drunk. Fight you. Uh, who shows up? <laughs> All right, now I'm really uncomfortable, so I will show up. <laughs> uh, so you see this elderly dwarf, uh, like clanking about, jingling in full chainmail, with a shield and a gigantic bastard sword strapped to his back. He's got a big, like a uh, like a '50s school child, like bundle of books with like a belt wrapped around it, like in one hand. And he has these little reading glasses, like, over the tip of his nose. He has, like, long, uh, graying orange hair, ice blue eyes, and uh, skin. (laughs) I'm sorry, ice blue skin? No, no, no. No, he he has has skin. skin. He has it. Just yeah. So skin, It's a good feature. Yeah. It's good, solid. It was a class feat, actually, he was able to take, so. On the character sheet, they always ask, so it's just like, yes, of course. Like, who would skin. Not yes, I do have yes. that. Now we have skin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Check, yes. Thank you, Skin. All right, so this uh, this aging dwarf uh, rolls up, and you're just standing there, uh, maybe 
admiring the architecture as a dwarf would do. Um, and then, uh, who comes next? Uh, Paulidas. You see a, uh, a young-ish, uh, woman, uh, if you looked at her and you were good at guessing ages, you'd guess probably around 28, like upper 20s, not quite 30 yet, uh, in um, an old uh, like army surplus jacket, uh, tank top, some um, high-waisted culottes over a wide leg pants that stop uh, above her ankles. Um, her hands are wrapped, uh, and she looks... Like, she might be trouble, but you can't tell. Uh, and so she she kind of walks up. She's got a, a, a bright red hair up in a big, um, like, fluffy ponytail. Um, and uh, and she'll, she'll walk up and immediately spot uh, this elderly dwarf and just assume that this is probably one of the people she's supposed to meet. They don't already know each other. Do we already know each other? Is that what you imagined? I would think probably not, where this is one of your first missions. They just picked four people who are perfectly suited to assist (laughs) in this legal matter. Uh, She'll just walk over and be like, hi, are you here for the case? Um, Because I am. I'm Mara. Oh, Mara. Oh, hey. Hey. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Good. You just look. I don't know. There was something about your look that I felt like you... We're probably here for the same reason as me. Like, we don't feel like we quite fit in, right? Yeah, no. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, ju- I, I'm just so, I, I'm, I'm not used to being above ground, is one thing. So I'm, I feel that place <laughs> basically everywhere. But. Oh, your skin, she notices. She leans over and is like, your skin is a little translucent, but I'm glad that you have some. Oh, is, oh dear. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I hope the makeup would take care of that. But. Oh, what was your name? My name's Eurist Bone Dog. Bone dog. Bone dog. I like that name, Bone Dog. Can I call you that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, great. You're Bone Dog, Dog. and again, I'm Mara. Mara. Okay, great, great. Yeah. Uh, And I'm gonna spell that B O N E D A W G. I assume that's what you meant. That is correct. Yeah. (laughs) As they're exchanging pleasantries, a third weirdo arrives. <laughs> uh you see coming up uh through the crowd a striking figure who stands out I would imagine uh in in this area uh at 6 foot 3 this like golden skinned bronze-eyed blonde-haired elf in almost like not regal looking attire, but fine robes comes walking through the town with a chin high and a swagger about him. Uh, and he makes his way up and his keen senses of perception immediately lead him to know that these must be pathfinders uh, in, in this particular town. And so he comes walking up with a smile and a swagger. And introduces himself as Dr. Llewellyn Pierce. It is a pleasure to meet Pathfinders here in Andor, and I haven't been here in quite some time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
I was so distracted by your delightful uh, accent. You are not from here. That I completely was not paying attention to what your name was. Can you tell me again? Yeah, you can call me Doctor Pierce. I am Doctor Pierce. Yes, uh, Doctor Pierce. Very much so inspired by writing on this call, Mary Lou. Who, when we heard what this adventure was about, was like, we can't do this adventure without a southern lawyer or investigator type mm-hmm. and i thought who am i to blow against the wind and mary lou i thought would take it but she didn't and it was left to me and so here i am uh he comes <laughs> swaggering in and uh he is an an elf of uh an emissary background uh mm. so he is i think there's a good reason why he was picked for this, but there's a very unknown reason why he is level one. So we're going to have to figure that out at oh, some point. Same. Yeah, yeah. A very old dwarf and an elf of unknown age with a really striking bearing. It uh, is not too late to like have a career change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know? that's the message so. you're sending. Yeah, it's never exactly. too late. My exactly. favorite thing about him is the chat thinks his name is Dr. Piss. Well, of course they would. I have never had a character name that wasn't immediately bastardized by the audience. I'll let them have their fun. Don't get defensive, Dr. Piss. Don't get defensive, Dr. Piss. So while you guys are looking looking down the street um, from where Dr. Pierce had arrived, um, uh, behind you, just like suddenly... Uh, there's uh, this young goth teen witch. Um, she's got ghostly pale skin, jet black hair, um, eye makeup for days, uh, lots of black, everything black, and she's got a magpie perched on her shoulder. And she says... Hey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. That bird is so cool. Okay, so side note, I have Shape Changers intuition. So lifetime ex- of experience helps me see through disguises. I immediately want to know any creature I come within 10 feet of that is transformed into another creature and impersonating a specific creature. The GM rolls a secret perception check for me to realize the creature is transformed, even if I didn't spend an action to do it, but I would like to right now make sure, is this magpie a real bird? I'll be ruled that secret check. <laughs> is it? Very <laughs> Really, is this a real bird? Together. But I would know. Yeah. It's a real bird. Oh my gosh, this bird. Well, well, it is a, it is a, it is a bird. It's perhaps not an average bird. Um, <laughs> it's not just like a bird I found. But, um, it's not just like a bird I found. <laughs> but it is is—it is very much a bird. Wow. He, Your bird rather, is? It is a bird. And so um, cool. this this figure, um, she goes, um, so you've heard of me. You know me. Oh, no, um, no, I just think your bird is cool. That's so weird. You guys, you guys don't know me? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I haven't had the pleasure. Could you, uh, what is your name? That's crazy. Um, I'm Charlotte Ann. I'm a medium. Oh, I'm, uh, you're a spawn dog. I'm a small. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm a small. 
swing it out of the way early. It's bottle cap right there. Bottle cap. <laughs> Starting bottle cap. Role play uh, bottle, John. Yeah. No, that's funny. No, like I'm a medium. Like I, I talk to ghosts and like see like omens and portents and stuff. I'm like pretty famous. Are we? Possibly, like, from the same hometown. We have very similar accents. It's crazy, but <laughs> I feel like I would have known you. Right. <laughs> they're, well, they're, they're doing the the, te- the girl thing where they're, like, sizing each other up, and they're either going to be best friends or, or abject enemies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, sometimes I look real different. I have been traveling around a lot the last few years, though, because um, I hunt people down for a living, you know, so... Oh, that's... Um, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah um, Charlotte Ann has just decided best friends um, <laughs> when you said hunt people down. <laughs> She's like, yeah, definitely. Okay, I get it. Yeah, um... That's yeah. Maybe I'm. Maybe we're just like not from the same neighborhood. That's yeah. why you guys like haven't like, heard of me. Went to different academies or something. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. As you're uh, standing there, all getting to know each other, <laughs> uh, sizing each other up, and becoming best friends, a uh, a, a, a young, uh, you know, not teenage, but definitely uh, early twenties uh, kid comes up, and he's got the Pathfinder Society badge on. But he has something under it that lets you know that he's an initiate. Because you used to have the same, like, little thing on your badge that was taken away when you were made full-fledged members. Uh, and he comes up to you. Um, and he's like, uh, Venture Captain Brackett will be here shortly. Uh, he instructed me to give you this file briefing uh, to brief you on the mission specifics. Have a good day. And, well, thank uh, you, son. Thank you. And oh, I'll please. reach out and take the documents. Oh, I thought you were going to hit me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, here. It's a rather jumpy lad. I'll see you later. And he runs uh, at top speed for no reason away from you. Uh, and let me direct you to our virtual tabletop so you can see this. Uh-huh. Oh, already. Go. Oh, dear. Oh, that's a lot of text. It's a big one. I thought about sending it to you earlier today. So you could read it and you wouldn't have to do it on air. And then I changed my mind. Wow. So uh, let's start. Um, I, I could read it, but I, I'd like you guys to, to read it. Let you practice your voices a little bit. Skid, you want to start off? Do a, do a paragraph or two? Uh, sure. Yes. Uh, Pathfinders, recently the society's image in Almas has taken a bit of a bruising. Tomorrow you will be assisting me in presenting a case to the People's Council. As you may know, the Church of... I owe it day <laughs> is claiming that I didn't I, I'll never be able to pronounce that name confidently ever in my life. <laughs> uh, is claiming that I didn't acquire the Almas Cathedral honestly though I bought the cathedral from the Church of Eridan here in Almas after it went bankrupt the Iomedeans are now asking for my purchase to be nullified and the cathedral turned over to their church It is my understanding that people are also beginning to question whether the Pathfinder Society's significant presence is truly benefiting the city. I am meeting the People's Council tomorrow to argue my case. Uh, I'm noticing that we have this up on stream, and yes, that is the cast of the original Night Court. (laughs) Is that on stream? (laughs) Which which wasn't supposed to be on stream. 
<laughs> but I like to have that down. That was I like that funny. So let's leave it up there. I, I had, just uh, had fun. when you click on Roll Twenty, it was the uh, original cast of L.A. Law, and then when you get to the home screen, it's Night Court. I really want to hammer the legal stuff home. That's right. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, Mary Lou, pick it up there. Tomorrow morning, we have some time to meet with the P- members of the People's Council who will be determining if the society's claim stands. I hope that you can spend some time with the arbiters and talk up the society. You're all relatively new members, so I think your perspective on why you join the society and the benefits you see in the lodge remaining where it is now will be helpful. I myself feel that my claim stands on the physical evidence alone. However, since the Pathfinder Society's image has taken a few hits, and I wonder if the council isn't looking for a way out or a way to prove that letting us stay is the right decision. And he goes on to say, please take a moment to read the following information on the representatives Mm. of the People's Council we are presenting our case to. Um... Joe, talk, talk to me about Tritus Fiddlewort. Well, I'll read this first one. Tritus Fiddlewort. And on any other day, I might be asking him to come and share a drink with you all. He has some amazing stories. After a serious injury and the loss of a friend led to his retirement from the society, he decided to try his hand at government intrigue for a while. He intends to set off on another adventure after this term, citing that after a decade of rest and recuperating, he needs to get moving again, lest he undergo the bleaching. He spends a lot of his time advocating for the betterment of non-humans in Andoran. In Andorra. We, th- we debated Andorra. the pronunciation of honest, before the stream, too. I could listen to a whole audiobook narrated in that voice. Yeah, it yeah. was great. Especially with that microphone. I'm just like... Yeah. Uh, he mentions in the letter uh, about the bleaching. Uh, this is a thing that yeah. happens... So it's clearly a gnome. Yeah, to gnomes in this world. They have to be on the move. Because if they stay in one place for too long, they, they turn all white and die. Really, um, I didn't know that. You didn't know yeah. that about like the yeah. So the the Pathfinder gnomes in Galarian, they, they like they always have to travel. They always have to ad- not adventure necessarily. But new they experiences. To... They need constant new experiences where they. Yeah. Well, that sounds exhausting. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, we've all had a friend like a gnome, haven't we? Yeah. Um, Paula, tell us about Tala and Freya. Okay, uh, Tala Farthing. Before her time on the council, she served as an Eagle Knight. In her government role, she first served on the local Almon People's Council. After discovering she liked working in government, she ran for the People's Council of Andoran. Andoran. She ran for the People's Council of Andoran. She respects honesty and hard work. Tala is one of the few council members I can get... I can guarantee, I can guarantee would never take a bribe or oversee a decision she could not be unbiased on. Okay, cool. So we know about her. She's like super honest. All right, let's learn about Freya Greensong. I don't know much. She moved here as a child from Blood Cove and grew up in one of the poorer neighborhoods. She and her family are merchants by trade. Ostensibly, they own and rent out many of the vendor stalls and warehouses across the city. Primarily, they sell specialty cooking supplies and olive oils, though I suspect their business is far more diverse than it seems. That's from Ooh. Venture Captain Brackett Almas Lodge. So maybe they're like fencing money or something. 
Mm. Or like a phantom uh, bond maybe. ring is what I mean. Mm. I like them already. And also it says <laughs> in the letter that you're supposed to meet the People's Council tomorrow morning. But that's happening right now as far as you know. Which means this nerd was supposed to give you that letter at oh, no. your hotel. Oh, <gasps> what? oh take his pin away. Yeah, this is terrible. I don't no wonder. No wonder he ran off. Well, it's not too long before you finish going over the briefing that a man approaches you. Not a pimply-faced teen. He's got a mustache, manicured goatee, and a ponytail. Uh, from everything you've heard about uh, this description, uh, you know this to be uh, Venture Captain Brackett. I have a, a picture uh, a picture of the uh, gentleman uh, that I will show to you right now. Because uh, some people like... Oh. There he is. That's uh that's Venture Captain Brackett. He uh he walks up to you uh confidently. He's like, Good morning. Thank you for coming. I trust you read my briefing last night. Well, no, actually. We only we only got it uh just now. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> Well, nonetheless, I hope you're at least well-rested and ready for a busy day at court. Yes? Yeah, definitely. I love uh, court. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would have liked a little more time to prepare, but I suppose we can do this off the cuff, as it were, but that puts us at a disadvantage. Is there uh, anything else you can tell us about this council or these folks that might uh, you might have left out of your letter? Anything that would give us an advantage? Yes, yes. He pulls out a timepiece and looks at it. He's like, "Well, but uh, let's let's walk and talk." Uh, and he starts walking you along this uh, walkway through the arch in the direction of the cathedral. He's like, "I want to make sure we're not late. In fact, I'd like to get there a little early so that uh, we may speak with Valor. This is the Iomadean representative. I'd like to speak with them before we start. We'll be presenting uh, our case against Valor, as it were." quick chat with them would be wise. We're actually going to the uh, Golden Cathedral here to present our case to the People's Council, as I mentioned in uh, my letter. Come. Uh, so as he begins walking to the Golden Cathedral up ahead, which is coincidentally called the Golden Cathedral, um, you, you start passing through the like the main street in Almas. And even at this early hour, the city is already bustling. Uh, it's actually kind of comforting. You've got the sounds and smells of like street food vendors selling breakfast, uh, the crisp morning air, and it's all carried on and mingled with the uh, the nearby ocean breeze because uh, you're right on the coast here in Almas. If you look down the side streets, uh, all the vendors are like setting up their carts, getting ready for another busy day. Brackets walking and uh, talking. It's like, well, I know you read my brief. Um, but let's go over some of the basics um, just to make sure we're all on the same page. About 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I, uh, I purchased our Pathfinder Society Lodge, which was formerly the Almas Cathedral. And I got it at a very deeply discounted price. And I got the discount because the Church of Aradin here uh, in Almas uh, had gone bankrupt. It was very scandalous, but the purchase was appropriate. Everything was above board. Uh, and, and I like to think that we have, have used the building to help the people of Andorin um, since we've set up the lodge here. It seems that not everyone agrees, and the Church of Iomade has thrown the legitimacy of our claim into question. To complicate matters further, recently a, uh, a woman was murdered 
on the steps of the lodge, and, uh... No. Yeah, she was murdered, and, uh... Murder. She was killed, yes. It happens all the time in this fantasy world. You'll probably kill people before the night is over. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I've killed people sometimes before, yes, so it's, it's okay. It's really, it's really a big part of this game. It's a lot of, lot of killing. Um, but uh, she was killed, um, which is whatever. But her ghost appeared uh, shortly thereafter. <gasps> and, and he who, immediately looks. Uh, Dr. Llewellyn Pierce immediately looks at Charlotte Ann. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Ghosts. Great. Yeah, I do that. Great. Ghost appeared, and uh, there's ghosts everywhere. It's a fantasy world. But uh, this ghost blamed the Pathfinder Society Lodge for her murder. Obviously, that doesn't look good for us. Uh, thankfully, our agents went right to work and, and proved that the whole thing was fabricated. In fact, uh, it seems that it was orchestrated by uh, Chalaxian spies. And now as we've dug further, it seems that someone else might actually be pulling the strings. We haven't ascertained who it is yet. Truth be told, I can't think that this whole string of unfortunate circumstances that's dragging Pathfinder Society here into the mud might all be related. Um, um, how do you get a ghost to, like, lie about who killed them? What do you bribe a ghost with? Exactly. Uh, Like, you're already dead. Like, you've already lost everything, right? Why not tell the truth? It was very strange. I I did not head up the investigation, uh, but I trust uh, the men and women that were uh, behind it, Mm -hmm. and they said that it was all... uh, It could have been like a Scooby-Doo thing with projection screens, like it wasn't actually a ghost. Oh, like maybe the ghost wasn't real. Got it. That's what I thought. But or maybe um, she thought she was telling the yeah, truth. Correct. What if they set up the murder yes. so it appeared to the ghost to be the Pathfinder yes. Society? Yeah. That is why you are a medium. Because you could sense maybe what had happened to convince this ghost she wasn't lying. I You're, you're so right. Good, Charlotte Ann. You're so right. I know. Thank you. Charlotte Ann, is it? Charlotte Ann. You're a he pulls out his paper. Um a trained medium? You have a question about that? He no, looks no. like he, he seems like he does. He not know what all of our jobs. No, are? No, no, I know. I just was checking my notes. Uh, Jimmy, he, uh, he made my itinerary. Anyhow, do you have any questions? We're going to be there shortly. Uh, anything about the letter? Any uh, any phrases that I use that you don't know about uh, that I could help uh, explain to you about what's going on? Uh, names? Talk to me. Uh, could I do well? Okay. Um. Well, if they are blaming Chalaxian spies, what interest does Chelyax have in this town, in this place? We do not know. And honestly, that shouldn't be a part of our discussions at all with the people. Inadmissible. Uh, no, it's... it's, it's very, Ooh, a secret? I love secrets. It's very possible that it's admissible, but it's, it's not really germane to the case at hand. Right now, we just have to... Uh, I hate to use the word argue, but that's the way they, 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 use, they use that word in court. We have to argue against this representative of the, the uh, Church of Iomidae that we have the rightful claim. Mentioning that this problem with Chelyax isn't really, isn't really helpful. Does that make sense? Um, yes, that totally makes sense. Uh, what Do we know what the motivation is for the uh, Iomidae? 
in wanting the cathedral back like did they approach you before bringing the suit to like ask you for use of it and you said no or or is this like the first you heard of it out of the blue so I don't know how familiar you are with Aridin, but Aridin is uh, dead. And uh, right. Iomade is uh, considered the inheritor. Iomade sort of uh, picked up the charge when Aridin uh, died. And so because of that, they believe uh, that the, uh, the, the defunct church of Aridin uh, should be rightfully inherited by the church of Iomade. But our claim is that, then, then why didn't you purchase it? We walked in and we, we, we had the money. It was all... all Completely above board. I can't stress that enough, and I will uh, be stressing it if they ask me again. Well, um, who did you purchase the church from? A, a real estate agent. A real estate agent owned the church? Yes, and I may have And is the real estate agent uh, in the room with us right now? We're outdoors, madam. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a turn of phrase. <laughs> I see. No, this was a... I have the card right here. They're from Corcoran. She was an agent at Corcoran Real Estate. Corcoran. Corcoran. Yes. Real uh, it's, a, it's a real real estate agency. Ah, oh, yeah, great. Oh, I see. Do, do me a uh, favor. Was it just if a real estate agent or was property, it a real tour? Remember, just mention me. What was that? Was it a real estate agent or a real tour? Because they are different. Like a realtor is different from just a real estate agent. Also, when you buy a I property, you, know you don't just give all your money <laughs> to the real estate agent and then own the property. You know this, right? I understand this. I signed the papers. I went through the whole process. Who the was the other the person fee. that signed the papers? The person that was uh, the landlord of the former Church of Aradin. I really think we're getting off to a rough start here, and this isn't important to the case. I'd well, be happy to... What about escrow? You haven't even mentioned the escrow. <laughs> no, I, I paid for it in cash. There is no escrow. The, the, oh. the, the loan is paid off. This was 11 years was ago. Was the inspection done? <laughs> the inspection was done. There were some problems with some black mold. I overlooked it. Um... They needed a Ladies new and septic gentlemen, tank. Pathfinder. <laughs> Should we, oh, we can move on. I just really quickly, I just really quickly want to make the pun. Um, was it a real estate agent or a fake estate agent? Oh. Oh. It's not. It's, it's a great right. question, regardless. I, not just I'm an amazing. Legitimately pun. wondering. No I'm, offense, Captain. No, uh, none taken. I. Until now, I never considered that it was a fake estate agent. Uh, perhaps <laughs> well, this is where our trouble you. began. That's uh, how they well, get let's you. indeed okay. leave that out of our arguments okay, today, mm. uh, Mr. Brackett. Um, can I, can I Captain, do it? Ch- Captain Brackett. Captain Brackett, I am sorry. I meant no disrespect. Could I, um, can I do a, a, a legal lore check? Uh, just actually, I don't have that. I do have I it. I have it. I have it. I um, like, if you don't have it and you need, just whisper it to Two me. people with I, legal lore? I thought we should have it, right? Yeah. So uh, I get it because I'm a bounty hunter. Oh, that's cool. Mm, yeah. That's cool. Uh, you gotta constantly defend yourself in court for murdering like, people. I need to know the law because <laughs> um, I'm chasing down lawbreakers. Um, I'd like to do a quick legal or check just to see that, just in general, if this really is good guidance to not be prepared for or mention the murder that just happened on the steps during these arguments. Like, I could see that being a good idea, which is like, don't bring that up. It's not relevant, and it'll it'll uh, obfuscate the actual issue at hand. Mm-hmm. But or is this guy just doesn't know what he's talking about and he's going to foul us up by uh, trying to hide that. Oh, that's a really good rule. 22 on legal lore. 22 on legal lore. Um, Yeah, it seems like, and he mentioned this in the letter as well, 
that you're going to be questioned on, they want to know more about you as Pathfinder Society members. It's kind of like proving the worth of the Pathfinder Society. Why is it better to have a Pathfinder Society here than a church that helps the people mm. of Andorran? Yeah. And so they want to know more. And he said this in the letter, like, right. tell us about you. Why did you choose to do this? So you're kind of like selling the Pathfinder Society. Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> I think that Dr. Pierce can't help but once again try to sneakily look at Charlotte Ann and just be like, uh-oh. <laughs> it's like goth teen. It's going to be like, here's why I got into it. Mm, what? <laughs> what? No, say it. Like, what were you going to say? Like, you're looking at me and you're like southernly looking at me. And I just like, I think you should say it. Nothing, my dear. I think you'll be fine. Let's let's go in. Let's go in. Yes, you, you have to understand that in, in, in cases like this, sometimes the council will, will, will weigh all the evidence but, but they, they mainly want to take into consideration what best serves the people. Um, and in this case, although our evidence is stronger, in my opinion, the council may deem that the people of Almas and Andoran uh, better, are better served by acquiescing to Valor's request. Mm, I see, I see. So less a court of law and more uh, that other thing. Yeah, like it's not arbitration. More an arbitration. This is an arbitration. Arbitrage. It's arbitrage. Uh, so these three people you mentioned in the letter, are they the only members of the council? Are they three making the decision on this? Those three will be making the sole decision. Um, so we'll need to sway at least two of them. Well, it'll be of the utmost importance then that we speak to the things we think they value the most based on the little amount of information that we have. The Eagle Knight should be very easy. Focus on those uh, valiant protection of the people. The others, not so sure yet, but... We can always twist our words ever so slightly to make sure they fit right into the alleyway what these people want to hear. Yes, yeah. and with your training, you would all uh, probably already know some information that would be helpful. Hmm. Indeed. And this is where some recall knowledge checks can come in. Yeah! Um, so the way this works is uh, you can, with the information you have so far, try to gather, not recall knowledge, try to gather, uh, well, actually, you can gather information and recall knowledge um, about this that might just help you going into this. However, this is how it works. These are secret checks. So these are checks that are rolled by me. So I have all of your sheets here. Um, if you want to gather information, that's a diplomacy check. We don't have to role play it all out, but you have to tell me if you want to do that, and I'll tell you what you learn if you learn anything. Uh, and then if you want to recall knowledge, you tell me you want to do that, uh, and I will tell you what you learn based on the checks that I've pre-made uh, knowing what your character stats are. Here's how this works. Uh, behind the scenes, uh, a failure, you don't learn anything. A success, you learn something. A critical success, you learn like something you wouldn't have learned with just a basic success. However, a critical failure, which you don't know if you'll get, uh, gives you false information. Mm. Mm. So it's up to you looking at your, uh, for example, we'll start with gather information through diplomacy. You look at your diplomacy score, you can tell me if you even want to bother uh, sort of digging into your Rolodex of things you may have heard while you're out boozing last night when you were supposed to be resting for the case. I absolutely want to gather information. Um, I have a plus three in diplomacy, but also... My little friend, his name is Pika. Um, Charlotte Ann goes, 
Hey, everybody, I forgot to introduce. Um, this is Pika, and he goes, Call. Um, <laughs> and he's my best friend. Um, Pika, uh, he has a special feat. Pika is my familiar. He's my witch familiar. And he has an ability called Snoop. So uh, he keeps his eyes and ears open, ready to relay every snippet of gossip that he catches. I love this. Um, so he gives me a plus one to my diplomacy check to gather information. Well, okay, and you had a plus three? Um, great, so... Oh, I have a plus four. Old, uh, what's his name? Pika. Pika. So Pika, was, uh, while you were getting ready for bed, Pika was out roaming and listening mm-hmm. and uh, did learn some information. Pika learned that uh, Tritus Fiddlewort mm-hmm. did not willingly retire from the Pathfinder Society. Instead, he was forced to resign for collaborating against the Society with a rival organization. <gasps> an organization Ooh. known the Aspis the, Consortium? The Aspis Consortium. Yeah! And because of that, he secretly holds a grudge against the society. Ooh, that, that is, is juicy Juicy. Yeah. Keep in mind, so, that could be a complete lie. That's true. Okay. Um, that's what Pika, you believe to be true. Pika is sitting on my shoulder, and he's going like... Into my ear, and I'm going, ooh. <gasps> nice. Okay, guys, we'll talk later. <laughs> um, I was also hoping to uh, gather knowledge because as a bounty hunter uh, by trade, um, I'm very used to, like, getting to a place and, like, scoping it out, listening around, like, seeing what the deal is so that I'm prepared for every situation that I go into. So I think maybe I would have gone out and tried to overhear some things. And I just naturally have a plus four in diplomacy. Uh, I don't have, like, a bird that gives me any any buffs that just like um but your bird is so cute some of us have birds but that's okay you're you're cute by yourself oh my gosh thank you <laughs> what about yourist and call dr. It as i see it yourist <laughs> and dr pierce are you interested in gathering information or you're you were you weren't you were you slept in or in indeed went to bed early okay yourist. oh yeah yeah no i'm not going to gather information you're um, not. I, i'm going to recall knowledge okay you can do what you can do both uh yeah i'm not going to gather information. Well, yeah, you know what? Why not? You're saying this is retroactive from last night. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. talking to people. Just already. If you're bad at it, though, and we fail, we're going to get bad info. I don't get... Are you... Really? <laughs> Dr. Llewellyn Pierce, you think I'd be bad in a bar setting? I Look, am a I smooth know, talker. I, 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 you make uh, me so southern, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> this is not the southern. It. It's contagious. Oh my god, because Paul actually is southern. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I forgot Paul, that. Paul, no, your accent is great. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But uh, <laughs> yes, I actually am southern. Um... Look, I know how we both roll, Joe. So yeah, but I'm not, not rolling. Not rolling. That's true. Troy's rolling. Uh, true. So yeah, uh, yeah. Doctor Pierce is going to go out and be—he's a man of the people, despite his. Oh, please don't be so put off by my uh, radiant angelic appearance. Um, he's uh, yeah. He'll, he'll talk to do gather information. He has a plus five diplomacy. Okay. Um, yeah, and I have all your sheets. Oh, so I, you're I way better than you. I have to do it. You're better than both of us. Joe's first instinct is always the worst one, but then he comes around at the end. Uh, Eurist, are you in or out for trying to gather the 
Uruses. What was your yeah, I think Urus is not a very charismatic person at all. He's not very well suited for trial law, but uh, but he loves it. So he, yeah, he's gonna go out. Will have gone out. Mm-hmm. It's blue perfect, right? Yes. Blue perfect. Gone, wow. I will have gone out the night before to kind of just uh, uh, hit up a couple of local town. Like he's new in town, so he's like just trying to get the lay of the land. And so he's going to try to awkwardly, off-puttingly, try to gather some information about the, where he finds himself. Well, and then I'd, I would also like to do a recall knowledge check. As well. Okay, yeah, great. Well, I'll do the diplomacy first, and then we'll see who wants to check knowledge. But uh, unfortunately, Eurist and uh, Mara don't really find out anything that's going to uh, be helpful to them. Uh, however, Doctor Pierce does, uh, or at least he thinks he does. You hear. Uh, maybe talking to uh, someone in their cups last night, that Tala is renowned for her fairness. As a retired Eagle Knight, a, actually a, a former freedom fighter, an Eagle Knight is a, like a freedom fighter from this area, Andorin. Uh, she appreciates the skills and influence that both Pathfinders and the Church of Iomade can use to help Almas and Andorin. So she hasn't like quite made up her mind Maybe other members of the council have. Uh, she especially appreciates some of the society's more recent efforts in fighting against uh, all of the ugly trading that was going on across the inner sea. Um, you also learn that Tritus is a retired pathfinder, uh, and sometimes he mentors young locals interested in joining the society. Um, so that, now I don't know how much you've shared with your new friend here, Charlotte Ann, but that does conflict slightly uh, with the information mm. uh, that she and Pika learned. I am perfectly willing to share everything I learned with my fellow pathfinders. I, I think uh, I would be... So, uh, this Tritus fellow is a, a staunch supporter of the society. I think we'll be in, good play, in a good place with him. He even educates young locals in uh, what they need to do to become members. I'm sure he does. Um, Charlotte Ann does... that is a fact. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Um, Charlotte Ann does not 100% know or trust, um, these people just yet. So, um, she's gonna go... She's not gonna just now say what she learned. She's just gonna put that into her little knowledge bank and chew on it for later. She'll tell people when they need to know. Hmm. Okay. Tritus sounds like a good guy. Yes, indeed. Love that he's love that he's mentoring the youth. <laughs> it does make me a bit suspicious, though. I must say, after reading That's this letter it. and understanding, yes, because if it is in fact a, an eagle knight who could be above uh, reproach when it comes to fairness, and a another who is already a friend of the society, in fact, instructing young ones in it. That sounds to me like uh, it'd be so easy to get two of three. Almost too easy. Something's not right here. Mm, I think <clears throat> I like what I like what you're thinking. I like the way you think. Thank you. Now, can I get that paper? I want to look at that paper. And so, uh, Doctor Pierce is a an investigator. He's an elf investigator, and he's got mm. this ability called pursue a lead. And with this note, I think he reads this note. He's got an 18 intelligence. I think he reads this at a whole other level than He's I would read it. He's wicked smart. 
And so I, I would like to uh, take a few minutes, um, 22 minutes to be exact, and really dig into he's going to he's going to put the uh, Eagle Knight to, to the side for the moment. He feels that doing a fair and balanced argument is something that he would be easy for him to do. However, if he needs to play some politics with the other ones, he's got to learn a little bit more about them. Now, he is reading the words of someone else, but he wants to dig into the wording here. And he wants to pursue a lead on these two, which essentially means he targets these two people as objects of his investigation. And his focus basically will give him a plus one on checks of like recall knowledge about them. Okay. Uh, or about anything involving them uh, directly. Okay, great. Now, you said it takes you 22 minutes. If that's the truth, you're going to be a little distracted because you, because of Jimmy giving you the letter the day of. Uh, you're reconciling the information in the letter on this walk to the cathedral. Yeah, you, you could even say he can't do it, which I would understand. If it's like, you know, the gavel's banging. We have to go in. I, I just didn't know the timing, but you tell yeah. me. Yeah, because it will. does say it takes a minute to dig into it and then you, you can't do another one for 10 minutes. So if I could only do one, I could only do one. You just tell, you tell me. Uh, would you like to uh, then eschew the recall knowledge to fully focus on this? Because um, then I'll, I'll let you do it. Um, well, I, I guess I just don't understand that. Sure, sure. You, I, I, you, I don't, I, you said it takes your full focus. Is it really, is it more of a... Uh, no, it takes your full focus. A flavor but thing, like you but the recall knowledge then is just a roll, right? So, like, right. why, why, why would I need to forego that? That's fair. I did. I was, I was uh, overinterpreting. You were like, I takes my full. I can't even talk to anybody else. Uh, but it has not been twenty two minutes. So, just to let you know, uh, let me just ask you this: in the interest of keeping things moving, is anybody not recalling knowledge? I'm not. I don't have anything useful in the moment. Okay, uh, you, and I should, I should let you know, you can roll society. Everybody has some points Ooh. in society. But. Oh, yes. did we I all have a... choose points in society? Yes, and yes. some of you yeah. chose points in legal lore. Let's just say you all roll it then for the sake of moving yeah. on. Uh, yet again, Eurist, uh, you might have had a rough night. Uh, you didn't learn anything. And Mara, you also didn't learn anything. I am, man, I'm, Mara's the worst. I hate her. <laughs> She's Whoa. so dumb. It's, we're not even an hour in. No, She's so started. dumb. Why is she? She's I'm so dumb. She's like, it's not going well. She's in a new city. She's excited. She's sightseeing. I'm defending her. She's my new best friend. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. She's so distracted by this bird. She can't actually properly remember anything. So. However, Dr. Piss and Charlotte Ann <laughs> are quite knowledgeable. And uh, Dr. P, you uh, hear through the grapevine... Uh, that most members of the People's Council take their responsibility to serve their country and its people very seriously. And they are as uh, diverse in their membership as they are in their opinions. And Doran prides itself on welcoming all and open disrespect of others is not acceptable. Meanwhile, Charlotte Ann learns that the People's Council thrives on games and intrigue. If you think that just the, the moment you think that a council member is starting to like you, it's just a mask they're wearing. They actually don't like you at all. By kind of people. Yeah. Okay. It sounds um, like high school. I think you should. And, I mean, and uh, just for the record, Charlotte Ann pretty much just got out of high school. So yeah, she's, you're perfect. You can her talk claws to are already sharp from yeah. experience. <laughs> um, she's going to turn to her compatriots really quickly 
who are quickly growing in her esteem. Um, but she doesn't still doesn't 100% trust them just yet. Um, we just met. Because we just met. But she like, gets Don't vibes. be foolish, you know. Mm-hmm. She's going to just say, sort of sotto under her breath. Um, hey, guys. Things might not be exactly as they seem here. So I just want everybody to be really cool. Be cool. Don't be, like, uncool. And um, keep your eyes peeled, okay? And no, okay. I won't explain. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and sure enough, you reach Great. the gates of the Golden Cathedral. And right when you get there, you're immediately uh, greeted by a page, uh, another one of these Jimmy type characters, uh, who's like Jimmy oh, Page. This way. It's Jimmy, Jimmy Page. page actually, oh, yeah. you're meeted, You're you're met by Jimmy Page. Oh man, <laughs> he's playing guitar just like so well. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I was just jamming. Uh, it was the last person I expected to run into in this adventure. So. Jimmy Page is standing outside the gates of the Golden Cathedral, and he sees you, puts his axe away, <laughs> and uh, ushers you into a, uh, a meeting room. Uh, it's it's not it's neither large nor small. You could call it medium. Uh, it's is it well on lit. The, is the meeting room on the first floor or second floor? Uh, it's actually on the third floor. Oh, it's, so it's we have to climb the stairway. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's down there, All big skin. All right. <laughs> uh, also, just want to take a second. I, I, I hadn't said it before, and I feel bad. I uh, big thank you to Sirenscape for the music for p- providing oh, yeah. this lovely background. Yeah, uh, yeah. City sounds, the, the rolling water on the on the coast, and this oh. music always makes me think of uh, side quest side sesh. Uh, it just uh, I had puts you me like, right there. I hadn't heard any of it. Now it's like I'm really transported. <laughs> totally different game. Yeah. Jimmy Page wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> all right, so you're on the third floor. You do take the stairway, uh, not to seven, but to three, and uh, you uh, you are escorted into this small, uh, medium-sized room, well lit. It's furnished with warm wood furniture, and it actually has a large window uh, on one wall uh, that overlooks a courtyard. Below, and you're there with Venture Captain Bracket. Bracket uh, on the on the wall uh, that doesn't have a window. There's a painting depicting uh, any of you who know anything. It's a unit of Eagle Knights, and they're uh, like routing undead foes, an undead army in a gloomy forest. Um, and you have a moment to kind of look about. If any of you looks at the plaque underneath the painting, uh, you see that this is actually a thematic presentation. Uh, rather than a depiction of a specific battle, um, it's basically an ad. So it's like Eagle a Knights. lie. Yeah, it's an it's an ad. Like join the Eagle Knights. Great. Fight undead. The room you can see is set up for three individuals to sit at a long table with their backs to the window. You assume this will be the uh, chairs for the People's Council. And, uh, um, does yes. that mean we'll be seeing them in silhouette? Will we be able to actually see like their faces and stuff oh, when they're talking to us? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, well, it's yeah. I guess from the light coming in, you, you'll be able to see them. Uh, okay, okay, it's, okay, it's, okay. It's well lit cool. in here. There's, Just making sure it's not like it's the thing where it's like you're not even going to be able to see their faces. So <laughs> right. there goes your investigation. Copy. Freaky. Good. I'm paranoid. Okay. Yeah. Just like. Thank you for coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is ominous. <laughs> so it is good. time for you to present your case. <laughs> <laughs> we will judge you anonymously. <laughs> like in uh, Network, 
Say network. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, uh, there is in on the other side of the table. There is uh, a a large chair, a single chair, um, and then there is uh, with a little table in front of it. And then to the right is a slightly larger table with five chairs. And so you can just assume uh, that's for you, and the other one is for this valor that uh, Captain Brackett was speaking about. But you're the first to arrive. There's nobody else there. You're in the room for two or three minutes before the door opens. And now no one ever inquired uh, to Captain Brackett about Valor. Um, Yeah, yeah, that was on my list. I didn't understand that he, because he said, like, it's very important that we talk to him. Like, right? Didn't he say it almost as if he was like... Yeah. He said it's very important that we talk to them. And now it starts to make more sense when the door opens and a large... Automaton walks in. Oh dear! How are we going to win a case against an automaton? <laughs> uh, it's just than this it. like full body uh, suit of armor uh, that walks in. It's 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 showing battle scars on the armor, uh, and there's a huge symbol of Iomidae emblazoned on the chest. Uh, and they just like look in your direction and uh, start speaking to you. In fact, uh, back in our VTT, I will show you uh, what the uh, what Valor looks like. Uh, I think like the Iron Giant, but also uh, you ever watch Full Metal Alchemist? Yes. It's kind of like the kid, uh, the, yeah. uh, the little the brother. Can you guys see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looks brother. awesome. It's also it's a little bit like awesome Andy from uh, She Hulk. There's a there's like a giant robot who works at her law office, and this is yeah. Anyway, um, well, that's Valor and uh, mm. Valor. <laughs> gotta get that night court image out. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> we're really gonna have licensing issues, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially when they just relaunched. A new oh night yeah, there's court. a reboot. Um, there is. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah and John Larkat's in it. And uh, anyways. Uh, the, the, the automaton turns towards all of you and says, Greetings, Venture Captain Brackett. I hope you had an agreeable morning. I, myself, enjoyed the walk today. I only wish that I could smell all of the smells that you can smell, but I am but a simple automaton. Though my faith in the Inheritor gives me all of the most sincere feelings of life I could ever need. The simple human senses of smell, taste, and the emotion you call love <laughs> have always eluded me and always I mean, like, will. It kind of sounds like you need them, though, because you're saying you wished you could smell everything, and then you couldn't. And you're like, but I don't need it anyway. But I think that's just you trying to tell yourself you don't need it. But I think you do. And let me tell you, it all smelled really good. And we're, like, buoyed from it. You know what I mean? The automaton, like, cranks its head towards you. <laughs> I see that you I'm brought some... Um, Mara's standing there, like, with her, like, she got, like, a little attitude, you know, like, her arms are crossed, and she's just like, mm-hmm. I see that you brought some friends with you. Are you hoping to sway the representatives with personal tales? Uh, before Captain Brackett can respond, uh, Valor says, please, take no offense. I would do the same. I will admit I think you've done a great job with the cathedral so far, but, again... Don't take this personally, as they say. 
the Church and I believe that the building could be put to better use under our more hmm, legitimate stewardship. Your society spends too much time collecting and hiding away the past and not looking enough to the future. The society's numerous enemies are only going to continue causing problems for Andoran if it has such a prominent position here in our capital city of Alnus. You and I both know, Captain Brackett. This transition is long overdue. Well, ha ha, now I've done it. Ha 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 ha, I've given away my big speech. Please, <laughs> allow me to begin again. Greetings, Venture Captain Brackett. I hope you had an agreeable morning. I, myself, enjoyed the walk today. My name is Valor. Who will I be deliberating with today? And they look in your direction. Hi, I'm Mara. Hi. I'm Dr. Llewellyn Pierce. Hi, Dr. I'm... Pierce, I read your treatise on... Actually, I forgot what it was about. I just wanted to make a joke about mishearing your name. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes come hard to you, I imagine. Ha, ha, ha. And you, dwarf? Oh, me? Oh, I'm the uh, nearest bone dog attorney at law. <laughs> Head snaps towards Charlotte Ann. Oh, I'm Charlotte Ann. I thought you probably already knew that. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of me. <laughs> she assures us she's quite famous. I am. I have not. Uh, just in that, like, friendly way, uh, like, uh, Mara's gonna kind of lean over to Charlotte and just whisper, like, I don't think as many people, like, know you as you think. So maybe stop assuming, because it's actually kind of, like, you seem really cool, and I don't want you to be, like, embarrassed when people don't, like, actually know you, so. Oh, I don't get embarrassed, um, so don't worry about that. Oh, okay. Cool. It's a marketing strategy. Um, the more that I say that I'm famous, the more, more people actually people believe, believe it. Or, girl, I get it. Okay, cool. Never and I'm mind. saying this at full voice, like <laughs> I'm not like whispering. <laughs> you no, I'm trying to be Jimmy an Valor. So. It, it, I loved your speech. It was so crazy that when you were talking, I couldn't help but think of this like random quote. It was so crazy. Um, Those who do not study history are doomed to repeat it. And then you repeated yourself. It was so funny. Mm. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Irony. The, the automaton stares at you with no eyes and no expression, and it's uncomfortable. And the door. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Mr. Valor, will you be leading the questioning, or will the counselors themselves be uh, asking us these questions? Who will be deposing us? I am here just as you are to defend my right and my people's right to the cathedral. The People's Council will be the ones adjudicating the matter. Door opens. Oh, and here they are. And sure enough, the door does open, and uh, people start coming in, and the first person you see is this uh, this gnome. Um, you can actually see, like, a little bit of streak of white in his hair uh, as he goes over to uh, shake hands with um, Valor. Um and then he hobbles over to you, and you're all uh, taller than him. And he, he greets you one by one, he's grabbing your hands, and he's like, I am so excited to be working with Pathfinders once again, <laughs> even if it's not uh, the way that I imagined I would be. Uh, you, are, you are most welcome here, most welcome. Ah, Captain Brackett, it's a pleasure to see you again. 
please take my seat. And he goes off uh, to take his seat. Can I immediately roll a sense motive or a perception against this deception DC? Mm -hmm. I'll just say one more time, just in case, just in case I'll throw out there that I do have this ability to sense if they come in 10 feet of me, whether or not people are like disguised at all. I'm not saying that any of these people would be. Just throw it out there. Throw it out there. And at least this uh, gnome seems to be uh, a gnome. He pulls it off, and he's a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get them. Uh, All right, so thank you, Skid. God, how does Uh, he have it so fast? Like he's got a button that does that. All right, what are you doing, Joe? Uh, I'd like to do a perception check. Uh, I'd like to sense motive. Oh, sense motive. Discern Um, lies. I have something like a hex cantrip um, called discern secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, where I call upon my patron's power to better uncover secrets. Uh, I can cast it on a target um, who is recalling knowledge, seeking, or sense sensing motive, and the target gains a plus one status bonus to whatever they're using for that role. So, so I'm going to cool. cast that, and I'm going to cast it on uh, on Dr. Pierce. Nice. I think Ooh. Dr. Pierce is actually your best friend. You're all my best friends. There's a bit of a flourish here, and uh, people look in your direction as you cast this spell, but they just assume you're a teen high on drugs. (laughs) (laughs) No one says anything. Joe, what'd you roll? Um, I'm just stroking my bird on my shoulder. Uh, all right, so Troy, where did we end up on this uh, pursue a lead? He doesn't have time to do it, or he did. Has not been 22 minutes yet. Okay. Um, you don't get the bonus yet, but you do get the bonus from. Well, it only takes one minute, but you can't do a second one for ten more minutes. Is what in I'm that saying. case? Then yeah, you've had plenty of time. All right, so then I'm just gonna I'm gonna say because this gnome was the one I picked, not the eagle knight. The gnome mm-hmm. was one of the ones I picked, so I'm just gonna do a plus one and then another plus one, uh, and so the, oh, that's a twenty seven perception check. Wow, you don't, nice. you don't detect a, a drip of insincerity. All right, so wow. when he was like, I'm, you know. I'm so excited to see Pathfinders like it sincere. Good. And that's Fiddlewort? That's Tritus Fiddlewort. That's Tritus Fiddlewort. Good to know. Uh, so it is unlikely that the information we got about him being forced out for collaborating with Aspis is correct. So yeah, seems like maybe he's actually or, a good guy. Or or we I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe we suck. Maybe he's, maybe he's just good. excellent. Yeah. If I mean, he was a spy. Uh, it would probably be, be very hard to detect that lie. Um, well, you also see a, a, a female human uh, who comes up and, uh, and greets Valor uh, and then uh, greets each of you and just uh, introduces herself as Tala Farthing with very little pleasantries. Uh, and then she goes and sits at the center of the table. Mm. Does that mean anything that she's in the center? You don't know, but like it's much different than your uh, greeting with Tritus and... Mm. Uh, even more than different than that is the the last person to enter the room, a female elf. You assume this must be Freya Greensong, uh, the one that Brackett knew very little about. Um, she actually walks right up to Valor and gives a very, um, I don't know, just a very warm greeting, like hand over hand, the hand sandwich to Valor, kind of um, holds his hands, and, and she's saying something to him that you can't hear, even though you're uh, very, very close. Um, and then she just, uh, while holding Valor's hand, just starting to let it go, she looks over in your direction, just 
kind of nods without making any eye contact and then goes and sits down. I don't. I'm going to just quietly tell everyone else, like, I don't like her. Well, let's make sure she doesn't know that. She could be useful. She could be. I don't like elves. <laughs> I don't care for them. I don't mean to sound prejudiced or anything. Like Bone Dog, I, unfortunately, I does. That, not only does it sound prejudiced, it is prejudiced. Okay? I don't. I don't think so. I, I it's think. like not all elves are like the same as the individual elves you've met who you don't like. Now no, I don't no, like no, no. this elf, but that doesn't mean like all elves are like that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, no. I don't mean. I believe me. I don't mean to imply that this one particular elf. No, I mean I dislike all elves before meeting them. That's kind of. Mm. I don't think. That's yeah, and like that's prejudice, right? I no, I think that's Is like that the prejudice? definition of prejudice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I will have to look at a dictionary. I think. Okay, we can keep talking about it because, like, your generation and our generation were a little bit you different. Know, but I, I've only been above ground for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, you know, please your ways be are strange to me. I don't understand. You know. Yeah. Please be seated, please, please. The uh, the woman, the human woman in the center, Talafarthing. Uh, everyone, uh, please uh, get comfortable. Uh, Valor just sits down on this extra large chair. Um, thank you all for coming here uh, this morning. Uh, I uh, I will remind you all uh, that this morning's session will consist of two parts. First, the council members want to get to to know everyone a little bit more. Um, and then second, we want uh, each group to justify their claim for the cathedral. I need not remind everyone to be respectful and not to interrupt each other. Do we all understand this? Indeed. Crystal. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I waited till the end so as not to interrupt. I assume that was the end. Yes, us. Yes, yes. Um, and she turns towards uh, Vala, uh, Valor, uh, Vala, Vala. She turns towards Vala, and uh, Vala. as she's sitting back down, and she says, um, "Valor, you may have the floor first. Valor uh, nods their head and stands up, towering over everyone in the room by like a, a, a second person. It's a huge automaton. And Valor says, members of the People's Council and our most esteemed guests, the members of the Pathfinder Society. I'm just a simple automaton. Your ways frighten and confuse me. And as an automaton, I have often felt I don't belong anywhere. I have always been afraid of people taking advantage of me. Not treating me as a person or doing weird sex stuff to me when my circuits are turned off. (laughs) It's a real problem in the automaton community. Yet, during my darkest hour when I doubted myself most and the automaton is pacing and doing like the Clinton hand. Mm. You know, very very legal-ish. When I doubted myself most Valor looks to the sky. Iomade called to me and gave me purpose. I found my calling in helping protect others from evil. I have freed those in shackles and helped to provide sanctuary to refugees. I have fought the armies of the Whispering Tyrant 
and sadly I was there when last wall fell. Yet through all of this, in the church of Iomade, I feel a sense of safety and belonging. I want to spread this sense of love and protection to all that I can. The Olmus Cathedral can be a sanctuary that provides a safe place for people to gather and learn. It can be a refuge against evil. And then Valor stares at all of you instead of a place where evil is hidden away. Thank you. And Valor sits down and the elf woman who ignored you upon entering Freya Greensong, she's like, thank you. Thank you for that incredibly uh, moving statement, Valor. After such heartfelt words, I would understand, Pathfinders, if you felt for Valor's cause and wanted to rest your case. Are we done here, Tom? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, 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 hold on I thought a you told here. a joke. I think we have an opening statement. I mean, we'd like to make. You know, if, it's, yeah. if it pleases the, the, you know, the court. You say that and Tritus uh, speaks up and is like, Ah, yes, uh, Miss Greensong. Uh, I, I would be quite interested in learning how, how all of them became Pathfinders. Uh, please, uh, yes, um, uh, if, uh, each of you tell me, uh, t- tell us a little bit about yourselves and, 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 and most importantly, why you joined the society. It will help us to understand uh, the society's uh, import in our modern times. You may start. Uh, is it urine? You, you're no, no. Please don't confuse me with Doctor Piss. <laughs> I'm a distinct person, and he kind of shuffles his papers and stands up, and he says, uh, "Now, uh, unlike most of you, I I was born in a cave. I was born deep, deep underground. I I." I haven't. I didn't emerge from beneath the earth till about two weeks ago. Your your above ground world frightens and confuses me. <laughs> I looked up the moment I got out. I saw this big yellow dot in the sky, <laughs> emitting light. Said, Whoa! No, it's going to kill us all. This horrible globe. <laughs> I was told it's called the sun, <laughs> and you don't fear it. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you should. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry, I sort of lost track here. Yeah, um, no, I, more specific. This is all very interesting, but why Why the Pathfinder Society? You, if you don't mind me saying so, you are an, an older uh, an older man. Uh, you could be uh, on a beach somewhere. Why? Well, let me tell you so. no, 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 no. I would never be order. on a beach. Yeah. I, I believe that we... We mentioned earlier that there would be no interrupting, so I would I would love it. If, oh yeah, uh, if yours could finish. I, I, I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I, I did not mean to. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you right. so much. Oh, Yuris, where were you? That's very sweet of you, dear. Um, yeah, so we have so much to learn from one another. I think so. I think so. I mean. The last thing we want is is to be uh, ignorant. I think ignorance is the enemy of our of all of our well being here. I think I think we can all agree on that. So, uh, so in that spirit, uh, yes, yeah, so I joined the Pathfinder Society immediately upon 
emerging into the surface world because uh, I needed cash uh, quickly. Uh, I had no other uh, method uh, apparent to me of, of gaining any. So the Pathfinder Society took me sight on scene and gave me gainful employment as an, you know, an attorney, uh, you know, whereas I was not even able to pass the bar in my below-ground community. It didn't matter to them. They took me on. They assigned me to this case. I'm incredibly grateful for it. So, I mean, if that gives you any idea of the open-heartedness of these people, I mean, I'm, I'm living proof of it. So, you know, and he sits down. And, Thank you. Thank you. And um, please, no applause. Um, you, um, young lady, you were um, quick to um, correct me as well. You should. Uh, we made the rules and broke them. But uh, what would you are? You are young. You have your whole life ahead of you. Why? Why the Pathfinder Society? That is such a great question, and I want to thank you for that incredibly insightful question. <laughs> Some of us grew up with families that loved us in communities that are strong and tight-knit. And some of us had um, an evil vampire for a mother. (laughs) 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 And I just, you know, life isn't as easy for some of us as it is for others. And when she says that, she looks at, she makes a... um, just a very quick glance at um, what's her name? What's her name? The third, the third woman Freya? that I didn't write down. Freya, Freya Greensong. The elf. Freya, no, the, the the merchant. Tala. Freya. That's Tala, the merchant who who might be a fence. Oh, Freya Greensong. Freya. Freya Greensong. Okay, yeah, she just she just glances um, glances at Freya. Um, I. <laughs> I was given kind of a hard shot at life. Um, my mother is um, blood-sucking and uh, violent and um, evil. And I have some of her... I have some of her uh, nature as well as a dampier, half-vampire. But I knew from a very young age that the color of my blood doesn't define what I can do in this world. And even though some might look at me and say, evil, evil, bad, gross, icky. I know I'm actually, I'm actually a, um, a member of the Church of Iomide. I am dedicated to truth and justice and honor. I just do it in my own special way. And I am lying right now. Um, oh. <laughs> Did you say that out loud? Uh, I, by the way, I'm lying. By the way. Um, uh, I am... Uh, I have a feat called Deceptive Worship. Amazing. Because of my background as a false medium. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Charlotte, Charlotte Ann. Oh, uh, yes, I didn't even get it. Yes. I did until someone typed it in chat. I'll have to be honest. <laughs> Somebody yeah. typed it in chat. Yeah, and I was Somebody like, got oh, it. Nice job, yeah. chat. Wow. Yeah. So she's she is um, she is trained in occultism. Uh, she is a witch, but she is not a true medium 
Um, and she is uh, not lying about being dedicated to truth and justice and honor and or about her um, familial heritage. Not lying about that. Um, but she is lying about being a member of the Church of Iomidae. Um, because I have a skill feat called deceptive worship where I can use occultism instead of deception to lie uh, to claim that I'm a member of a different faith or I, I mean, can impersonate a member of a different faith. Oh my God, so, what an unbelievably specifically perfect random ability <laughs> yeah. to yeah. have for this one shot. Uh that, I mean, that's unbelievable, and I'll get to why in just a moment uh, beyond the obvious. Uh, wow. Perfect. You can, it'll, it'll never be used again as well as it was just used in this scenario. Uh, and, so, and, and, and Charlotte yeah. Ann knows that the best lies are sandwiched in truth. Yeah. So she's not lying about um, being a dampier and, mm-hmm. and her horrible upbringing with her literally embodiment of evil mother, and uh, not lying about actually being pretty dedicated to truth and justice and honor just in her own special witchy way. Um, uh, but she is lying about being a member of the church. So I'm going to roll it now. I'm God, I'm so nervous. Yeah, you know what? Roll it because each of you are going to do a roll at the end of this, but roll yours now. Okay. You're going to roll occultism to uh, be a deception check. Correct. Gotcha. Do you want me to tell you what it was? Yeah. <laughs> just, just like... As a quick question, um, <laughs> you're making me nervous. When, you use he- <laughs> when can you use hero points? <laughs> uh, right after you roll, if you don't like the roll. <laughs> cool. No, no reason. <laughs> no reason. Just wondering. Just I'll give you one. I'll I give you the it. one I did for the. You deserve it anyway because I won it off of the pun well, I made on your uh, profession. You- so I will give you my your, my bottle cap. You can I hold have. on to it actually because you all start the session with one. So you all have one to use. You have not used yours yet. Um, so, Skid, you have two. Uh, we call yeah, them bottle caps. I was going to give her the, the spare one. Oh, you're going to give him the spare one and hold on. Yeah. All, right. all right, then you have that for free. Well, Ooh. I rolled a uh, 21. <gasps> a 21, you say? Oh. Yeah. Pretty damn good. Uh, was that enough to sway them? Only I will know. So, so she finishes that lie, uh, uh, and she says... Um, So, being dedicated to truth and justice and honor, like my patron deity, Iomide herself, (laughs) but also raised in a tough world. I understand that, um, you know, uh, sometimes the best is done when you're thinking realistically and not based on ideals, but on results. And the Pathfinder Society has accepted me with open arms, not judging me for my background. And they've allowed me to do the most good that I can with my skills, where others may have looked at me the way I look, my background, and turned me away. Council listens to you, and it seems like you may have swayed them. Oh, whispering to each other. Even Valor is like, harumph. Charlotte, I mean, you're Charlotte. Uh, Mara, Mara, they look to you, and and you, uh, Pathfinder Society. Why? Well, one thing I would like to say is in their statement, Valor spoke about 
wanting to return the cathedral to a place of protection in the fight against evil. But I would question the use of the word return in this situation. Because I believe that with the Pathfinder Society already using the cathedral, it currently is a place that protects people and fights against evil. How do I know this? I'm a bounty hunter. I spend my days going after evil and finding those people and bringing them to justice. And now I do that under the name of the Pathfinder Society. And if that isn't an endorsement of the good that we are already doing, I don't know what is. I rest my case. Mm. <laughs> uh, close. Um, Charlotte Ann goes to clap and then remembers how he said no applause and goes... No clapping. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Piss? <laughs> um, it's Pierce, but Sorry. that's neither here nor there. My <laughs> he, he stands up. I would like to thank the council for hearing our backgrounds today. It means a great deal to me that in a town like this we can be accepted with open arms and have our opinions heard. After all, that is the mark of a civilized society, is it not? Also, I'd like to thank Valor, first and foremost. They have warmed my heart with their expressions of justice and valor, so to speak, against the waves of evil that have confronted this world for millennia. Valor, thank you for all you've done. I was there when Aradon was here. When Aradon was a deity that oversaw the entire race of men. And I appreciated their followers. And I was there when he died. It was a terrible time. And he gets, like, very serious. Nations began pulling each other apart. Chelyax, as some of you may know fell into ruin. The Pathfinder Society was there at that time, and I was a member. You see, the Inheritor did indeed take her place, as she should have, but it did not happen overnight. It took a long time before we could settle in to a new leader, a new person, to sh- a new deity to show us the way of justice, valor, and honor. But during that time, it was the Pathfinder Society that did all it could to keep people together, to try their hardest to make sure that families were not ripped apart, that households were not torn down and burned by those that sought to take advantage of the weakness, the weakness of all of those followers of Aradon, fighting against each other in their panic as monsters descended in from all sides was the Pathfinder Society that fought those enemies. And it's the Pathfinder Society that seeks to preserve those traditions, the traditions of peace and justice, of diversity, of inclusion across our realm. To me, this place is still a church. Now, I did retire a very long time ago. 
I was exhausted from my adventures, and I've been living the easy life, as it were. And they called me back and said, Could you go do one last case? <laughs> and I said, All right, I'll. That means you're going to die. No. I'll go out there. One case away from retirement. I have an eight constitution. Um, <laughs> you're going to die. And I said, Absolutely, I'll go anywhere to spread the good word of the Pathfinder Society and make it clear that. This place will not just be for worshippers of Iomade, it will be for worshippers of Desna, and worshippers of Serenre, and worshippers of all the deities that seek good in this world. They can all meet under this roof, because a Pathfinder Society roof is a place where all that seek the goodness and defense of the good people of Avastan are welcome. Hell of Galarian. We're on Garund now. Are we? I don't really know. <laughs> I'm looking at my I'm notes. You, I'll be honest, I got carried away with myself. You're yeah, a Reek of bourbon. I didn't take geography <laughs> at Academy, so that, I don't know. Is that know. bourbon? Is that bourbon <laughs> on your breath? Um, th- well, th- thank you uh, all. Uh, this is Tala, the human woman. Uh, your, each of your personal perspectives are, are, are essential uh, to gain a full understanding of, of the viewpoints and the arguments to follow. Um, so just there's, a, there's obviously a metagame going on here as well uh, to try and sway the council. Uh, Charlotte Ann, you already rolled your deception, which you could use your occultism uh, skill for, which is uh, amazing with that particular uh, feat or power that you have. Um, I think, Skid, you should roll society um, because it seemed like you were, you were talking about dwarven society at the beginning, talking about that. Um, and, Joe, all, all of your relevant abilities are around a plus seven, whether it's elven lore, legal lore, society. So just roll with a plus seven. Um, and then, Mara, I feel like uh, you're in the same boat as Joe. Like, anything that would fall into the category of your sway, be it lore or society, uh, you weren't lying, per se, is a plus yeah, four. Yeah. So. Roll yeah. with a plus four, and uh, let me know what you guys get. Oh, what that one! This is on top of our bonus. I know uh, that's your. You're just a d20 oh. plus what? Uh, okay. Yeah, you're rolling. This as is a my first roll of the game, and I'm not sure which one is. Oh these my I goodness! Oh, How do you roll in that tray? Show I don't. I'm gonna pull it exactly. out of the tray and roll outside. Of I, the tray? I wouldn't know what I roll. That was it again. So that's Can less of a dice tray and more of a dice holder. That's a holder. <laughs> At the moment, yes. It's a dice, dice case. Dish. It's an ashtray. Oh, no. I picked the wrong die. Oh, no. Well, you have a hero point. You have a hero point if you think it matters. <laughs> Should I spend it? Now? No, I can't spend it now. I haven't died yet. I'll say I only spent mine because... Can you imagine if I got caught lying about being a member of the church in court? Like, yeah. That That'd just would have been really bad. Worth again, I think. Look, I said the least of everyone, and I thought I was making a good point and being concise, but look, it's fine to roll a natural one on this. Oh, Whatever. Dear. First roll. Oh, That's a critical failure. I'm not rolling this die anymore. Okay, yeah, put that oh, away. No. Put that away. Throw it across the room. All right, so that didn't go well uh, for Mara. Uh, Skip, what was your society roll? Uh, I got a, a 19 with okay. 14 plus my 5 in society. And Joe, what skill did you choose to roll? Uh, I thought I was leaning a little bit on history, so I went with society, which I think would fall under there. And uh, I rolled a 13. 13. Bad with roll. a plus 7. Mm. Very interesting. And I didn't use the hero point because I thought my speech 
was about a 13. <laughs> I oh, loved it. 13. That was a good speech. So did I thought it was yeah. great. <laughs> and I'm not using my hero point because maybe this is wrong, but there might be something more important later, and I'm going to uh, save it. Paula's oh, getting it. Okay. Digging in. Well, Tala, Tala and the council members, they, they listen to each of you and Valor, and uh, they're nodding their heads. And like, all right, now that... Uh, now that these introductions are out of the way, the council would like to know very simply and uh, very quickly, as it's quarter of ten, why each side believes they are the right group to use the Almas Cathedral. We have already reviewed the evidence from Venture Captain Brackett regarding the uh, the society's purchase of the building. We know all of the, the contracts are uh, above board, as uh, Venture Captain Brackett has said as ad nauseum. Uh, but now we'd like to hear from all the four of you and Valor, uh, four of you as, as why your organization, uh, why the society's continued presence in Almas is justified, um, and and make it really quick because this is taking a long time. And then the gnome speaks and it's like, I'd like, I, actually, I'd like the robot to go first. I, I will admit, as a former Pathfinder, I very much like having a lodge here in my current hometown. But I, 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 I admit, I am interested in the church's vision as well. Uh, would that be all right, Tala? And she's like, "That's fine." Um, Bala, would you? And Bala stands up and kind of gives one of these, like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting to speak." I, I will admit, I didn't prepare any uh, argument per se, for I believe that this cathedral, as a former church of Aradin, is the inheritor's right. On my walk here this morning, I passed by the same stalls that each of you did. I passed by them every day, and all I can think is how I wish that I could smell the smells that all of you can smell. Sadly, I am a simple automaton. Though my faith in the inheritor gives me the most sincere feelings of life I could ever need, the simple human senses that you take for granted of smell, taste, let alone to love, will always elude me. While the Pathfinder Society has done a uh, fine job with the cathedral thus far, the church, I believe, can be put to better use under our more... What's the word I'm looking for? legitimate stewardship. The society spends too much time collecting and hiding away the past and not enough time looking toward the future. There is so much growing evil in the world. Maybe the society should take all of these treasures that they hoard in the vaults below the cathedral and use it to fight the evil in the world rather than just locking those artifacts away to look at every once in a while. And the enemies of the society, they are only going to continue causing problems for Andoran if they continue to have such a prominent position in our capital. I think we can all agree that a transition is long overdue. And as Valor finishes saying almost the same exact speech he said to you before the council arrives, they're all like wiping tears from their eyes. <laughs> So moving. They are biased. It's so moving. Yeah. Or is Valor just that good? No. <laughs> Freya Greensong, who is clearly not your biggest fan, she's just like, Valor, that was, wow. That was, I, I have no words. 
As for the... Um, this is such a sham of a mockery of a fraud. <laughs> I am ready to burn this place to the ground. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. I just want to say one quick thing. Yuris stands up. He says, like, no, you've, you've made a strong case, sir, and I understand. But as my colleague here said before, Dr. P, as we call him, that this is the Pathfinder Society has a very proud tradition of accepting all people and spreading tolerance around the world, wherever they lie. Just making it clear, as I've been told earlier today, that it is absolutely wrong to judge anyone by who they are but before getting to know them. But to, to prejudge anyone. Wrong. Yeah, it's That's the prejudice. message they give. And then he looks at Freya Greensong and says, and frankly, that's something you elves never seem to understand. And he said, Bone dog. That is not what I'm. Bone dog. Well, I'm sorry. I I got worked up. I maybe it hurt the case. I don't. Freya is just like, uh, she's blushing. She's so flummoxed by your display of rudeness, and she's like, "Well, could you just explain then how the cathedral, as your lodge, does more than just to benefit your little social club? I, along with many here in Alness, share." Valor's concern for how much you lock away and how many enemies you bring to Andoran's doorstep. What good comes of your presence here and why should you be allowed to stay? And make it quick. Um, Dr. Pierce will stand up and taking that invitation. It is true Pathfinder Society does lock a great deal of artifacts away as a matter of policy and procedure. But that's for good reason. This is not to look at, simply to look at. It is, in some cases, to study for long years. It takes great minds to pass apart some of the evil relics that lie underground in the past. But also, some of these relics very well fall into the wrong hands. Even used with the best of intentions, the society can identify those things which would cause those who use them to turn on their own. Magical powers can be very dangerous if left unchecked. In fact, it's one of the reasons I had to... It's one of the reasons I had to step away. I saw firsthand what Pathfinders went through to recover and protect the people of this world from those sorts of relics, to hide them deep in vaults underground so that they could no longer hurt anyone else. I lost many friends in that exact pursuit. Ridding this world of the dangers that it can, it can wreak upon itself is one of the society's major objectives. I take great, great offense at the idea that just because a Pathfinder Society lodges here, uh, enemies will swarm down upon your town. The same can be said for the Church of Iomade. Valor's army himself is going to bring nothing here but warriors clad in arms and armor who are going to make this an outpost for their war of righteousness against whomever deity they decide next. And what happens when those... Enemies come with their battalions on horseback, their flying mounted warriors swooping into your town, knocking your towers down and killing your families, your children. 
The Pathfinder Society does not have enemies that raise battalions. It does not have enemies that swarm demons from the abyss down upon your people. Political enemies, yes, perhaps, but not those that would tear your city apart. I believe it is a good thing for the Pathfinder Society to be in this place, and I know that all worshippers of Iomade would be welcome here. Welcome and kept as if it was their very home. Well, one among you is a worshipper of Iomade. Mm. Yes, and I, I did not know that, I confess. It is very we nice to know. Because in the society, it is not the first question that is asked. You are not pigeonholed by what you believe or where you were raised or what you look like. You are only judged on your deeds. Well, we do things different here at Almas. When you meet someone at a bar or a restaurant, the first thing you ask them is what god do you worship? Is that a fact? No, because that would be weird. That would be awful. <laughs> but you, young lady, fresh out of high school, no doubt, you worship Iomade, and yet you think the Pathfinder Society Lodge is more useful here than a, a church dedicated to the Inheritor. Explain yourself. Well, I guess it just comes down to the difference between a hawk and a dove. Or a magpie, she says. She, like, tickles the chin of her little bird. Um, I wasn't aware that the city of Almas was looking to charge forth into battle. Everybody knows that the Eagle Knights have their place in society. Talus Dickens. And they mm. serve with honor. But... I thought they were mostly for defending the innocent, not going out on crusade. As a worshipper of Iomade myself, my relationship with her is personal, and I believe that I can do most good for her by helping to keep this world safe. Not by starting more war. But perhaps I'm wrong. Mara, do you agree with your friends here? Uh, yes. I absolutely <laughs> agree. Sorry, my cat is trying to eat the pizza that I have over here. We explicitly here. said no pets here in the council's <laughs> room. Freya is uh, allergic. I would like, of course I agree. I wouldn't be a member of the Pathfinder Society if it didn't benefit me or benefit everyone. Why would I be here to defend a thing I didn't believe in? I have to ask, Tala, you are renowned for being a fair and level-headed council member. Oh, is it fair... That someone who legally and rightfully purchased a property is now being told, Shepard Deming, you need to get out of here, is now being told that they don't have a right to the property that they fairly purchased. I'm, I'm actually asked, it's not rhetorical. <laughs> I will reserve judgment until the end. However, 
You make a good point. I would like to ask you to consider that. I am. Thank you. Right in this moment, I'm considering. What if the Pathfinder Society is gone from this location? Where would they go? Who would... This isn't meant as a threat, and I don't mean this in like a mafia way, where it's like, if we're not here, who's going to protect you now? Put you know, away your and that's knife like a when threat. you say it, then. <laughs> I'm unarmed, okay? I, like, have no weapons, sorry, that all looked right? Sorry, like that looked like a knife. I'm sorry, it's just my um, nails. But <laughs> my apologies. It's all right, it happens actually all the time. Um, if, if the Pathfinder Society isn't here, you might find... That you you realize after it's gone that you're less protected than you were and that you face more danger. And I don't mean that in a threatening kind of way. I just mean that in the reality of the facts. And also, if I may, just add on to that, because that is a lovely You had point. your time, Elf. I would just like to add one more thing, if I may, if it please the court. You make it. Thank you so much. Uh, it brings up a very interesting point here, which is that not only can the Pathfinder Society, if it came to it, offer a great deal of protection for those uh, villagers of the town, but also it is not only a place of war and fighting, and it is not only a place of divine worship. It is also a place of knowledge, a place of research, a place where people will come from all over to bring knowledge of all the different nations of Galarian, and bring it here to Almas and make it a center of learning and growth that could bring trade and education beyond uh, what is here now. Whereas I believe, with no disrespect to Valor, that the path that Iomade, as good as their intentions are, will be focused only on the worship of Iomade and little else. Racist dwarf. <laughs> Well, I think we're all in agreement here. Well, I I think that uh, we're all in agreement that uh, you have a real nice city here, and it'd be a shame if anything happened to it. And he sits down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. And, like, that was not meant as a threat, okay? I just want to be really clear that we are not making threats here, all right? That is just, like, a statement of fact. Well, I should say, I don't want to. I don't want you to misconstrue it as a veiled threat. This is actually just a, a bald threat. <laughs> okay. oh my God. Skid, I'm going to have okay. you roll intimidation. Okay, uh, <laughs> Charlotte Ann, were you still? You were still full of shit. So give me your occultism again uh, as deception. Uh, Mara, uh, you were right down Broad Street with your arguments here. So I, I feel like you should roll to your strengths, which would be d- uh, diplomacy. Probably. Only diplomacy. Yeah. yeah and I'm then, choosing a different die. And, uh, I mean, Joe, you were tapping into your uh, forensics, so I'm going to have you do legal lore. <laughs> you were, that was straight-up debate team uh, captain. Yeah, the champion himself. <laughs> talking Joe circles O'Brien. around them until you got to a point. <laughs> oh, but you, and it's so great in that accent. You can just pull off so much bullshit. Paula Deming, you get right out of the street. game now um i'm angry i'm angry about it oh man all right these checks are very important uh what did you roll for intimidation uh i rolled a little bit better i got a seven (laughs) 
Yikes. Oh, use a freaking hero point. You know what? I'm actually, I'm going to use a hero point as well. I'm going to use a hero All point. All right. Okay. My, my lone remaining hero point. All right. Slash bottle cap. Okay, good news. I rolled worse. <laughs> oh, that's a four. <laughs> Is that good news? Uh, Mary Lou. Occultism deception. Cool feet. 17. 17. Okay. And... Uh, I- with my hero point, I now have a total 17 as well. Ah, you used the old HP. I used it. You said these checks are very important, and I, I got nervous, <laughs> so I used it. Why not? I rolled Why two not? ones use in a row. And use them up. You know. It all comes down to Joe O'Brien. <laughs> oh, Joe, no. how did uh, you do with legal lore? I got a 20. Oh. A dirt, a dirt twanzoni. Love it. This is amazing. Uh, how it actually worked out. Okay. Um, You've gone through your introductions. You've gone through your arguments. Uh, Talos stands up, uh, nudges Freya, who is falling asleep during (laughs) most of your uh, speeches. I hate her. I'm going to put her in the face. Can I just say, when other people were talking, I was definitely spending one minute pursuing a lead on Freya Greensong. (laughs) I want to know more about her. Yeah, something's up with this elf. Well, uh... She stands up and she says, uh, "Thank you to both sides. Um, we are we're going to go deliberate now. Um, I'd, I'd like you to stay around the area. Please don't tarry too far. And we will uh, looks at her pocket watch. We'll reconvene shortly to go over our decision. All right." And uh, she stands up uh, and she leaves. And then uh, Freya goes up to Valor and kisses him on the lips. And then uh, right, just make out like this hardcore. <laughs> Breaks out with a robot and just gives you a hmm as she walks out. And then uh, Tritus, uh, the gnome, comes up uh, to uh, pull you aside. He's like, I, you seem to have done very well indeed. And I, uh, I only hope that my colleagues uh, feel the same way. Um, anyhow, need to do, go deliberate. Don't uh, don't tarry too far. We'll, uh, these, this shouldn't take long uh, with only three of us. Um, goodbye. And he leaves. And uh, Venture Captain Brackett uh, pulls you outside of the room and uh, away from Valor. You have everyone in your little space there. He's like, you did, uh, you did well in there. And, uh, you know, come what may, we can't control their decision, but I, I assure you that not all is lost. I, I am confident that things will be okay one way or another. I want to sense motive as he's talking. Bracket? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, roll a sense motive. Um, if you hear <laughs> princess is purring. She thought that was a really good idea that I had. Um, okay, 18. 18. Because I'm, I'm also casting, I rolled a 17, but I'm also casting my uh, hex cantrip, which is discern Sweet secrets. Man. Um... He seems to be a little unsure of how well you did, and he's just trying to make you feel better. Okay. Uh, There are a few outbursts in there that he would have liked to have not happened. Uh, But time passes, and you have a a ham and cheese sandwich in the uh, cafeteria of the Golden Cathedral. This is my favorite part. (laughs) It's all said and done, and you can finally sit down and have a nice ham sandwich. They're ready to see you in the council chamber, and you can't Damn even it. eat it. 
Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page comes back. Like Jimmy, Follow me. come on. Jimmy, play us, play us one. Play us one. <laughs> play us in, Jimmy. <laughs> then he walks you back to the uh, the room, and uh, as the three of the and are there with uh, with Valor and and Brackett is starting to usher you in, but just as you're like going back in, you're you're mad that you didn't get to eat. Um, and, and you're starting to get seated. Um, everyone's being weirdly quiet, you know, in anticipation of the verdict. And this silence is broken by the sounds of uh, bells ringing in the distance. And Venture Captain Brackett was just about to sit down and he stands up and you all see a look of concern on his face. Uh, and he says, uh, uh, Chair Farthing, uh, would you mind, uh, I, I understand that, uh, that you're ready to give your decision, but would you mind if I sent my colleagues here back to the lodge? As you can hear by the bells, something seems to be wrong. And uh, Tala looks to Freya, who's like, we, come on, we've got to do this now. And Tritus understands the form of Pathfinder. And she's like, go, that's fine. Um, just just come back as soon as you can. Uh, thank you. And he pulls the four of you out into the hallway, and Valor stands up like, what? We <laughs> 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 just throw parliamentary procedure out the door. <laughs> Why don't you come and like help us fight Valor? He he's very upset, and uh, you can't tell because he has no expression. But he just from his, his general demeanor, he's very upset, robot. And uh, Bracket pulls you outside into the hallway, and in a very hushed, urgent voice, he's like, "Quickly now." The four of you return to the lodge. Those, those bells are, are a signal. This is an urgent call for aid against intruders. Just just go there, see what's wrong, and help if you can. I will be by shortly. Uh, I will jo- join as soon as I'm able. This, this is terrible timing. Here, take these. And he, he reaches into his pocket, and he gives you three Tanglefoot bags. He's like, I don't know what's going on, but if there's any way this matter can be handled without public bloodshed, that would be preferable in front of all of the people um, defending the lodge is essential. You know, you want to you want to stay alive, but the whole city is watching, so we should take care not to give anyone uh, reason to further resent the society. Now, go, dong, dong, dong. Well, we must not tarry, and uh, we start hustling over there. Yeah, this hustle. is bizarre. Yeah, that at bong, this moment. Bong, bong. Yeah, does this seem? Um, yeah. Seems There's a little no way orchestrated. That we do a check probably to test this because like how would you be able to tell? But it feels like um this feels like way convenient, right? Well, yeah, yeah. it's like it's like a clue. I mean, it's a that's what it is. It's a clue, it's a raging clue, <laughs> raging clue. I feel um, like yeah. who would benefit? Could I do Freya, like Green Song? Who would like, benefit from the lodge being? either unoccupied or occupied by the church at this moment. Well, also, uh, wait, I- I'm just saying I think the Free of Green song would benefit from a show of violence and and someone attacking. Like, she could have just paid, you know, bandits to come in and do this. Yeah, could I use... Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking Reekstag Fire is what I'm thinking. You're thinking what? Reekstag Fire. False flag. Some sort of... Mm. I don't know. Yeah, Some what? sort of reason why the church would, uh, you know, something violent happens and the church is like, see, you need us. Exactly. You need All right, us let's, to defend let's get you. there. Yeah. Hey, Troy, oh, is it possible 
and obviously feel free to say no to this, but as someone who like is skilled in their own deception, would I be able to use my knowledge of deception to like see if there's any signs of like this is definitely a trick or a trap or something? Yeah, you need for to be sure. Deeper into this. Yeah, roll it as you're as you're hurrying uh, over there. Ooh, ooh, that's a twenty-two. Okay, whatever dice that is, keep keep. Yeah, whatever I'll die roll that is. this one again. That's because I rolled an eighteen on that one. <laughs> the timing, so twenty-two total. The timing of this is is oddly convenient, as you all assumed, but without knowing what exactly is going on, it's hard to say if the people you were just in the room with have anything right. to do with this or not. It does seem oddly timed, and it was hard to gauge from everyone's face if right. someone was like, oh, the bells? That's strange right. right now. As we encounter whatever we encounter, if I could keep, Mara would like to keep her eye out for like anything that seems like it could be connected to any of the people on the council. Any... Mm clue she might see like wait a minute that sure seems like someone related to an elf who has a business that might be used for laundering money you know I don't know but I'd like to see if I can make connections as we I love it so you've you're something seems fishy and your your uh, spidey senses are tingling probably all of your spidey senses are tingling as you rush back to the almost cathedral Uh, the quickest route back there takes you along the same route you walked this morning right to that big archway and, and as you're going, the din of the of the busy streets are replaced by stunned silence as everyone is looking in the direction of the uh, lodge where these bells are. Probably every ring means something different. And Bracket knew from that particular ring that meant intruders in the lodge. So everyone in town, inside you could hear it a little bit. Now you're outside, it's dong, dong. It's really loud. Um, and so you keep walking. And the further you get, the closer you get to the Almas Lodge, uh, the more chaotic it gets until you get right outside the steps. The steps where a woman was murdered, according to Bracket. The steps where the ghost came back and blamed the Pathfinder Society for her murder. But what you see now is not that scene at all. What you see is something completely different. Because as you roll up uh, on the market square and just see everybody staring at this uh, obviously chaotic scene that is starting to come into view as you get closer. You see people just like, ah, fuck, come on, my, my, my stuff, my things! Uh, and you see this, like, first it looks like a humanoid, like a really thin person, but then you're like, it's not a person. It, it looks like a person, but it's actually like a, a construct, uh, similar to Valor, but not as big and beefy. It's Interesting. like it, it's like a clockwork construct that is just going around and like destroying the market square, like grabbing things and breaking them. And people are like, oh my shit, my cantaloupes, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> my cabbages. And, and as you enter the square and see this, you also see like like little bric-a-brac and knickknacks have been like animated and they're attacking people as well. And they're like, ah, get, this shit, get this shit off of me. And then uh, an older man comes uh, to the square right at the same time as you and he's wearing the, the badge of the Pathfinder Society 
And he, he looks around. He's like, ah, ah. He's got this expression on his face. He sees that you have the badges as well. And he comes up and he's like, ah, yes. Uh, thank you for, for, for getting here so fast. Please stop, Junior. Uh, but whatever you do, don't destroy it. If, if you can get close enough, I, I don't know what, what could be wrong with it. But if you can get close enough, you can just disable the, the, the mechanism on his back. Uh, and you look and you see this clockwork construct just like <laughs> destroying things. And there is like a winding mechanism on its back uh, as he's destroying things. But then there's all this other animated shit as well. Uh, and at that moment, the clockwork like uh, shoots its hand across the square. And there's this regal statue of an eagle knight that like comes to life and like starts walking to an old woman. The old woman's like, ah, no, with her cage. She's like, ah, I away. And the guy's like, oh, oh, I should mention that it can also do that. It can also animate things that are inanimate. I, I, I taught it how to do that, but I'll go help the old woman and the vendors. Just stop, Junior. Well, um, for initiative. Wow, yeah. this Junior? is a bizarre situation. Junior? This is My not gosh. good. How do you let... Yeah, I mean, this is like the singularity. You let a, a construct so, go that can create a constructs out of anything? Yeah. A Pathfinder Society member has now an out-of-control construct. Uh-oh. Bad business. We're going to have to... There's going to be a, there's gonna be a cover-up. It's inevitable. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, uh, I don't trust this guy. I've, uh, I've opened up the map here, and uh, I realized that I need to change one of the pawns because... Some things may not have been revealed yet. Ooh. Uh, so I will I will quickly change a pawn. And uh, let's talk about... Anish! Um, Mara, what'd you get? <sighs> uh, Rough day, Mara. Five total. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm really I annoyed, could too. Be that low. Wait. <laughs> because Are you sure? You're rolling perception? I have a plus three to my perception, and I rolled a two. Wow. Yowza. And I'm so annoyed because I want to run in there. I'm a monk. I want to run in there and deal with this. I forgot you were a monk. You're going to mess that thing up. Very, very slow monk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What did you get, Dr. I hate dice. (laughs) Uh, I got a 14. 14 for Dr. Pierce. Urist. Uh, Eurist got a got a fourteen also. Fourteen for Eurist and Charlotte Ann. Twenty-four. Twenty. Nice. There she goes. Just the quick really reflexes of the teen. All right, so you, here's what you see. Uh, this uh, down in the southeast corner of the map, you can see the uh, the Almas Cathedral, which has now been repurposed. It was, it's been repurposed for a decade as the Pathfinder Society Lodge. Uh, imagine a lot more pandemonium and people screaming, and somewhere in the distance, a statue of an eagle knight is attacking an old woman uh, as that man went to help. Uh, however, you see these like little knickknacks. Uh, these little blocks, these little children's blocks that are like attacking people, and then you see Junior. Oh God! Oh, oh that's good. Junior. Okay. Hi, Junior. He kind of <laughs> looks like the droids in um, yes, in, in Star like Wars. Attack of a Clone. In Attack of yeah, the Clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, IG-88 kind of, right? Yeah, uh, a little IG-88ish, uh, or the one that like dips uh, the droid into the vat. You only see. Chat. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Watch, it's going to take two seconds for someone to name that droid. I have a torture figure. droid? Name yeah, yeah, that, that droid! droid. 
<laughs> Come on, you nerds. Tell us. Come on, nerds. Uh, anyways, uh, so you guys, this is what you see. Uh, the the man told you to disable it. But you don't know how. Round one, Charlotte Ann. Okay. No. Yes, Charlotte Ann. Moi, 24. Okay, first, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sense motive with my plus one uh, from my familiar. And what I'm what I'm specifically trying to do here is um, I'm trying to see if this old man, whomst I already distrust completely, um, if he was telling... <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um if he was telling the truth about how Junior is disabled with the crank on his back, mm. was he telling the truth about that? That is what I'm doing All first. All right, so for your first out of three actions, you're going to try and see if he's telling yes. the truth. All right, give me a... And that is only one snarf. Okay, 12. You, you feel like he's telling the truth. Um, okay. he, he seemed sincere. He seemed upset. Uh, he seemed to really care about this uh, clockwork construct, um, but it, everything was happening so fast it's hard to tell whether or not he really was telling the truth. Okay. Did you say snarf, by the way? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. It's That's my favorite snarf. curse word. <laughs> um, okay, then with my other two actions, with my remaining two actions, I am going to cast my cantrip Mage Hand. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. And um, I am... Well, actually, you know what? I didn't measure. I didn't measure completely how far away is Junior from me. Um, he's not uh, that far. He's 25 feet. 25! Perfect! It's got a range of 30 feet. I'm going to use Mage Hand, and I'm going to crank that wheel just like he just like he described. All right, so you use Mage Hand. The Mage Hand appears right near the back of Junior, and it... It almost is as if it doesn't have enough actions to do what you want it to do. Uh. One could almost feel as if it needs more than one single action. Mm. Mm, okay, mm. all right. Try the the thing. Oh, oh yeah. so maybe it gets like one revolution, but it, maybe it needs to get right. another revolution. Maybe two, maybe three. It maybe three. Three. Uh, okay, well... Um, <laughs> okay, Charlotte Anna is going to say, snarf, and then her turn is over. <laughs> two, snarf, two snarfs. Snarf. snarf. Uh, was that a full round snarf? Uh, all right. Yeah, uh, that's a full round. One plus two equals three. So this clockwork uh, seems out of control. Uh, and in fact, I will just uh, lift the old screen and let you know that uh, his actions are... Uh, controlled by a dice roll to see what oh, he does. Oh, gosh. Um, so this is what Junior does. Junior just like... Oh, moves uh, very uh, haphazardly right towards Mara uh, and oh, goes to strike you with its fist uh, and rolls a 23 against your oh, AC. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, that will do it. Okay, obviously uh-huh. not, not a crit. You don't have a 13 Not a crit, AC, right? no, no, no. My AC is 18, so not a crit, but right, definitely you live hit. forever. Uh, however, that is four points of bludgeoning okay. damage. Uh, so it's just like... <laughs> hits you with its clockwork fist uh, for four points of damage. Uh, and let's see, just make sure the movement-wise, yeah. And then we'll... Uh, 
It then will go to strike you again. Probably a very oh, low chance of it hitting here uh, and misses. I'm assuming. Okay, you said, yeah, you have an 18 AC. 18. So yeah. it goes, kong, kong, and the second one pounces off Mara, your Mara, yeah, just goes, uh, she caught off guard by the first one, but then is able to, like, regain herself and kind of dodge out of the way with this in the second one. Nice. Dr. Pierce. Um, hmm. Dr. Pierce is going to try to take care of this, though. Yeah, I, I feel like he's got to try to take care of it. <laughs> Every instinct is going to be wrong. Uh, he moves up <laughs> and will uh, attempt to crank the thing. Okay. Um, I so, would like to do my own check. How about you move and do a knowledge check? Uh, okay. Learn about this, because you saw Charlotte Ann use magic to turn it, and it didn't work. You're wise enough to know that, mm. like, you couldn't just go up and do it. Oh, okay. I thought else. you said well, like it didn't magic have magic can't do it. Got it. Um, I, I thought it just needed more time. Um, okay. So what are we talking here? Uh, is it is it uh, Arcana? Is it? I, well, I was thinking I could roll crafting. I don't know if you'd be. Mm-hmm. You could roll. I, I would out allow crafting, uh, assuming maybe you uh, you dabbled in some clockwork uh, creation yourself. Uh, but Arcana as well, because obviously it sounds like this guy has imbued the clockwork with the ability to animate objects, so there is some magic uh, in there as well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll crafting, because it's, it's the same. Either way, to see if... Uh, oh, that's a 20. Ooh, nice. Nice, nice okay. Joe. That's a very good roll. Uh, here's what you know. If you want to try and shut this thing down, it is going to be a disabled device check, and it's going to take three actions to do it. And that's very tricky, because you need to already be next to it in order to use your three actions. Uh, with the 20, I can tell you this. You know from your days of reading encyclopedias about creating clockworks, they tend to have this thing where they're wound up and then they just act for a certain amount of hours, usually like 24 hours. Um, and then mm. when they're done, they, kind of wind they down. have to be wound up again. Depending on how many hours are left, you might have to do this rotation, this three-action rotation several times. Unless you critically succeed, which will count as multiple rotations. Oh, my God. So timing is everything here. Do you ham it into a corner so you can surround it and get near it? I don't know. Mm, some, uh, I mean, uh, does, does anyone know how us. to disable a device of this nature? It requires a great deal of skill with uh, anyone experienced lockpicking or clockwork. Because, uh, I mean... Like, we can't just do that. Like, if you're not trained in thievery, you can't disable a device. Uh, very well, tricky. some of us are trained in thievery. Good. So so you can do it? I don't know. But what I what I do know is that it needs to stand still. And someone gave us Tanglefoot bags. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, they did. It's going to be very, very tricky. So, yeah, there might be only one of you that could disable device. You could also just, it's attacking you. You might just have to wipe it out and say, sorry, old man, we're going to die. That's where I'm at. So uh, okay. you have some decisions. But, you, but you feel like your uh, your thievery is in good shape? I got a plus five. I mean, that's, that's about as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. All right, great. Then I will. Um, one more action. Third action. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to move away. I'm going to move away and create some distance for myself, uh, and I will prepare to use this Tanglefoot bag. I like this. So you move in, you take a closer look, 
Yeah, it's an action. You it's study outside it. of my realm of expertise. I'm sorry. Hop in there and get to work. I'll try to keep it down for you. And uh, he works better from a distance. He doesn't need to get whacked in the face by this thing. As I said, I have an eight constitution. One hit could put me <laughs> up. Uh, and uh, it did not attack you, so maybe it doesn't have an attack of opportunity, or maybe it didn't use it on the likes mm. of Yeah, I'm hoping it's not coordinated enough for that, but, you know, took a risk. It is Eurist's turn. All right. Can I just say for a second, I love your character's name, Skip. Absolute home Thank run. You. Eurist oh, Bone Dog. <laughs> that is amazing. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> yes, I was wondering. I have been playing a lot of Dwarf Fortress recently. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Eurus realizes that this is his hour, that uh, that he can, he can do something here that's useful. So he steps, takes one action, steps forward, and he says, Hold still, you big walking timepiece! And he is going to try to grapple the automaton. Mm-hmm. Ah, all right, a little grapple. Nice. Works a little differently in Pathfinder 2E than it does 1E. Uh, grapple is a uh, attack action, um, and you're going to be rolling uh, uh, against my uh, an athletics check against the Fortitude DC of Junior. So go ahead and roll your athletics check. I all right. I haven't I haven't talked a lot of crap about Norse Foundry lately, but I'm going to now. Oh no! Bull <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, that is a uh, that is an eleven. Oh. Eleven. All right. Well, uh, like most That's actions in this, this game, there are four degrees of success uh, slash failure. There's critical success, success, failure, and critical failure. Uh, luckily for you, that was just a failure. Um, in which, in this case, you failed to grab your target. Uh, if you already had the target grabbed or restrained using grapple from a previous turn, uh, those conditions end. Could have been worse. I think if you critical fail, you like. Uh, let me grab you, and you fall to the ground. Like it's real. Yeah. Just make a, it's embarrassing. Well, let's find out what that's like. I'm going to try again. Okay. One action left. <laughs> uh, and where it does have the attack trait, it will take a multiple attack. Minus. Benefit. So it's a, is it an agile attack? Because I'm not using a weapon, so it's just minus four as opposed to minus five. That's I think. I don't think so, but I don't know. I think I, it's minus five still. I think it's an unarmed strike. I think you have to be trained in unarmed combat. Well, you, you probably are, right? But yeah, because um, like a yeah, fist, I don't know, is like minus four. So let's see if it gets know. close. So we don't. I don't have to give a proper ruling because I'm not sure. Uh, natural three. Oh no! For all of your random number generating needs. <laughs> oh, uh, it has that been a while. Too high. That's that's the little caveat there <laughs> you want a random number between say two and seven i North really family. respect you all for rolling physical dice right now because i do not trust myself with all the modifiers i'm using path builder and putting, <laughs> putting my soul in its hands and letting letting the algorithm decide my fate um what was your total skid uh that well depending that is uh, I, that's either a five or a six. A five or a six. Uh, Are you trained in unarmed attacks? Uh, I believe I am. Um, you should well, know. Click weapon. Oh, I don't know if you're on. Power. I mean, I, I think that the, I think grapple has the attack trait. It doesn't have any other trait. It doesn't have an agile trait. It doesn't have. I don't know if Here's I'm, the good I'm, news. I'm, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's that's a critical failure either way. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah, so says attack in the sense it. of a critical failure, uh, either Junior can grab you, uh, or, 
or it can force you to fall and land prone. Oh, uh, so I'm going to do that. So you go to grab uh, Junior a second time, and it just whoop, slips to the side, and you tumble to the ground, uh, okay. forcing you now to use the action to stand, uh, if you so choose. Uh, all right, so it's it's a little bumbling, uh, a little bumbling here with this robot. Uh, Level one. Level one. Level one. We're doing Uh, our best, Troy. (laughs) It is the animated knickknacks turn. Oh, Oh, no. no, The knickknacks. The animated knickknacks just slide up to Charlotte Ann. Oh, no. Can we nix the knickknacks? Seven children. I'm I'm picturing, like, my grandmother's, like, bay window. It was just like yeah. filled with all these precious moments and like all these yeah. weird little knickknacks and all the, they all come to life and come after you. It's a little horrifying. And you just get like pelted by them. And uh, and I rolled the, the damage die instead of that. Uh, probably going to be a hit with a 20. Yeah, that's it. All right, you take five points of bludgeoning. Damage. Oh my gosh. Okay. So literally the like eight more little damage than the robot. Charlotte Ann goes, ah, ow! <laughs> she goes, ow! <laughs> and then the final action, it just slides next to you and Erst. Uh, I'm assuming, I don't want to assume, but do you have an attack of opportunity as a witch? I do not. <laughs> so it does not provoke as it slides in uh, to the now prone Urist, and it is Mara's turn. Mara the monk! I have a couple questions because in our other game I'm playing a spellcaster, so there's a few little mechanics that I have never had to think about before. Okay. By all means. First question is Would Mara know if uh, she were to cast a spell days, if the target critically fails at a will save, they become stunned one? Now that takes away one action from them on their next turn. Would that be helpful at all in keeping them still for other people's attempts to twine their thing, or is that, like, not really how that works? An excellent question, and uh, one of the many beauties of the three-action economy of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. You want to, before you do that, you have two options. You can try Mm -hmm. it and see what happens, or you can spend an action doing a knowledge check to see if it's immune to the stunned condition. Oh, yeah. Because it's a and then taking away one action may not be enough to keep it in one place because it right. seems to be reacting randomly. Because it could still do two more. Yeah. Um, but, uh, So yeah. my other question is, if you're flanking, that makes them flat-footed. Mm-hmm. So that's a minus one on... Two. What minus kind? Two minus AC. two on what kind of checks? Uh, it's minus two to the character that's being flanked's AC, so they're easier to they're hit. They're AC, so they're easier to hit, but it wouldn't necessarily make a, a, a difference, for example, with this daze, which requires a will save. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's only Thank you very AC. much for explaining all that to yeah, me. Yeah, no, I this think... is great. This is great for the people listening, uh, and it's also great for us because uh, one of the things you'll find out right out of the gate if you listen to us, we don't know all the rules. Uh, but this no is how we know learn all it. The rules don't know it's really hard to know all the rules. <laughs> yeah, we know some. We know some. <laughs> we know like three or four percent of the rules. Mm-hmm. This is the best way to learn. Just get up and play. Get your head out of the book. This is learn, learn by making it's mistakes. so much more fun to so, learn while failing doing. So <laughs> while shits. all the other uh, party members are doing their actions, like in slow motion, Mara is watching, like. 
Eurist come over and fall down and Charlotte Ann get pelted by children's blocks and uh, Mara thinks, oh, should I flank this thing? Oh, should I try and daze it so it's stunned? You know what? No. She's just going to use her entire turn, all three actions, because she's right up next to the uh, automaton or the construct. She's going to reach out and yes. see if she can turn this Crank it, baby. Uh, the wheel. Because she's right there. Crank it, baby. Crank it. Uh, and so right. this is a thievery? Or could I use athletics to do this, right? Because I need to, like, strongly and agilely... You know She's what I'm You're to not crank wrong. It. You're not wrong in that in the in the uh, sort of fantasy of the game. You think you should be able to use athletics, but yeah. you, you when you now that you're this close to the thing, Aww. you see it is a complicated. And now mechanism. they see the reality of it. It's, yeah, you're it's, like, uh, oh god, brute strength is not going to help here. I need to use my. Like you're cooking a bomb. So it would be a uh, thievery check to disable a device. Now, Joe, you had mentioned that you need to be trained in thievery to disable a device, or can you just roll the check with your? I presumed you needed to be trained to disable a device, but I could be wrong. I'm not trained, but I do have a plus three, whatever that means. Yeah, it's from your deck. Some devices require you to use thieves' tools. Look, we could say I can't do this because... I think you're fine. It says some devices require you to use thieves' tools. You're not trying to break into a treasure chest. You're trying to shut this thing down. It actually tells you if you need to be trained or not right right at the top of the skill. So you're good. This is a manipulated action. Two seconds. If I rolled before we decided whether or not I could actually do this, do we think that roll counts? That depends. is depends on if you want to be able to sleep tonight or if you feel comfortable in cheating. Well, that's my <laughs> third natural one of oh the my game. God. So wow. well, that's just that's three D20s I'm not rolling anymore. You know, when you're trying to disable a vi- device and you critically fail. You trigger the device. Oh, no. Oh, no. Luckily, Y'all, it's, luckily it's not a This is why I thought bomb. I was going to save that hero point, and I should have stuck to my guns. Here's the good news. I uh, hate it. Why bomb. do dice do this to me? It doesn't ex- explode. However, he is very triggered. Oh, he's hashtag triggered. He's very triggered by her. Is he going to cancel us? He might cancel. <laughs> he's feeling triggered. I, why do I just like, what did you news, I looked it up on Robot? Pathfinder Too Easy. And um, it's as determined by the GM whether you need thieves tools or whether you need a higher proficiency rank or whether you need to be trained. And I said, well, so, you, you do need to be trained. Oh, you do need to be trained. Yeah, I mean, according to the core rulebook, it is under thievery trained actions. It's separate. Like, you can have thievery but be untrained and it. you can steal. You can palm an object. But disable a device is the first thing under trained thievery actions, which is I another layer. Wow. Uh, so it sounds like my natural one is canceled there. because I didn't actually do that because I couldn't have. It's certainly a lot more fun. Uh, to have you it sounds do. like what happened is I wasn't trained in it and I tried it anyway. And so instead I've activated it. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, makes I, sense. It really follows. The system works. Yeah, the Actually, system the, works. The, the what we've learned the is rules. the system works. Yeah, I think you're fine. Obviously, it did not work. Uh, you are not the, uh, not the woman for this job. Uh, I certainly any, am not. That was uh, yeah, that That's took you all three reactions. Yeah. So I'm just there. It's yeah. round two, and uh, perhaps Charlotte Ann can help Gosh, here. Gosh, I'm sorry, y'all, that I failed that so hard. That's okay, babes. You're still my best friend. Thank you. Just <laughs> yeah. Matt. Okay, can't your magpie do something in combat? Send them to poke some eyes out. Caw! That's not exactly... It sounds more like... Caw. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, Cop. Cop. I'm actually. He's just sort of hovering near me, sort of being like, um, because I have not commanded him yet. Um, okay. Does Charlotte Ann? So Charlotte Ann has had some experience trying to mage hand this crank, and it did not work. Yeah, and needed more time. Is really I needed more time. Does she understand that that she needed more time, or does she did she understand that she needed to physically do it herself? Uh, no, I think the mage hand would still work, but uh, in in sort of the the meta of the game, you need to use three actions to do it. Now, uh, it depends on mage hand here for two e. You directed that hand to where it originally was. I have a feeling, without even looking, that. Uh, moving the hand to a new location would cost you an action. Uh, so the pickle you're in right now is that you're not right next to it to do three actions. You're what right. You could do mm. is delay, but does delay take an action? Or is delay's delay, free. Delay's, delay's free, free. action. So you might want to delay since you seem to be the one of the group that can do this and wait and see if it hopefully gets into an advantageous position. I don't love waiting and hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Both Mary Lou and Charlotte Ann, b- oh, both two named girls. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> do not love that. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that I also have a tingle foot bag. Yeah, sure. Well, three of you do. He gave you three bags. I think it's clear Joe didn't take one. <laughs> I took one. <laughs> Joe took one. I'm saying I took one. Okay, oh. both of you race to see who <laughs> who took one. I probably didn't take it because my instinct was to tackle him, so I would have. I have it. Probably that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so I am. I'm. Um, this is Mary Lou being totally honest. I don't know what action I would use to throw a bag or <laughs> use a a bag. An interact action is that just interact, interact with a bag? Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's probably gonna be a, a ranged attack. Let's look up Tanglefoot oh. Bag here. Oh, on uh, Pathfinder. I, I know Tanglefoot because my other character on you Blood just, of the Wild it, you has just, Tanglefoot. You just do a strike. You just do a ranged strike. Yeah. Just a ranged strike. Yeah. So okay. it would be at your basic ranged strike bonus, which is what's your dexterity? Uh, plus five. Well, mm-hmm. my dexterity is plus two, but my hit, my to hit is plus five. With what? With a with a dagger, which is my weapon. But that's a melee, right? Or is that yeah, the oh. ranged version? Well, it can be thrown. Yeah, um, as a ranged the, attack. Yeah. Oh. I, I imagine it's your proficiency bonus plus uh, uh, your dex, so it's probably... It could be five. Just roll yeah, it and let's see if it's close. It's It'll be three or five. Okay. I like five. Let's choose five. Oh, <laughs> I like five too. That's crazy. I think just that makes my, sense. Just my opinion. Um, okay. Oh come on! Oh no! Come on, guys! Did you roll a one? You rolled a one. Oh I'm my sorry, God. it's spreading. And it wasn't even a physical dice. It was the pooper. It was. Oh, it man. was Pucklder. I was just about to say our critical hit would be clutch because it's immobilized. Critical well, well could have, would have, should have, if wishes were fishes. Um, I rolled a one, plus three, or five. Um, not great. So, Joe, you got the uh, chart up? You got the old app up? Uh, I, I don't. Are we doing it? Eh, why not, huh? For shits and gigs here? Oh, no, I'm Wait, sorry. Wait, I mean, Mary I do have you. another hero point. <laughs> ah, okay, hold on, guys. Just use I'm it. Aggressive. 
I'm aggressive with my hero points, and I have another one because Skid gave me his bottle cap. You did. I oh, distinctly yeah. remember. I so, am a huge fan of hero points on funk. On I'm aggressive. <laughs> that is where you use them. I'm aggressive with my hero points, and a literal natural one, it literally cannot get worse. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I it am going to roll it again. Oh, and that's a 13, so plus... Plus three five. is 16, plus or five. plus five is 18. Oh, it's plus five, so 18. Yes. Okay. Uh, With the 10. Uh, 18 is a hit. Yes. Yes, uh, you now, did Now, this it. was a lesser tangle put bag, and so the good news is you hit. Yes. The bad news is he's not immobilized because that needed a critical strike. However, okay. he loses 10 feet of his speed. Uh, he strode cool. very quickly up. So if he does move, he won't be able to move as far. This awesome. round, um, and so uh, drawing that bag and throwing it—that's two actions. You have one action left. Drawing that bag, throwing it, two actions. I have one action left. <sighs> I don't want to move because I feel like he's just going to move again, and so it's going to be a waste of time, a waste of an action. So, uh, in order to protect my familiar. Pika, who is the love of my life. Ka. And Ka. <laughs> my best friend. Um, I am going to co- use one action to command an animal. And because my familiar is has the minion trait, it only needs one action instead of two. Um, I'm going to command him, and he has the trait flyer because he's a freaking bird. I'm going to command him to fly 25 feet in the air. Just... 25 feet up. So, so I don't think anybody can touch him here. There's a bunch of things I can do to protect him, but I think, honestly, it's easy enough just to just to have him fly up 25 feet in the air. So that's what I'm going to use my last action to do. It is now Junior's turn, and I already uh, told you because I think it's fun to let you know. Uh, his actions are determined by the roll of a die. Oh uh, so this could either help or make things worse. Because he is going to yet again stride and strike. However, there are enemies right next to him. So um, with Eurist prone in front of him, uh, I would just, I, 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 I'll assume that your AC has changed, not unlike uh, Pathfinder First Edition while yes, prone. Yes, prone does lower your AC by by two, mm. and so it Much just like starts. Being flat- just oh, no, it makes you flat-footed. It makes you flat-footed. makes you flat-footed. All right, so okay. it just rains a blow down on this poor fallen dwarf and misses uh, with a nine. Oh, yes. it's a oh, sprightly old dwarf. Yes. And then just uh, just sillily. Sillily? You can say sillily. that, right? Just takes it out. Fucking slam. And, and this one, it actually might hit because uh, I rolled very high, but it's going to be a 19. Uh, that is a hit. That is a hit. All right, so the second one actually does hit uh, for four points of bludgeoning damage. No! Uh, and then it takes a step towards Mara. Come at me, bro. Things <laughs> are not going well for this team. However, nope. might be an early night. Um, it yeah. is Dr. Dude, because Piss's of the TPK? Turn. Fun. The first Your legal TPK. arguments were great and all, but then you died to a random construct. Oh, so. what a way to go. What a way. Dr. Pierce? 
Uh, I'm afraid, my friends, that this has uh, rather flown the coop, as we say. Uh, There is no means to disable this particular device, and we're just going to have to owe our friend an apology. And he, um... (laughs) He's going to draw out a bow. uh, A short bow. And then uh, he's going to eye up He's like looking at the. I'm trying to think. Oh, God. What is that? Oh, usual suspects. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, usual suspects when they do the busted up robbery of the guy with the briefcase in the car. And yeah. it's supposed to be easy. But, they, but then they get jumped, and there's the two huge guards. And uh, Baldwin is standing there with two guns. And he's like, there's two enemies, and he's trying to line up both of them uh, at the same time. So uh, Pierce is doing the same thing. He's got these knickknacks at Charlotte Ann. He's got Junior on the other side of Mara, and he's made the decision that uh, he's going to destroy these things rather than have it uh, wreak havoc in this whole market. And he'll just owe that dude an apology and maybe a couple bucks. He can figure it out. Um, and he's going to cast Electric Arc. Oh, yeah. on both of them at the same perfect. time. Knickknack, paddywhack, give the dog a bone. <laughs> so that is a reflex save, Troy. Give uh, the bone both, a dog. Uh, of the opponents. Uh, a oh, reflex no. for old Junior or the knickknacks? Both of them. How dare you? How dare you touch my <laughs> knickknacks? I had those covered in plastic. All right, the knickknacks, uh, they dodge out of the way, perhaps? Oh, boop, maybe boop, not. Boop. A 12 reflex save for the okay. knickknacks. And then uh, Junior, who's obviously uh, very distracted, uh, rolls a 23. Just crazy, like, That's crazy <laughs> reflex. Really Chwomp, chwomp. Uh, okay, so the knickknacks are going to take max damage, nice. eight points of electricity damage. Nice. Eight I points bet. of art. Right, so the knickknacks just are obliterated. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well done. And then three points uh, of damage to, that's halved uh, to uh, Junior. Okay, and that was electricity damage? Electricity damage. You're a smart guy. You notice that that hurts him a little bit more. Thought he might be yeah. a little weak. So. That's a little weak. So. It's so cool because vulnerability is so much cooler in 2E than it was in 1E. It's just a flat yes. bonus to your damage. It's just, yeah. It's great. It's I, great. Uh-huh. There's a lot that I like about 2E. I, it's, this sounds weird, but weaknesses and resistances might be my favorite part of 2E. It's I love really it. It's cool. like an extra 10 damage or like oh, yeah. I take yeah. 10 less. It's just yeah, so the, easy. And the reason I like it is not only because it does give flavor to the monsters and the players in, in fun ways, but it also, for people that like to dig into the grit of gaming and strategizing and stuff like I do, like it's just it's so fun to figure out how to manipulate a weakness. Like hitting it more times in a round is going to like as opposed to piling up on one big hit is going to deal more damage because you exploit the weakness by each little ping. You know, that weakness keeps adding on. It's so great uh, to, to, you know, get into those strategic elements. I love it. For sure. Do you have any actions left? No, because I drew a bow first. Uh, so he's kind of preparing for next round. Eurist, my poor little elderly, elderly dwarf friend, you've been knocked prone after your failed second grapple attempt. Junior, rain down blows upon you. What do you do? Okay, this isn't the first time he's been prone in this city. Hey now. Uh, he is going to, He's going to stand up. Did we thank Steve Geddes, by the way? Who gave? We thank oh Steve Oh my god, Geddes. I don't know if we did. Steve, yeah, thanks. Steve gave out like 150 primes. It was pretty amazing. Earlier before 201? 201. Wow. Prime subscriptions. Steve. Man is a hero. Steve. He's the greatest hero from Australia since Mad Max. 
Steve's Thank you so book. much, Steve. Seriously, I wish he was in this fight right now. They would probably. Yeah, I know. Exactly. We could use this. We use this help. Where are you now, Steve? Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I'm going to. Eurus is going to stand up, and he is going to use an action to draw his bastard sword off his back and his steel shield, oh, no. and he's done. <laughs> oh, this poor, this poor construct. <laughs> Please don't hurt Junior. Was the last words of that wizard. Uh, all right, it is. Look, the knickknacks are gone. I'm not looking to like get into why the metagame can like screw up the immersion and stuff like that. But if this dude really needed Junior, we'll go help the old lady. You shut down your robot, <laughs> okay? You send a bunch of people in that aren't trained in disabled device. We're just gonna blow that shit up. <laughs> I know, but I love that because there's two there's two win conditions and two fail You've conditions. Made a great so, it's point, so funny. Joe. Uh, Mara, finish out the round for us. Okay, well, the first thing Mara's like, okay, not, none of this is working. This isn't growing great. So the first thing Mara's going to do is spin an action to change shape. She's going to, as this happens, her her form, as you see it, you realize is not actually her true form, this oh, uh, young woman. What? Uh, and that, as she more You said kind she of, was 28! She's still 28, but uh, is uh, an anamorph style, kind of what used to be her ponytail as like she just like very quickly morphs. You see it becomes actually her actual tail and you see her in her humanoid fox form. She is a, a, a kitsune. Kitsune, a, a, right? Kitsune. I was like, wait, unless I, I pronounce say that E. The A at the end. Kitsune. I, think, I feel like that makes sense. Uh, and now she she is she is has all of her faculties available to her here oh in, my her, in her true form. Um, same clothes though, everything like fits like pretty similar, but just you know more of now of a, a, a fox. Um, <laughs> more of a Charlotte Ann. Like Charlotte like Ann takes a second mm. to go. Yes, more of a yes. I love all of this. Yes, <laughs> it's giving. Yeah, she and, loves it. And uh, with. Her second action, she will do what she likes nice to call her furry of blows. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, that was one of the worst things I've ever said in my life. No, we loved it. Um, we loved it, 100%. So I'm going to make two unarmed strikes. They're both hitting the same creature, so I combine their damage for the purpose of resistances and weaknesses. Apply your multiple attack penalty to the strikes normally. So does that mean the second one gets a penalty, or does it count as one? It does. However, if they both hit, you combine your damage into one Great. Okay, strike, that which sense. is very helpful okay. if they have like any sort of uh, resistance. Um, what was I going to say? Are your fists agile? I would assume a monk's fists are agile. but Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Great. So it's going to be a minus four to the second attack instead of a minus five. Flurry blows is great. I like the one emote, but the two emotes. So the yeah, first Yeah, I'm is interested. A I'm definitely intrigued. Uh, people seem to love the two emote. I'll tell you, a monk would be great in Gatewalkers, dude. Okay. And the you know second what? is a nine. I don't think the second one probably hits. The first is a 15, the second is a nine. First is a 15, second is a nine. The first one hits, the second is not. Great. She goes, ow! Because she's out of, you know. Uh, and so that's a uh, 1d6 plus 3 bludgeoning. A little bludge? 
Oh, what? that's a six on the D6. Let's so nice. that's nine Let's points go. of bludgeoning damage. Who says you nine can't blood. roll, Paula? Who Sometimes says you can't roll? Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. All right, so um, you, you you hit this thing, and I'll tell you, you're a, uh, a trained monk. You notice that, like, all that damage doesn't get through. Maybe it has some sort of resistance to physical damage. Oh. However, you hit it so hard, it yeah. definitely affected it. Uh, I will quickly call out. It's very strong. It's like totally like resisting me, but I'm still doing good. And then for my last action, I will have thinking about what I saw Bone Dog do. I'm like, that was probably a pretty good idea, though. And for my third action, I will attempt to grapple to hold it still for everyone else. Um, All right. Athletics check against its fortitude DC roll away and I think it has the attack action so this is going to be a minus 10 I'm so annoyed oh this isn't it oh you're right so I have a plus 6 to my athletics but guess what I rolled natural a one. Natural one. a natural 1 that's what 4 oh is that 4, four natural 1 and there was a 2 in there ones. there was a 2 in there uh, I'm so Angry, I might have to walk away from this computer for a second. No. I'm no girl. so angry. No girl. So that's a yep. You two <laughs> fall prone to the ground, just ah, slip, and you just you landed that cool hit, and everybody was like, "Wow, she seems off awesome." Like I haven't had my tail in a while. <laughs> yeah, you trip over <laughs> your own tail. Off. And I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal, ice cold. Um, it happens sometimes. You gotta go to a new table. I uh, have. I'm pretty. Cur- people who have watched me play games before know I have pretty bad dice luck. I'm like at least as bad as Joe for people who are more familiar with the niche here. But um, yeah, it's Joe. Bad. How do you like being the uh, the yardstick, the metric for bad <laughs> dice rolls? Yeah. I'll tell Joe. you, in Blood of the Wild, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like it's it rough feel? on Paula. It is rough on Paula. I've had I, a couple bad. Y'all will just wait. I've had a yeah, couple bad situations. I feel situations. like I kind of like. I'm like. I mean, there's one in particular that made for one of the most memorable sessions we ever had. But oh my God, I yeah. was like, I, I, I would take that bullet because it is rough. Paula's dice suck is shocking. It's staggering. <laughs> and someone in chat was like, "Come play in my Call of Cthulhu game." Nah, the curse is a curse. It goes either way. Yes, if I need to roll low, me too. I roll high. Goes so either way don't. For me too. It's yeah. If this was a craps table, I would be moving to another craps table. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So I'm on a bum on the ground now. Well, boom, you fell. Uh, and that's it. At least I did not some damage. We you have did two party damage. members prone at the moment. Uh, I think you're a Scott up, right? Didn't you oh, action get up? I did action, get up. You are, yeah. But yeah. He, that took his whole turn because he had to draw his weapon and shield. Top yeah. of a new round, and it's Charlotte and Charlotte, what do you do? <sighs> okay. Um, this is a half metagaming moment, half character role-playing moment. Charlotte Ann sees how Dr. P um, did an electricity, you know, electric arc, and it had a huge effect. Charlotte Ann has a pretty kick-ass spell that deals electric damage. Perfect. And so she's like, oh, should I just do that? Yeah. Like, should I stop trying to... Yes, indeed, my dear. Wipe it off the face of the planet. You'll I mean, have to just apologize. What am I, what am I trying to do? Disable, disable this killer robot 
uh, as a favor to this old man whomst I already dislike and distrust completely. Whomst, whomst, very well may have a uh, fraudulent patch. Whomst might have might a not fraudulent even be pathfinder. patch because I'm already in suspicion that suspicion? this is a false flag, uh, you know, operation. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Charlotte Ann is like, oh, no. She's not trying to help this old loser geezer anymore. No, she's going to crush seems so nice. this robotic man. And so I'm using my one focus point. Nope. Nope. Yes, my one focus point. Yes. Um, to Ooh. cast a spell, a first level spell. Called Horizon Thunder Spear. Awesome. Horizon Thunder Spear? Yeah, it seriously kicks ass. I have no idea how this spell like is even legal because it's like a fuck the fucking AK forty seven of spells. This looks ridiculous. (laughs) It can't be a spell. Absolutely insane. I can choose to spend either two or three actions on this, and you better bet your friggin' butt that I'm going to spend all three actions <laughs> on this spell. Uh, and right. um, I am going to gather. Oh, so so uh, ooh, you see Charlotte Ann go, Pika, give me a hand, buddy. And she's got she's got her magic hands. You know, everybody's got magic hands. Um, she's got her magic hands uh, yeah. faced at this um, at this robot, and she forms a concentrated ball of electricity that crackles and rumbles like impossibly distant thunder. That's amazing. Okay, I have to and ask, yes, you're using three action thing, right? All three actions, baby. Did you read about what happens uh, whether you hit or miss? If I miss, it still oh, no. does half damage. Did you read the thing where the ball of lightning explodes, dealing 2d6 electricity damage to all other creatures in a 10-foot emanation around the target? Yeah. Wow. That's all right. Take it on. In this combat, we'll get up again. It's fine. Nobody's taking damage except for me at this point. So if you want to talk damage, I've taken four points, okay? Do I hit or oh, sorry, sorry, Troy. That's if you spend two rounds casting it. Oh, it's on the second round. Okay. All right. So, okay. is there an attack roll here, or I just have to yes, roll a reason? Yeah, a spell no. Attack it, roll. There is an attack roll. There's roll a spell well. attack. Nat and my, twenty. It is not a nat twenty, oh. but it is a sixteen. That is great. That is it. That's a Dude, hit. Let's let's go, go, baby. Oh my god, you that's just awesome. melted this thing. Is How much is the spell? What is it called? Horizon. It is called Horizon Thunder Sphere. Horizon. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Skid. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Spell. I started reading this. I'm like, what is this? It's from Secrets of Magic. And I look at the chat and somebody's like, that is my favorite first level spell. I'm like, yeah, no shit. As I'm reading it, I'm like, this thing is I amazing. When I was reading it, I was like, this literally cannot be legal. I, I have no idea how this like absolute nuclear bomb of a spell. I just felt like that in level. Blood of the Wild and then Jared told me I couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah, it, with the purifying icicle, that was that was kick ass. Alright, it's 3d6 damage. 
Three D six. Let's go. Three D six. Let's go. An insane amount of damage. So, um, Troy, that's up to you whether I need to roll three individual sixes or whether I'm going to roll one six and then you multiply it by three. No, you roll three individual sixes um, because if you rolled a six, that would be an 18. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You roll three D6s and add them up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's five plus five. five. Oh, my God. Oh. Plus three. Thirteen electric damage. So... You look up to your bird, you talk to Pika, and all of a sudden, a sphere erupts in the sky, and a lightning bolt lands in your hand, and you throw it like fucking Thor at this thing, and it explodes into a million pieces. (laughs) And she's a witch, so she's a witch, she doesn't even realize, (laughs) she doesn't even realize, but she starts to cackle, she's like... <laughs> oh dear! Wow. Glad we kept a low profile. <laughs> and you're out of combat, and you hear that old lady screaming, and other people screaming, just sort of die down because as Junior explodes, any other things that he animated fall to the ground as well. Did and he the, explode into bits, or is there anything left of him? Chunks everywhere. So it was it was so it took him so far below his hit points. I mean, there are just pieces of him everywhere. It's worse uh, than C three PO after uh, he got blasted uh, in Cloud City. Cloud City. Yeah, yeah, there's shit everywhere, and uh, the guard who told you to like disable him. Uh, <laughs> he's so mad, over and he's like. No, <laughs> Junior. He's like grabbing pieces of him. It's gonna be okay, Junior. It's gonna be okay. He's trying to like put him back together. He's like, "What did you do? What did you do? Why couldn't Sir. you? Why couldn't you try uh, to d- d- disable him? Are you supposed to be Pathfinder?" Sir, calm down. Calm down. I'm gonna need to look at me and let's breathe together. Okay? Can we take a breath in? Yeah, and a breath out. Let's center ourselves for a minute. I'm so sorry for your loss, but I have some questions for you. I am an investigator. Has this ever happened before with Junior? No, it's never happened before with Junior. I, what? I, I, okay. I just I just got into, into creating these things. I, I used to be way into homunculi, but they Guys. didn't. I used to be way into homunculi. Oh, I had one of those phases myself. But they don't mm-hmm. they don't uh, help around the house, as it were. Right. So I created this thing. This was Junior. This was my first um, creation. Can you, I'm so sorry. God. Did Sir, someone uh, encourage you to get into automatons? I'm sorry, yeah. what? Did someone encourage you to get into automatons? Did someone, no. like, recommend? No, I just, it's very lonely down below the cathedral in the vaults, and I wanted someone to, to help help me, and then also someone I could talk to and play chess totally. and checkers where that now is. God. It's okay. Darn. Like, you can totally make another one. Here's another question. Was there anything different about today than normal that you think might have triggered this reaction that Junior had. Well, obviously something happened. Uh, something right. happened to, to turn him like this. He's never acted like this before. Uh, let me see. And he starts gathering the pieces. He's like, uh, and if you have, uh, he has a sword. Did you strike? Did you strike, Junior? He looks at you, uh, Yuris. I never got the chance to. I, I meant to. Did any of you strike him with a martial weapon? No. And what are these grooves here? He picks up like a piece of his chassis. Uh, He's he's been attacked. May I may I please uh, take a look at that closer? Don't look at my son. 
I'm merely okay. here to We're help. We're trying to help. We're investigating sir. his murder. Well, it's gonna be okay, boy. Um, technically, Charlotte Ann, you did his murder, but. What? Uh, ladies, ladies, please. Uh, could we refrain from any sort of murderous accusations? You did his murder is not exactly something we need to be saying in public. So may I please examine closer? I am uh, an investigator, as my colleague just said, even though she's a fucking monk. Excuse me, I'm, I'm a an actual hunter. investigator. Okay. Excuse you. I'm a religious bounty hunter. I like to center myself and meditate and take down criminals. All right? That's like investigating. Understood. Understood. Whatever, 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 um, Dr. Pierce does next, he's getting the benefit of discerned secrets. Um, so all right, one. so I'd like to take a look at it, and he I, like just very gingerly, it's like, look, look what they did to my boy. I'd like to examine the uh, the damage that was done and see okay. if I can't, you know, really hone in on it and try to uh, identify what made the mark. Um, what kind of weapon? If it would have been, uh, you know, a blunt weapon, a sword, you know, uh, can I do that with a perception check? Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, uh, that is a twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay. Um, and then you have some assistance there just to see is this guy putting on a big show or not. No, he seems to be very upset by this. And you look, and there is damage uh, to the clockwork that none of you could have done. You yeah. see the scorch marks mm-hmm. that you and Charlotte Ann did, uh, but you know Uris didn't hit him at all. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a fist indentation from Mara's uh, flurry of blows, but there's, there's like sword gouges uh, like mm-hmm. he has been attacked by something else. Did... Anyone in the council, the council members, did any of them have swords? They did. Did they all? Mm-hmm. They all had uh, they weapons. They all on had swords. Yep. Well, if you was was Junior out of your sight for any extended period of time today? Yes, he, he often is. He he has uh, his chores to do, and and he was doing them. Why? What? What? What do you see? I wonder if maybe he was set upon by some. Uh, bad actors. Uh, was he uh, in the lodge the entire time? Yes, he was in the lodge. If, if he was attacked, that, that, that means that, that there are intruders in the vaults as we speak. Uh, you, you you need to go. All four of you, now, and, and, and see. Because if they're still down there, there, there are many secrets that we society members must protect. Indeed. Uh, yes, I will get on that directly. However, I, I do need to patch up my friends here. Uh, There's no time! Bone dog, please. <laughs> uh, please, sir. Please. Sir, please. Sir, please. Uh, By the way, I think you may have a solid case against the Pathfinder Society for both compensatory um, and punitive I, damages. Here's my card. I work on contingency only. No fees due. Just give me a call. Sir, look, honestly, we really genuinely are sorry for your loss, and we did not want to damage Junior, but we couldn't stop him. It is beyond all of our skill to be able to turn the mechanism that would wind him down. That is it was only, it was because of your genius that he was so well built. And so I am we couldn't ever match that. It's the modern schooling. You learn the new math and no one learns disabled device. It's true. (laughs) I learned I memorized for a test and I didn't learn critical thinking. You're so right. <laughs> the team, they taught you disabled device starting in first grade. Now they just teach to the test. 
Now they just teach the test. It's now all they about teach benchmarks, you know. Common core. Yeah. Disable device. Sick. What uh, I would love if you would allow me to. I would like to seek justice for Junior. May I take with us this part of his body that has these marks on it so that we can present it to the authorities as evidence? Uh, and and bring this perpetrator to justice, the true murderer of Junior. Oh, all right, but but please, you need to return it to me when you're done. I can uh, I can sir. rebuild him. Sir, absolutely. Like, I totally will, okay? I promise. I'll call him Junior 2. Junior the second. It's brilliant. So good. Thank you. Junior, Junior. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, just go. Go into the vaults and, and find out what's going on and then return that chunk of Junior to me. I will rebuild him. I will not be alone any longer. Who will do my rebuild. chores? <laughs> so I'll take the piece so that we have some sort of physical proof that there was sabotage and then let's go. Like, I think we should totally go. Yoris, yeah. come here. Let, let me patch this up here. I mean, you guys have... You've been, you've I been hit. Damage. I took yeah, I took oh, points yeah. of damage. Four points. Yep. What are you gonna do to heal me? I was gonna do. Oh, wh- who's hurt? Oh. What are you gonna do? <laughs> well, I am a doctor. Not positive my dear. Dam- and positive uh, I was gonna treat wounds if people okay. need it. Uh, oh. It is, you know, I don't think everybody can get it though. Uh, you know, we are in a little bit of a rush. Even this takes ten minutes. It would take thirty minutes if I was gonna do everybody. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, how are you feeling, Yuris? Uh I took. I'm twenty five percent down. And what about you? Uh, I am 33.3% down. Okay, then I yeah, will. Take <laughs> I'm not going to do that much. Yes. All right. Uh, decision's been made, and I'll do my best. Uh, natural 20. Whoa. First, that's a critical That is a critical hit. success. Amazing. Double hit. What a doctor he is. Is he not? He's a doctor. I only um, need that. Five. Yes. <laughs> Can you do that to my single. boy? Holy smokes, that was awesome. Uh, what does that okay. do? Uh, it says double double healing. Uh, uh, I rolled very middle in, though. Uh, it's 16. 16 points oh, of so healing. Well, I guess first I level. Needed, that's, yeah. Yeah. I only needed five. 16 points? It's like well, my it's four, it's four D8. Four D8. I gave her bionic legs. <laughs> Could you um, save some of that Charlotte Ann goes, ow, that stings. Oh, no, that feels good. He'll be fine, my dear. And when he finishes, it's like it's incredible what he just did. Like it's it's otherworldly in its experience. And uh, also, I want to say, and this is this is also just a shout out to the system. I had so much fun making this character. I'm an investigator. I just cast fucking electric arc. You just cast electric arc as an investigator. Yeah, how did you do that? That is because I'm an elf, and I took the ancient elf heritage, which is why I said I was around when Aradin had died. Oh, and, oh yeah. And at the ancient elf heritage, what you get is you pick any one dedication feat, archetype feat of another class that you like had in a previous life. So in his previous That's life so with cool. the Pathfinder Society, he was a wizard. So I took oh the wizard gosh. dedication wow, cool. and cool, I got cool. four cantrips, four <gasps> wizard cantrips that, that I That is cast. so cool. Yeah, it's That's so awesome. freaking awesome. And is I just, Cure and, Wounds a cantrip? Uh, no, no. Treat wounds is separate. I was saying when I cast electric. That's just arc, the action. Copy. That's the action. When got I it, cast got it, got electric it, arc, that was a, uh, my because of my heritage had nothing to do with my class. It's very cool. My That's teeth are wild. so wet right now. <laughs> my teeth are. Your so teeth are so wet. wet. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I was like, was why do I not have? Right 
cure wounds in our other game, but I do. I have treat wounds. I just always fail at it. It's fine. Um, it's totally fine. I'm just rolling that. Right. You just and roll I, so poorly, it never does us any good. So. And, yeah. It never and heals I anyone wanna, anything. I did want to say, Mary Lou, that, that like I came into this with that idea and with that concept. I had no idea that the ancient elf heritage existed. I was like, if I'm going to play an elf, like I think it would be hilarious who's like 500 years old. Like, it's so cool. Yeah. I want to lean into that. And there it was. It's like ancient elf is one of the heritages, and that was the bonus. It's like, that's and really that makes cool. perfect sense yeah. as to why he's level one. Even right. though he's 500 years old, he retired he's retired. For like, he retired for like 100 years. That was my so idea. So he was like, a wizard. He's just been atrophying and like not practicing and just like lost all of his spell books, you know, like. And like now Pembroke. he's a Benoit Blanc. He's yes, just like, like is looking for yeah. the perfect mystery. Right. Mm-hmm. Just sitting in the tub all day with Hugh Grant. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. uh, I can't right. wait for them to make 13 more of those Knives Out movies. Oh, anyway, no. keep going. Are you guys oh. all healed up and ready to rock? Yeah, um, yeah, as close as we're gonna get. I, I, oh no, actually, that's not true. Holy shit, I forgot. I, God, this class is so amazing. He pulls out two vials, and he quickly uh, does his little, uh, puts his little reagents in them that he has on him, and he'll give uh, both you, Yoris, and you, Mara, uh, elixirs of life. <gasps> Nice. Bless her, dude. Yeah, yeah so that, that's one d six, one d six healing, one d six healing. All right, cool. So. You want to roll that, or do we roll it for ourselves? Uh, you roll it. Actually, oh, I'll roll yours. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> know. I don't want to. I'm scared. Let's, let's, let's put this. this to the test. I rolled a fucking two. I'm oh, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I was only sorry. down for a point, so two is pretty good. Okay, I live forever. Uh, and then you've got an extra one. All right, so you you want to head into the building? He's like, go, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll go to the vault. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on to For the record, I just rolled a five, so I should have rolled, but it's God fine. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's, no, I wouldn't have rolled that if I'd actually rolled. I would have rolled another mm. one. The dice smell it. The dice smell tell. it when it's, when it they actually matters. Fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You walk uh, towards the lodge from where you're standing, and Junior's trail of destruction is everywhere. Oh, um, and while uh, everyone that you pass by looks bewildered and distraught at this very weird thing that just happened. Animated knickknacks and Eagle Knight statues and a robot running around. Um, you don't uh, come across anyone else fighting uh, animated, inanimate objects. So that's good. Uh, you get to the doors and there's a pair of Pathfinder uh, guards. Uh, they look like they're watching for someone to come out but also uh, to come in and, and they see you and they say, oh, uh, th- 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 thank you for for for, uh, for taking care of uh, that 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 creature, uh, Junior. He's uh, he was always uh, very very kind. I I was sorry to see you uh, murder him in cold blood, but um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that the, the wizard can fix him. Listen, there, there's something going on down there. Uh, we we don't know how, but all of this uh, hubbub out here, uh, some, someone someone slipped in, and um, it, it seems like whatever is happening. Uh, they've failed in their mission as well. Like a smash and grab gone wrong, perhaps? Mm. I, I'm not sure, but if you follow uh, Junior's trail of destruction, uh, there's, a, there's a secret door here that's not so secret anymore. I think it would lead you to uh, where this is. We'll stand here to make sure nobody else gets in, but, but there's something going on down there. That's so interesting. Like, they're... Like, Valor was so upset, because it's that's only one small angle of the Pathfinder Society, but he kept leaning on the things that they hide 
beneath, the things that yeah. they Relics. put in their vaults and lock away. Secrets. Yeah, this the secrets that they that they lock away. Um, you know what, Troy? Can I? Uh, I'm going to use that to. Um, I'm just going to pivot my. Um, after that, I'm going to pivot my uh, pursue a lead to Valor, like to Valor himself. Two, 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 two. Yeah. Skyrim, so, new quest comes up. New lead. Two, two, new lead. Two, two, two. Valar. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just going to keep him in mind as like he might be behind some of this because it was too much on the nose. Uh, and then we'll we'll head down. So right now I have him and Freya Greensong are my two leads. Okay. For what's going on here. You look past the guards and you've been to this lodge before. You, you've been here probably a couple days uh, in uh, advance of your meeting uh, with Brackett. Uh, but, of course, Jimmy uh, did not uh, give you the note in time. Uh, however, things look different now. You see a stairway leading down below the main chamber that wasn't visible last time you were here. Um, it's all uncovered, and there's shit everywhere from Junior's path of destruction um, just leading down below the uh, the Pathfinder Lodge, and that's where the guards are pointing. They're like, down there, down there. So let's say you all go down there. Let's yeah. yeah. Things along, and, and mm-hmm. immediately you take maybe five, ten steps in, and it's a maze. And you're like, you could go twenty different ways. Uh, um. What do you do? <laughs> left. Go left. I have. I don't know that this helps. Stay in this to the right. <laughs> but I'm gonna throw it out there just in case. Throw it out. I am an experienced tracker. Could. I see. Could I figure Downy use that hunter. to figure out where the, the the path of destruction or where the person who ran in went? Can I use that to help us? Absolutely, absolutely. Are you doing the this seek is what's so skill? Great. Are you doing the seek skill in or is order it to survival? It's it's survival in this situation, but okay, I think but we can bend it to our own purpose. Does the seek seek action? What does that use? That's perception. I think track is right here. Um, okay. You're, you're so, really you're trying to look at the debris because it looks like there's shit everywhere. It's hard to tell what was part of Junior's I'm gonna, destruction. I'm going to attempt to aid you, okay? Is that okay? Yeah. Are you doing survival? So it's, uh, when necessary, I can follow a trail without pause. I can track while moving at full speed if I take a minus five penalty to my survival check. But I could also just try and track you you know i don't know if i want to need to do that speed yeah yeah we can just do it because they're in here they're not it's not like we're gonna lose them necessarily but you're obviously trained in survival and you're gonna roll a survival check i will do a survival check so so let me take a look too and i'll attempt to aid you so this is a dc 20 against my survival to aid uh and i do wait is it 20 it's 20 right yeah i think it is i don't get it i got a 15 though which makes me pause (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I think it is DC twenty. Oh my god, you didn't! I Holy. didn't roll a one, but it's bad. I'm so I don't understand why I can't roll tonight. Oh, there's an eighteen. I hate you. <laughs> it's a total of seven because I'm so beyond. It's okay. We'll be over all right. It. But that's it's okay. okay. You know what? We're gonna be okay. It's part of the We're story. Okay. I'm like, look, y'all. I can track. I can track what's going on here. But guess what? I can't really. So what was you the tried total? Your best. It was the total seven. was a seven. Yeah, so it Joe, the typical seven. DC for eight is 20, but it's really up to the GM. I mean, for something like this, you're... Right, if it's a particularly easy yeah. task. Yeah. So she gets a plus one, which is still a failure. Um, yeah. So Thank you look, you, and you're just like, you see destruction, but it's so, it looks like 
uh, yeah, probably the robot came out of here causing a mess, but other people have been here. And what you notice, you don't even roll the perception checks. Anyone with any sort of basic perception as you take in your surroundings, like it just seems like everything is destroyed Mm. for destroyed sake. Yeah. Mm. That's the first first sort of gut feeling you get. You don't know why. So you start progressing through this maze. I mean, it really is. Um, You wonder, like, what was this like when it was a church of Aradin so long ago? Like, what was this? Were these crypts that have now been turned into, like, little storage rooms? Uh, At a certain point, you um, hear, like, a buzzing sound. And so you follow in the direction of that buzzing sound and you enter this huge chamber and uh, the whole southern part of the chamber is where you enter. It looks like it's been completely destroyed. Like someone has recently went out of their way to just like destroy the ground. And then you look about the room and the first thing you see is this like spinning globe that's just going and shooting off electric arcs in every direction. Like, have you ever been in a room with a Tesla coil? Tesla coil, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But this is an orrery. um, And it's just... And eventually it stops. And you see two dead bodies on the ground. (gasps) Oh, no. Um, They look familiar? They do not look familiar. Search them. You... uh, Slowly walk over to the bodies as yeah. this orrery winds down. You see a large rod on the ground that looked like it belonged to the uh, mechanism that was spinning the orrery. Um, and the removal of the rod is probably what caused it to go haywire and shoot electricity everywhere. Um, you have to move through this rubble, and it's you know it's difficult terrain as you're walking. It's like slowing you down as you walk towards the bodies. But you're like, what? Who did this? Did they just take a- pickaxes to the ground to destroy? Like, what is the motive here? Um, and you go over to the bodies, and one of them is, uh, well, I mean, they're both very strange looking. Although they're humanoid, they are not, uh, they are not from the area, as it were. Um, give me a, a, a check to recall knowledge. Society? Yeah. Oh my oh. god. It's a 26. All of us? For Dr. Pierce. You, if oh. Dr. Pierce knows immediately these are oh. like devil creatures. <gasps> oh. They're like Chalaxian spies. Fiends. Oh. These are yeah. like devil. They have devil characteristics. One has horns, one uh, very pale skin, one of them, and they, they just have fiendish devil like. Was this because you say that out loud, word? Dr. Pierce? Dr. Yes. Pierce, do you say that out loud? Yes. Devil creatures yes. or chillax? Yes, Chalaxian. chillax. Or chillax? Okay, um, at this point, uh, Charlotte Ann trusts her compatriots completely, and she goes, Tritus is conspiring with the Aspis con- uh, uh, Consortium. He seems so, what? like, totally nice. He's a pathfinder through Trust me. Through. I know my a pathfinder th- when I see one. Okay, my love, but my thing is secrets, and that's his secret. Well, you have been very on point with everything so far. There is no need to doubt this. My goodness. What is the world coming to? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to seek. I'm going to seek both the bodies 
and the orrery and uh, the general area for any clues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, clues could be all over the place. And I'm going to use a, a detect secrets as I'm doing that, so I get a plus one to my perception roll. Okay. Okay, I, I rolled a nine. All right, so you're, you're looking about the room. Obviously, the this giant machine in the middle of it drew you in, and then your focus went to the bodies. You start to take into the room, and like many of the rooms that you saw as you were finding your way here, it looks like it's store, uh, a room that's used to store lore and relics, just like Valor was uh, trying to use against you. Um, the, the walls are lined with shelves that look like they used to be full of all these objects and books and boxes, um, but they've all been like thrown to the ground. And, and so you can't tell, was someone looking for something or just destroying stuff? Because it's one thing to just throw stuff to the ground, like, right. ah, that's not what I'm looking for, but it looks like things were purposely destroyed. Um, you do find a pendant on... Uh, on one of the men uh, that is uh, in the shape of like a, a stylized claw. But, uh, yeah, you don't... Uh, I'd like to examine that. Yeah, give me a society or a warfare lore, maybe. Um, oof. All right, society will have to be for me. Oh, that is a 12. I rolled a 14 since I'm the one who discovered it. Maybe both, that's both of you have no idea what this is. You haven't it seen seems anything familiar, like. but you don't know. Uh, I got a twenty-three on society. All right, so even though you're new to sunlight, uh, you are familiar with this symbol. Uh, it is the symbol of a, a mercenary group known as the Devil's Claws, um, and you rolled high enough to. Uh, what'd you roll again? Twenty. Twenty-three. 23. Um, you know that the membership of this group is is almost primarily uh, made up of rejected Hell Knights. Oh, oh man. the ones is, that didn't make it. This is Chillaxian all over. All kinds uh, of Chillax. L- let me just do a little, just a, two minutes of, of <laughs> lore on this. You I got say, to. Um, like, give What's me that. that? I love lore. Come we're on. In, we're in so deep. So I said... As uh, as Doctor Pierce, that when Aradin died, nations turned against each other. Cheliax fell into ruin. Cheliax mm-hmm. was, like, was like the god of men. He was the yeah. god of humans. He was the last and yeah, as land. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Cheliax worshipped him. He is a chaotic good. I believe Dieter maybe neutral good. I don't remember, but anyway, Cheliax worshipped him. It's a whole nation. When he died, and his death, by the way, is just like on like one of his unthinkable. Um, like one of his. Uh, reunions I think it was um, it, basically like the world went into like horrible storms for like two mm. weeks and then all clerics lost connection with him and all like paladins lost connection with him so everyone thinks he died like there's the only explanation but no one ever saw Aridin die he's a god right so there's no mm-hmm. very strange story so all these people start turning on each other Cheliax gets torn apart by civil war and eventually falls to infernal deities and becomes like the nation of Asmodeus and the, the nation of oh. hell. So it's all like lawful evil like starts to control that nation and then at the at the top of it they train these 
hell knights who are just like they're just people and you know it doesn't humans elves whoever but they train in this rigorous like system they're like navy seals to like become the strongest knights ever and then like their final test is they have to get put in a summoning circle as like a devil from hell is summoned and they have to defeat the devil or they're out of like the program so it's like super intense so if you go into it you can go into like a regular town and you could just be like hell knights are like in control of the town and it's not like everybody's just being tortured constantly but it's like at curfew everyone goes to bed you know like when the market the market opens at this time the market closes at this time like it's all super regimented and intense so bringing Uh, it back to this these these mercenaries are uh, they're usually they're people that failed the test yeah so cool they're like budget hell oh my god yeah, <laughs> low budget hell knights. Bridge and tunnel budget hell knights. Hell knights. Uh, <laughs> is anyone else doing any sort of uh, I, perception or seeking or looking around? Uh, yeah, I'd like to like search around and seek meticulously for hidden doors, concealed hazards, and so on. Yeah. Uh, what do I? What? What? Is that like a perception? Yeah, I a little perception. You'll catch all. Okay, eighteen. Well, well, hold on. I haven't run. I haven't tried discerning secrets on you yet, have I? No, not in the last minute. No, not and not ever. Well, then Charlotte Ann goes, and you get a plus one to that. So it's. 19. I go. Oh my gosh! I like suddenly oh. see like way better than I could before. Mm-hmm. So nineteen. All right. Well, that's Thank a pretty you. good roll. Um, enough Finally. to notice a couple things that will happen mm-hmm. simultaneously. No, no. Well, not simultaneously, but very close to each other. One, you, you see that everyone is way into like, what is this devil's cloth thing? And they're talking, and then Dr. Pierce like, goes whatever, on this long speech so about Hell Knights. <laughs> you start searching the bodies, and on the, the smaller creature, mm-hmm. you find a, a drawing in his pocket. Looks like mm-hmm. charred, like half of the uh, paper has been charred. Um, head on over to the VTT, and I will show you yeah. What it looks like. <gasps> the Ark of the Covenant, y'all. Oh, it is. Ark of the Covenant. It is. Y'all. Wow. What? And, do I, like and does Mara recognize what this is from this drawing? Has she um, seen this before? Yeah, roll a check. Roll a uh, uh, knowledge, uh, something to recall knowledge. You know, it could be Arcana if you think this is uh, has a magical tradition, uh, maybe a cult. Uh, Does Charlotte Ann see it? Does Charlotte Ann see this? Maybe you see Mara. Mara's looking, staring at this charred drawing. Come over. Hey, what's up? Hmm. Neither Arcana or Cult are great for me, uh, but society. Uh, Society would be better if that applies. I would love to argue society for this. The way it works is kind of like you can roll anything, and uh, if it's relevant, you'll get relevant information. 21 total. That's better than mine. There she goes. I have a die on the floor, but it's fine. I, I picked a new one. <laughs> 21 total. It's some sort of ornate chest, but there are no mm-hmm. recognizable symbols or markings that would let you know where the chest is from or or even what time period. Um, it does mm-hmm. look um, it does look old, but significance you don't know. Was this person Looking for this chest, perhaps? Why is Had the paper? Uh, can I show it to everyone else? Get? Yeah, because there's nothing on there that like, they're like, oh, I know those markings. That 
There's really nothing right. that uh, distinguishes it as a specific chess. Only the bearer um, of the note perhaps knew what it was. Um, there's uh, nothing that would be it- in the infernal tongue, right? That would be recognizable as infernal. Um, yeah, I'm going to take it over to Pierce. I say, uh, excuse me, uh, um, Dr. Pierce, I found this thing, and yes, it feels Mafia, like bad, yeah. like bad news, uh, but I don't know what it is, but you investigate things and, like, information, whereas I mostly just, like, hunt down people, right? So maybe you know something about this, and I'll hand it to him and hope that he knows. Well, there's very little difference between a person and a chest. He says something bizarre. Uh, and he looks at it, and uh, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck was that? What are you about? Do you speak Infernal? I do. Um, you don't see any Infernal markings on it whatsoever. Nothing okay. that sort of says, oh, that's a hell chest. Um, it's just very creepy. However, with that 21 that Mara rolled, I said that something happens semi-simultaneously. <gasps> oh, yeah. Because while you're discovering and uh, talking over this charred drawing, you hear... Uh, a noise uh, in the hallway on the opposite side of the way you entered this large uh-huh. chamber. It's like a tongue, 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 tongue. Uh, I'll go over there. Yeah, we'll, we'll start walking over there. Yeah. And I'm going to pull out my bow. Let's be quiet. Okay. Uh, this could be our perpetrator. Dr. Pierce pulls out his bow and you exit the room with all haste to the north. Uh, the room is not destroyed up here, so there's no difficult terrain to slow you down. However, uh, following in the direction of that noise, you exit the room into a hallway and you see uh, three looks like three men um, heading, uh, heading uh, like about to turn the corner way up ahead, and the one in the back sees you and yell something. Does anyone else speak Infernal? No. I don't. I speak legalese. You speak legalese. (laughs) Is there any very, 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 very close to Infernal? (laughs) Yes. It's about as close as you can get. It's a dialect. Luckily, Dr. Pierce does, because this is what happens. How cool is that shit? He says something in Infernal. Um, and he says, ears. And as he says ears, he pulls this like small device no, no, out no. of his uh, coat and uh, just puts it on the ground. No, no, no. Oh, no. no. I get an action. You stop. And then stop they narrating. run around the corner. No. Stop narrating. <laughs> no, stop well, narrating. He yells, ears. They put this device on the ground and they run around the corner. And oh. you all see up ahead about. 50 feet away, this device that looks, this almost looks like there's a metronome attached to it that's just going. What do you do? He's going to say, um, they said some kind of device, said ears. Uh, stuff your ears, cover your ears, and it might be some sort of sonic device. Uh, and he's going to, uh, like, stuff some fabric in his ears. Okay. Does everyone else follow suit, or are uh, you like this? Doctor Piss is being weird again. How many no, actions yeah, it, does it take also, to stuff your ears? You're not even in combat, so you could just do it. Okay, because I also have a cantrip called telekinetic projectile, where I can take any object that has one bulk or less and 
throw it. Just toss it. So I want to toss it. I want to throw it after them. <laughs> can I do that? Uh, you absolutely can. Now, they have already turned the corner. Um, yeah. So but, you wouldn't have you have to have line of sight to use that ability that way to to throw it right at them, but you could throw it toward that direction, I guess maybe. Yeah, and you can also throw it at this object too. I I want to throw the object itself, and I want to. She's throw saying it, she wants to telekinetically throw the object, throw the whatever that little metronome ah, John I is. I want to throw it as far away from us and close to them as I can. Okay, now how close do you have to be to use telekinetic? Uh, 30 feet. 30 feet. All right. Are we 30 feet? No, you're 50 feet. You want to get closer? Okay, well then I plug my ears. (laughs) (laughs) You plug your ears and do you move closer to try and be able to pull this off to get it out of the way? Uh, Let me do a check. Can I do a recall knowledge check on the device? See if I've ever seen anything like this before. Yeah, um, recall knowledge, you can roll arcana or occultism. Uh, I'll do... Uh, occultism. Oh, there it is. Natural one, which is Ooh, very, very bad in this situation. No. Yeah, okay, but terrible. what if Charlotte Ann rolled a 25? Ooh. Well, Ooh. I'm supposed to get a false piece of information. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course you would know that it's false, so that's not fun. Uh, but well, Charlotte I'd Ann, play it that way, and it could, would be real yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, we're really good actors. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> you could trust us. To do- we are professionals. Let's see yeah. how you play it then. Dr. Pierce, you roll uh, your recall knowledge. And you are like, I know what this is. And it's incredibly dangerous. We shouldn't even get near it. That's the thought that goes in your head. Charlotte Ann, you see that. And you know that this thing is actually pretty harmless. It's just designed to slow people down as you get closer to it. It, like, uh. slows time around. Ooh. But it's yeah. ha- otherwise harmless. But why do they want Stand to slow it down? Why do they want to slow it down? Why do they say ears? Ears. Ghosts. Maybe so it does sonic skunks. damage, and that's how they slow time. Mm. Okay. Maybe they're elves. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, goes, maybe he was just calling to his buddy. Here's his friends. It's good time, elf pal. Ears, <laughs> let's go. Ears, ears. I set the slowdown device. Okay, right. Charlotte Ann is eighteen, and she is impulsive. She is gonna run. No, my dear, no. It's extremely dangerous. I'm sorry, doctor. Um, <laughs> I, I have to do this, and she runs twenty feet to get within only twenty feet, though. She to is get going exactly to die. within thirty feet, and I'm going to cast telekinetic projectile. Okay, and I am going to try and throw it as far away from me as possible. Maybe I can like ricochet it off a wall or something to get it to bounce like pool, like billiards. A couple things bounce are going to happen closer to them. You run up to it, you're like, I got this. And right when you get within 30 feet, you start to cast a spell, and all of a sudden, time slows. You feel like this, you've entered a zone where time has changed, and you're going to try and resist this with a will save and give yourself a plus one for stuffing your ears. Hey, there we go, ears. Okay, this is the one I'm good at. Ooh, that's a 26. 26? Oh, That's yeah, a critical hit. 
That is a critical success. Yes. You're not my real dad. I mean, that is. <laughs> what? what did you say? <laughs> You're not my real dad. <laughs> That's, That's just, it's just the first thing very that comes to her. Youth, She's a very troubled youth. It's just the first youth, thing you know? that comes to her. Like somebody tries to tell her what to do and she's like, You're not my dad! <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. A 26 is a critical critical success exactly. There's a DC 16 will save. And with a critical success, you're completely unaffected by the metronome and can yes. move normally, which means you can cast your spell and fucking fling it far away. Oh, I love it. That is incredible. Yes. Gorgeous. You, you send it far enough away uh, that it won't affect you if you want to all now pursue Yes. yes. Mary okay. Lou and Vita, so, so, I do a I do a spell attack roll and it's a twenty one. Oh, yeah. So that's It actually uh, has I, an AC. I should have had you roll that, but I was so excited about your success. It has an AC. Can, I just succeeded. And a twenty one is enough to like just shaboom, send it. Mm-hmm. Send um, it. And so it goes flying down Yeet. the hallway and you know that you're fine Yeet. now to continue your pursuit unfettered. Uh that's is right. that what you do? Hell yeah, brother. They want to slow us down. She's a teenager. She wants to do the exact opposite of whatever they want her to do. They wanted to slow us down? I don't think so. She turns around to her crew and she goes, let's go! Ain't nothing going to break my stride. Ain't nothing Nothing going to slow me down. down. Let's go! You're not my dad! You run after these guys and you realize that they, they, as you go around the corner sort of chasing after the direction that they went. There's like a service exit down here. uh, How did they know about that? How did they know about that? How did they know? And uh, it's wide open. So you rush out, and as you're rushing out, uh, Dr. Pierce, you hear this infernal speaking again. It's a little further away, but they're like, where are the rest of them? They're supposed to be here! Where are the rest of them? And you come out onto a back street, like on the other side of the cathedral. So you're like coming up stairs to bring you to the outside and you see three of them. There's three guys. Two of them look like the horned dude that was dead Uh. in the room with the orrery. And the other guy is resplendent in the outfit of uh, someone dedicated to a very specific deity. Does anyone have uh, any points in uh, religion? I do. Yeah, yeah, of course, Dr. Pierce does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, literally, Charlotte Ann is on fire. Um, so if anybody rolls higher than a 25, let me know. No. <laughs> you rolled a 25? I rolled a natural 20. And wow, I have a plus five. amazing. All right, Molly, well, I do rolled, you have wow. any religion? I rolled a 23. 23. That's pretty good. Awesome. Uh, Mara, any religion? I have none, so I don't even try. I'm thinking mm. about in trying to coerce them into stopping. So that's where Mara's brain is, just so you know. Okay. And, and Skid, what did you end up rolling? I rolled a 15. Okay. That's enough for all three of you to know a priest of Asmodeus when you see one. <gasps> oh. straight I thought it was going to be Iomide. Straight up devil worshippers. Yeah. And straight up you come up the, the stairs the, and you hear them say, where are they? They were supposed to be there. And then they see you! Roll for an You roll for You roll for initiative. You roll for initiative. Oh, yeah. Come on. This is the die. Oh, this is the die. I should have been rolling with all night, y'all. Oof. 
you know, fun okay, little uh, mechanic here. Had you been slowed down by the metronome with a minor delay, uh, they get the jump on you and they uh, get a little bit better of initiative. Had you just like really been delayed or, or well, let's just run it, let it run its course, uh, they would have an even better initiative. But because you immediately succeeded, it's all just straight up uh, straight rolls up. against yeah, their rolls. Boy. Well, as the teens would say, as the kids say finally my bad rolls have caught up with me and my initiative is an 8 oh poop mine's bad but 22 22 for Mara oh there she go I want to see this I want to see Mara wade in there and Beat the living shit out of these devil worshiping so. bastards. This she's I a hot fox. She's literally a foxy brown diva. Yeah, she's a foxy, foxy brown monk diva. <laughs> yeah, foxy lady. Uh, Doctor Pierce. Uh, I got a twenty. Twenty for Doctor Pierce. Urist. Uh, Urist got a fourteen. Fourteen. No, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, 16. 16 for Eurus. Let's go. This is going to be so filled with juice to the map. You want Take juice? To the map. We got juice. Uh, all right, so look. let's look at these guys. Here are the... Um, you saw one of these guys dead already. This is what he looks like. Kind of like a goat oh, dude. Oh, oh yeah. Goat oh. dude. This awful looking goat dude. And then here don't is like the him. priest of Asmodeus. Oh, oh no. Wow. I don't like him. I'm scared. Scary. That's Scary. amazing. That Wait, what is that like actual artwork? Art. Is that from the module? Uh, no, that's from uh, from Paizo. Is that's that is that an, like an anti-paladin? I feel like I've seen that artwork I definitely, I've seen yeah. this before. That's why I wanted to use it because it's such a classic piece. It's of, so uh, good, mm. and it definitely is Asmodeus too. I don't want to like miscredit anyone, but I feel like that's Wayne Reynolds. I feel Wayne like Reynolds. it is too. I think this is from like the Hell's Rebels or uh, Hell's Vengeance. Uh, Hell's Vengeance, like AP or something, might be yeah. from there. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. I don't want. I don't want to misquote and, and uh, misattribute, uh, but I think it's Wayne Reynolds. It just looks like his. Uh, oh, style. so so let me just uh, tell Paul and Mary Lou real quick. Hell's uh, Rebels is an, uh, an adventure path that all takes place in Chaliax where you play a small <clears throat> resistance that begins to rise against the oh, infernal cool. like nice. overlords. And then Hell's Vengeance is a whole AP where you play evil characters that are oh, evil cool. Chalaxian suppressing rebellions. I mean, it's, it's, it's so much stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I will say, I will say the Chalaxians are these infernal guys, these Asmodians um, of fashion sense on point. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They are the hotness. Love the star shield. Mara. Yeah, a star, the stars everywhere. Yeah. Mara, you are up. You have the uh, the highest initiative. You are, like I said, about Come 30 on, feet Mara. away from the uh, the the uh, goat looking dudes, and about thirty five feet away from the priest of Asmodeus. Okay. Get him, babe. The first thing I am going to do is uh, spend two actions to cast days. Um. And I'm going to attempt to cast it on the priest-looking guy because they look scarier. They're 45 feet away from me, so I should be able to do that at a range of 60 feet. Nice. Ooh. So I will uh, cloud the target's mind and daze it 
with a mental jolt. The jolt deals mental damage equal to my spell casting ability modifier plus one. Uh, Then the target must attempt a basic will save. If you critically fail, you are also stunned one. And so uh, Mara will just go stop with her magic hand and send Mm -hmm. a blast of energy out in an attempt to daze this guy. So it's a mm-hmm. save it's a will saving throw. And there's no attack, right? You're just you cast this and I have to roll. I believe so. I think you're right. I'm trying to uh, look up enchantment mental non-lethal. So it doesn't have attack as a key thing. Yeah, I don't think it's a- um so I think it's just a saving will throw and my a saving throw of will and my spellcaster DC is fourteen. Okay, alright, so we assume. So plus one so fifteen. I think it said on there it's that plus one. Um, we'll right? see what no, I no, 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 sorry. That's my mental damage. If this doesn't, if this fails, apologies. The spell DC is 14. DC 14. Uh, he makes it with a 23, okay. so you know where he's at. Um, however, uh, even on a fit, that's not a, uh, a critical not a success. Critical. Um, so that's just a regular failure. Do I take half damage? Is it a basic uh, will save? It's a save? basic will save, right, so yes. that's going to be half damage. Okay. So that's equal to my spellcasting ability modifier. So that's your... Is that intelligence or wisdom? Uh, it's probably wisdom, right? No, uh, no. It's not wisdom because my wisdom's plus zero. I have no buff to my wisdom, so it can't be that. Oh. Um, I have this because it's just like a... Um, it's a... It's a... Uh, it's it like a focus a, 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 a Heritage feat, whatever you call. Them. I'm a kitsune, and it's a, it's a feat that comes with that kitsune spell familiarity. So I think it's intelligence, and it's just a plus one. So half of that, do you round up? Do you just take one point? You do round up to one. That's point. why, because I'm not. This is my only spell. It's a cantrip, and it's just because it's a it's a feat I get for being a an kitsune. ancestry feat. Yeah, yeah, ancestry. That's what it is. Thank you. Uh, it's it's one of it's it's one of those that I get with it. It's a free. Right, so you think it's only a plus one? This is something. What is your charisma? It's My one. charisma is, is plus one. Oh, so right. it's either so, so it's probably charisma. Difference. It's I believe it's a plus one. Yeah, the chat is saying is it's charisma damage. if it's innate. That's what Doc Robotnik says. Okay. Copy. Thank right, you, so, chat. I've not played anyone who has this kind of one random spell before. So well, we've we've had this issue before in trying to trying to find the uh, spell casting ability modifier on the sheet because uh, mm-hmm. some some uh, it does actually say in here. It says, equal to your spellcasting ability modifier, and then in parentheses it says plus one, and I think it's telling me right here that's what it is. So ah. it's plus one, but half. Do you round up, yeah, or do you, you round, round down? Up. So you at least okay. do one point of damage, obviously not it's, a lot, but it's first level. This That could be the, the difference between living and dying. Uh, and that was um, two actions? That was two actions, and for my third action, I'm just going to go into my tiger stance. So I enter the stance of a tiger. So you see, like... Yes, she kind of comes up and like what earlier seemed kind of when she was like, that's not a knife. It must have just been my nails. You see now it's actually like claws. She can now make tiger claw attacks. Nice. Um, So that'll be pretty awesome when I do it. Uh, And as if I'm in this stance, I can stand. I can step 10 feet. Nice callback improv. Nice work. That's why they mistook your hands for knives. That's right. I almost was like, oh, that's just my claws. I mean, my nails. But I didn't (laughs) want to give it away yet. So that's all three of my actions. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, Is that all? <laughs> <laughs> nice I only round. did one damage. I didn't do. I didn't actually do that much. <laughs> Uh, all right, it is the Priest of Edmodius's turn. Um, I am just looking Sorry, at Sorry, you must have forgotten. I got a 23. I, I saw that. Um, he rolled higher than... Wait, did Actually, I, I think I got a 20. I you got, got a 20, 20 yeah. Um, I was going to say, if you got a 23, then you should have gone before me. Yeah. yeah. I got a 20 for you, and the Priest has a 21. Uh, tomorrow is 22. Uh, so, that's what he's going to do. I got to get a little bit closer... Uh, so he's going to uh, step five feet, and then uh, I've got Mara and Charlotte Ann. I'm going to roll a die here. One, two, three, Mara. Four, five, six, Charlotte Ann. Poor Mara. Uh, it would make sense. You're the one that tried to daze him. Uh, he is sense. going to cast a spell on you uh, using two ah, actions. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need a... Scream at Jay Hawk. Fortitude save. Okay. That should be good for you. Six to this, so hopefully it's that's good. good. Yeah, he might have picked nice. the wrong one. Go that's ahead. really solid. <laughs> no, that rocks. No, you did. Oh, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't. Number five. No. Uh, so, so that's a natural one. Wait, do no. you have a hero point? No, no, I spent it earlier on a stupid court argument. <laughs> and this Troy didn't give you another one for the tiger claw callback. Uh, as cool as that was, this is going to be no. double damage. From a harm spell. Oh, oh my god. No, not harm. So I roll no. once and multiply it where it is a crit. Actually, actually it's a fumble. Right? Yeah, you fumbled, so I didn't is it, I rolled fumbled. a natural one, the total is seven, but it's a natural yeah, one. Yeah, basic fortitude save. That's a critical failure. This is double damage. A D eight times two. Oh, this Please could one shot you. Please roll low. I rolled a one. You're so Oh, I go. I, I, could, I was tasting today. blood in my mouth. Right, so you take two. You take two <laughs> Your points were of damage. So wet. My teeth were so Such wet teeth. Thank goodness. Oh, oh I could have been goodness. sixteen points of damage. You get. You take two oh. points of damage, oh, and that's his whole fucking turn. Uh, all right, it is uh, uh, Doctor Pierce's turn. This character has such a great name. I, I don't want to tell you because you wouldn't know. But anyway. oh, wouldn't I? I'm so. I guess I don't. Uh, Doctor Pierce take is, double piercing damage or something. Uh, he he oh. is going to. Uh, you know what? He's going to eye up the guard that's just to the left uh, as we're facing them of the priest. Uh huh. This is this is great. All right, so he's going to eye this guy up. He's going to. Okay. Uh, first, I'm going to use this investigator ability, which is smash amazing. Devise a stratagem. <laughs> so I begin. I look at this um, this guy. I don't, I don't know this thing, and I uh, I begin to examine where I could make an attack Ooh. accurately if I if I could, and then I and then I roll a die. Actually, before I do that, I have an, another ability that I chose called No Weakness. Yeah. Now, as part of Devise a Stratagem, I get to roll a Recall Knowledge check on the creature for free. So I'd like a Recall Knowledge check. Is this society? Is it a humanoid standard yeah, creature? It's not an outsider, right? Sort of knowledge of like, uh, natural 20. 20. 
Yes. Seven, I believe, for society. I'm going to give you uh, all the information you need. So you're like, Great. all right, De- Devil's Claw, what do these guys do? They're, 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 they try to get to the Hell Knights, they failed. All right, so what do we know about these sort of basic low-level thugs that would surround the Priest of Asmodeus, and you know that they are weak to good and resistant to fire? Uh, okay. Uh, they are weak to good and resistant to fire. And as part of that, if I crit... Okay, so if I get a critical success, I get a plus one to my attack against that creature, and I get to share that bonus with all of my allies for uh, as long as they make their attack before the start of my next turn. Nice. So anybody who t- zones in on that guy, he's like, look at him. He's weak. He's already falling apart. And uh, <laughs> Kick his ass. <laughs> and now I'm going to do device stratagem, which is a bizarre and amazing ability. This is a roll... Uh, first, I'm going to roll a d20. Okay. I rolled a natural five. So that roll becomes my strike attack for the round if I want to use it. But now that I know I rolled a natural five, I'm not going to strike him because it's just the timing is not right. Cool. So I will pivot my turn, basically. It's the best ability at first level, I it's think, really character. Because cool. you're like, really, really no, cool. now's not the good time to attack, and so you change your attack. Right, so now's not the good time to attack. And since that was my first action, uh, I have... Let's see, I've got two actions left. Uh, I am going to first... I am going to... Um, against that guy... Because I can smell his weakness, I can I can smell it, and I've given his uh, this bonus to my allies. I'm going to speak to him in infernal, and he's just going to say in a in infernal. It's going to come out something like this: "My dear boy, you die here now, and fell Asmodeus, your soul be chained to the bottom of a pit for all eternity. Drop yeah. your weapons and join our side, and you may free yourself." Of these shackles, and I'm going to roll an intimidate uh, yes. to try to demoralize Ooh. him. Right. And what is my the DC his uh, his will DC? Will I believe. DC. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I rolled well. Uh, that's a twenty. Oh yeah, that'll do. Nice. It. All right. Um, that so should it, do it. Assuming he is demoralized, that's a penalty to his what? Uh, I don't know. I'll look it up. Okay. And then, so I actually uh, have it right here. It is a uh, target becomes frightened one. Yeah. Frightened. Right, so oh, frightened. so he loses wow. an action. Yeah, so you, you see this look in his eyes, like, uh, I, don't know, I, I can smell your doubt, son. Uh, and then if it's a he, critical success, they're frightened, too. If it was, wasn't. If it wasn't uh, crit. Okay. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't critical, but he is he is frightened one. So okay, and then I'll use... I, I don't lose an action, Joe. I just take a, a minus one penalty. To my oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking yeah. of stunt. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, and then I will... Um, use my last action because I know my attack would suck so I just waited it off and I'll use my last action to uh, I'll aid I'll aid Eurist um, I'll, yeah. I'll attempt to aid Eurist in an attack against that guy I'm hoping so we'll see awesome. how, how it plays out uh, alright well it is uh, one of these uh, hellbound uh, in fact it's the one that you just attacks turn and uh, he, he looks at the priest and the priest is like what are you waiting for? Go, he says in Infernal. And the guy's like, ah! uh, And he spends two actions to run up to uh, the group and goes to try and stab 
Mara with a dagger. Get out of here. But he's frightened, so he's going to take a minus one to the attack, and he rolled a natural one. Yes! Yes! One minus one to zero. We get like a fan crit fail, right? Fan crit fail? Yeah, we can do a fan crit fail. I mean, what better opportunity than this fight? Uh, This guy is frightened, and he didn't want to go, and he's just like, ah! And fumbles. Fan crit fail. He should have listened to his heart. Yep. Listen to your heart. What was he? Oh my God! This is too appropriate for you, Tree. Was he swinging? He was swinging. A- uh, he was he was stabbing with the dagger. Yeah. All right. This one from David and Sarah in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh. Beat down. Okay. Beat down. People to write this. Not a people person is the title. You react to your incredible ineptitude with profanity so shocking that even Sydney would be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Your allies and even enemies look upon you with disdain. You are demoralized, frightened one for 1d4 rounds. All right, so, so even we'll, more. We'll so he's it. frightened two. Yeah, I mean, is frightened, uh, for demoralized, I'm assuming it's frightened one. It's just one round, but this will just keep it going for another two another rounds. Another round. Nice. Yeah, frightened, I believe, it goes down at the end of every turn. Your frightened condition goes down one. So let's say he's frightened two. Now he's frightened one immediately because his turn is over. Uh, yeah, at the end of each of your turns, the, it decreases by one. So he he had to move twice and attack, and it's like, ah, oh, I'm no more frightened, but his attack was so poor. It's like, ah, I'm frightened again. And he's frightened now for two rounds. Uh, right, because, because you, frightened can specify if it's a number of rounds, it does not go down after your turn. Yeah. If it specifies. Uh, all right, great. So that is his turn, and now it is Eurus' turn. And Eurus, you are being aided uh, by Doctor Pierce. Doctor Pierce, do you, does that do you enact that now or during his attack? Uh, Eurus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I, a reaction. The you know the moment he's going to attack, I'm going to do it. So I don't know what Eurus is going to do. We'll see. Yeah, Eurus is going to stride forward towards the attacker, this frightened dagger wielding. Devil worshiper is going to go into a satanic panic. What? And yes. Uh, all right. Now I will attempt to aid you. Okay. Got so it. I'll I'll use my my knowledge of his. Oh, by the way, you get a you get a plus one already from my no weakness, my natural one on that, or my my crit on oh. that. Recall knowledge. Oh, great. Um, and now this would be an additional one if I can actually aid you. Um, and I'm going to aid you with. Uh, I'm going to aid you with society. And just a point, you know, uh, uh, and just point out a weakness in his armor from the way that they, uh, this this gang, this particular gang, does it. Mm. Uh, that is just a fail. So I, you uh-huh. do not get it. Missed it by two points. Okay. Uh, so Eurist, uh attorney at law, Esquire, is going to make a power attack <sighs> against this guy. God, Eurist! Oh, this is so awesome. He swings down with his mighty bastard sword. That is a 16 to hit. That is a hit. Yes! 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 Okay. Uh, Okay, that is is 14 points of damage. Yes! Nice! You immediately murder him. Like murder in one swing. Murder! 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 Dude, nice. Oh nice. my god. Do you have any actions left or was power attack that two was actions? It. Power attack is two actions. Oh, <laughs> power attack worth. is two oh actions. In this yeah. poor guy, I mean, you demoralized him from a distance, speaking his language, and then yeah. they forced him to rush in. He fumbles. I mean, becomes frightened again. don't still. choose evil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are consequences to your actions. Like, I, I guess just so. Get, like, 
Did he just get bullied to death? He did. Let that be a lesson to everyone watching. Go to hell, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) He literally died of embarrassment from being such a fucking loser. (laughs) The other one that's behind the priest of Asmodeus is like, what are you waiting for? Get out there! Avenge his death! And he does a uh, double move up to Eurist and tries to stab at Eurist and misses with a natural three. Yeah, it does. Just a brutal round for these nincompoops. And it's still Charlotte Ann's turn in round one. What do you got? Okay. Okay. (sighs) All right. Charlotte Ann, um, having just graduated from high school, has the innate ability to smell who's the queen bee. Right? right. Like, right, who's right, a right, minion right. and who's the brains of the operation. And so even though she is in range of this little goat guy, um, she is going to move. She's going to move 10 feet north. Okay. Um, to be able to get in range of the priest. Because she sniffs that the priest is the one in charge. And she, you got to take out the spellcaster. You got it. Right? Smart. Um, Hell yeah. So uh, she moves for one action. And then she's going to use her next two actions to cast Phase Bolt. Ooh. That sounds so cool. Yeah. It is really cool. So um, I'm not saying that he does, but if he has any circumstance bonuses to his AC, those are reduced by two. That's so cool. Oh, okay. For now. All right. Um, and um, that is a 14. Is a 14 hit? 14 does not hit. Boof. Okay. Snarf, y'all. All right. Charlotte Ann goes, and the bolt goes, and she goes, oh, snarf. Okay. Damn it. That would have been great. A great moment there for Charlotte Ann. It would have. Charlotte Ann's had a lot of great moments, but she's. She has. This this guy's a little beefier, and so that's going to be a tougher hit as we move into round to Mara, you are uh, you are quick and you are up. There is a body bleeding out on the ground in front of you. Yeah, too bad. So sad. Um, <laughs> I should see that. Can you? You can't split. Can you split your movement? Or you have to do it as the whole action. I've we I've learned this. I you know can you can move for one action, do one action, and then move again. Right, but if I need two moves to get an extra five feet to get close enough, yeah, it uses the second it. move. It is that's so painful. It's so use painful. Your second action. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what these guys have been doing. They they had to move twice, and that's why they only have one attack when they get to you. I'm scared, but I feel like. Oh, I don't know. Okay, team, meta, ab- above tabletop here Let's for a go. second. Is it a stupid idea to run up to this priest and try and strike them? And Because I can't move away. I'm just right there now. I'll tell you this. That's what heroes do. I mean, closing with a spellcaster Closing with a spellcaster, I feel like a is a good idea. idea. What, yeah, is, what is he going to do? Yeah, what's he going to do? Slappy fight, fight you? with you? Yeah, exactly. Also, also... <laughs> Worst case scenario, you die a, an incredible hero's you know death. What? It's a one yeah. shot. 
That's you're, true. You're almost certainly way tougher than he is. And that's yeah. the right? worst case scenario. So yeah. you're gonna get an amazing mind, out of this. With her claws up, her tiger stance, <laughs> Mara's gonna look at her new friends, kind of flick her tail, wink, and then stride twice right up to the priest. Where she will then, using her unarmed tiger claw strike, because she's in her tiger stance, unleash a flurry of blows. So this means that her tiger claws, they do extra damage. So if this hits, we'll talk about what it does if it hits. How about I just roll it And did you have to move twice to get to him? I did, yes. Okay, but flurry of blows is only one action. It's just one action. That's perfect. So that works out great. Uh, You do take the map, though, obviously, for that second hit. But let's see what happens. (laughs) The first one misses. Nobody asked by how much. Don't ask. ask. Don't. Not important. The second one will also miss because it's what, minus five on the second one? Uh, Probably four. four. For you, probably four. Minus four on the second one. Yeah, I rolled like eight for both of them. So I run up. But because my, uh, again, like, I've been in my human form for a while, so I'm just not used to the balance of my tail. I need to center myself for a second. And I go to, like, with my claws, and I just whiff it because I'm just, my head's not in the game. I was showing off for my new best friend. One day, you're going to get a natural 20, and it is going to be incredible. I can't wait. Sometimes I do roll natural 20 sometimes. I can't uh, wait to see I it. didn't crit fail on any of these. I, I got like eights for both of them. So. Well, let's see if you roll one now because you come up there and you oh, whiff. No. Luckily, you don't critically fail. Uh, but this priest of Asmodeus looks at you and he doesn't uh-huh. even flinch when you have these two fists that miss and he just says, my dear, why would you try and hurt your uncle Jeb. No, 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 no. What? Give me a will save. Excuse uncle me? Jeb? Who's that? I don't <laughs> like that name. I don't yeah. like that name. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Give me the old he will save. He runs for governor of Florida? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a natural 20, but it is a 22 total. Uh, <laughs> you get a dirty 20 to... Uh, all right, I think that you are okay. I just want to make sure uh, what time, type of success this is. Um, to f- but it's a success. It's a pro- I'm sure it's not a crit success. Oh, there it is. It can't be a it's crit. not a crit success. Yeah. All right. Um, it's just a regular success. Okay. This, she feels this like thing happen in her brain, and she's like, no, I'm centered, and you can't affect me. And she doubles down on her tiger nice. stance. Yeah, whatever. You You're not my real uncle. You're not my real uncle. All you know is, like, whatever he was trying to do to you was harmless. That's all you know in your head. Like, um, but, like, something is weird here. Uncle Jeb, gross. Uncle Jeb? No, uh, that was <laughs> yucky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was two actions. And when he sees that you uh, are unaffected by it, he's like... Die! And he just fucking swings his mace at you. Uh, and it is a 20 to hit. That hits, yeah. Oh, no. So he cracks you over the head with his ma- mace for max damage. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. He just okay. buries his mace right in that area between your upper shoulder and your neck. Crunch! That hurts. Uh, that hurts. the mace. And now it is Dr. Pierce's turn. Dr. Pierce, you see Mara 
Kitsune, did you know? Slide up there boldly, and things didn't go well, and she just took a mace to the head. What do you do? Oh, yeah, this is bad. Um, but I think... Um, he's going to assume Eurist has this uh, other situation under control, and he will move uh, in a position beyond Charlotte Ann uh, to where he feels like he has a shot at the priest without the benefit where he cannot use Mara as a benefit of soft cover. So do you think I'm good there? Uh, yep. He will do, uh, uh, the thing a majig, you know, the John, John. Uh, he's going to devise a stratagem and he's going to do no weakness as a part of it. This is the knowledge check on the priest. Now, he wants to get a sense of maybe this guy's abilities, if I can see by his accoutrement, if I can know anything about him. Oh, my God. Natty. 18. Yeah. For a 25. Nice. Uh, uh, knowledge or society check. All right. Society check on this guy. All right. So he seems to be casting uh, divine spells, um, but you don't see any particular weakness about him. He is just a, a real living man. Um, yeah. That has like given that. itself to the He's devil. To, all right, and then I'm going to devise a stratagem, which is a pre-rolling my strike to see if it's worth it. It is worth it. And so he's going to take the shot. So he pulls out a bow. He can aim, see the weak the weak spot, and he fires. I Actually, I'm being overconfident, but I think I'm good. That is a 21. Yes. That is a hit. Okay. Yeah, that's why so, they call him Dr. Pierce. That's why they call him Dr. Pierce. Why do they call him Dr. Slash? And for flavor, if you don't mind, Joe, as the arrow goes, Mara can like sense it behind her, and she just just out of the way as the arrow goes right by her, she can feel the air move as the arrow by her into. Oh, just like in Brave. Yeah, exactly. And he does six points of damage with an arrow. Wow. Nice. And it okay. hits the soft spot right where he meant to hit. It is Eurus' turn. Eurus, you mowed this poor guy down. Before you go, Eurus, I just want to once again shout out Sirenscape. Thank you for the music. By the way, I chose this. This is the Hell's Rebels soundtrack from nice. We hear so, this all the time. Appropriate. Themed music uh, for this infernal encounter. <laughs> By all means, Eurus, do your, do your thing. That's awesome. Okay, so, okay, so I'm standing and banging with this lone remaining goon. He is going to do another power attack. Uh, he's going to downward cut on his head. Oh my goodness, that is a natural 19. 27 to hit with yes, the power come attack. On, that crit. is a critical. Right, that is definitely a critical. That is a critical. Uh, we don't need the. Uh, that's going to be a straight up double damage on a power attack. Yeah. Just for our audience's sake, could you please tell me the amount of damage? Okay. Uh, that is 32 points of damage. <laughs> this unassuming racist elderly dwarf <laughs> within the span of 12 seconds like just caves the head in of two hellbound robbers this oh guy God. is immediately dead Man, come help Ooh. me please yeah please please go help Mara I'm uh, a fighter yes, and I'm still yes. dying and everything okay it's just like, it's like no Mara 
Uh, all right, so he's going to, uh, with his little, like, short dwarven legs, he's going to pump up ahead. Uh, he can't get all the way there. Yeah, he's going to get as far as he can with his 20 feet of movement. He's going to be 10 feet behind her as she fights uh, this priest. Skin, I, I just gotta say, I mean, you absolutely crushed it tonight. The year, I mean, I when I think back on when we met Eurus in the in the court hall or whatever, <laughs> and he was just like, "No, I, I just I just don't like any elves before I meet them." And Mara's like, "That that's prejudice." He's like, "That's prejudice." <laughs> I mean, that, that is prejudice? that How is that? talking. To my elderly family, to a T. It's amazing. <laughs> yes, I mean, exactly, exactly to a T. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Did you just make that up? Like, <laughs> yeah. is that this is drawing from a lot of family experience. Yeah, a lot of personal uh, experience. With your family and mine have some similarities. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah some Irish Catholic similarities. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Jeb's cronies are dead. Uncle Jeb stands alone, and it is Charlotte Ann's turn to end the round. Okay, Come on, babes. You got this. All right. Um, so all of my spells are two actions. Um, but perhaps... Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to, because she's a teenager. Um, and it sounds fun. I'm going to move. Do it. Well, actually, let's how how far can I move? And what is my what is you my? You can speed? get in melee with him. Your 25? twenty five, yeah, buddy. So I can't flank him. That'd be cool. That'd be very cool if I could. But I cannot flank him. But I can. I can get here. Yeah, I'm gonna move there. Maybe somebody else can flank him someday. Um, she's gonna move up. Um, she says, <laughs> as she's running, she's going, who the fuck is Jeb? <laughs> I, like, never heard of him. I don't know who Jeb is. He sounds ugly. Um, <laughs> and she's going to cast. Who the fuck is Jeb? Um, who do you even know here? Um, and she's going to cast <laughs> Gouging Claw. Get so it. Oh, Gouging Claw. Um, 16. 16 uh, is a hit. Let's yeah. go. Yes, yes, gouge that yes, motherfucker. Yes, yes. I'm going to gouge that claw. Um, great. So I deal my choice of slashing or piercing damage. And um, because I love my good friend, Dr. Pierce, it's going to be piercing damage. Right. Nice. And nice. that is. It's an homage. That is 10. That is 10 damage. So she's wow. going to go fling. She's got these claws now. And since it's piercing, she's just going to go ha and just sink them into like his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> 10 points of damage. You yes. sink into Uncle Jeb's shoulders. That's right. And you hit an artery and he bleeds out. And <gasps> yes. Oh yes. Well Uncle. done. I'm like, uh, that, that was like amazing. my move, Charlotte yeah. Ann. But also, babe, babe, thank okay, you for yeah. saving me. She's going to go, babe, I was inspired by you. Okay? You I did it? never 
I never would have even. I'm trying to be you, like girl. Mother, you did it like so it. well, like so well. Like I that wish was I could so amazing. Thank you for not letting me die. As would never. Uncle Jeb falls, the last of these mercenaries, and you heard him say, "Like where are they? Where they were We're- supposed to be here." You hear a sound coming from like an alleyway oh, up no. ahead, and it sounds oh. like a bunch of people are running in your direction. Oh. And you look and you see two uh, more of these like infernal looking creatures like running right at you. But behind them, you see two more people and you look and they're like running not at you. They're running in fear and standing right behind them is Captain Brackett. And That's Captain right. Brackett oh, cool. grabs them. And with all of his strength, throws them from behind, and you just see this, like, ten-foot sword impale both of them. And it's fucking (laughs) Valor holding them up on a skewer. Holy shit. Valor. This automaton working. He really is a hero. And he just, like, slings his sword, and both of the bodies go flying against a wall. Look, like, we can be friends. Like, what if we work together? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. We don't have to be against each other, Valor. Well, they come running up to you, along with Captain Brackett, and Valor says, Are you all right? Who are these people? They are servants of the... I forget his motives. This is uh, Uncle Jeb? Well, uh, he oh, invoked that is my Nick. uncle. He invoked the name Uncle Jeb. It was rather disturbing, but they are indeed servants of Asmodeus. They spoke in infernal to each other. The cultists. There may be more in the town. Old Black Tom himself, Nick of the Forest. Nick of the Forest, as they call Asmodeus. Uncle. He said Jeb? he was my uncle, but he can't be my uncle because my uncle's dead. My mom killed him. What? What else do you know of them? What? What? And then what ate him. Who are they working for? The Talon guys. The, the claw. Um, Devil's Claw. It's, it's Devil's, claw? Devil's Claw? The Devil's Claw. The Devil's Claw. Also, look, in, uh, when you say Devil's Claw, when you say Devil's Claw, um, Pika, who has come sort of floated back down, goes, Claw. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of it. The Prince of Hell. That's it. Sorry, just oh. needed to get the prince of... They are servants of the prince of hell. Prince of lies. Uh, the prince I of lies, indeed. I said Mara? this to you at uh, the beginning, that they were somehow involved in this. Yes, Mara. Uh, uh, look, uh, so I think there... Oh, my gosh, I just started to go southern. I think there was a, um... Like... Wait, who are you, I, fox woman? Oh, um... I'm Mara. Some uh, sort of southern kitsune. Southern action. <laughs> I will change form and go back into my human form in front of all of them. Like it's totally me, uh, Mara. Um, there, there, there was some sabotage here, and there's evidence. Uh, so somebody's sword martial weapon matches the grooves on this. Um, bit of a construct who was attacking everyone, trying to make, I think, the Pathfinder Society look bad. And they might also, whoever is responsible for this, might be responsible for all of this. And she gestures to all of the dead bodies. She'll just mm. hand it over if you want to inspect this and see what you find. Alright, alright. That is that is a lot of information. We we saw these mercenaries and, and the society has, has quelled them along with uh, Valor's help. Um, there is there is much that we need to suss out here. Did you find anything on any of the bodies? 
We haven't had a chance to search them yet. I was just about to dig in myself. Oh, well, Mara found earlier. something. Mara found something. Mara found something. Yeah, like I have this drawing, and she'll oh, like oh, show the, the one. I found this. Uh, like this was on. I I go southern, and then if I say the word like, it helps me. <laughs> um, I found this on a body inside uh, the the vault. Hand over the, the the drawing of the like uh, Ark of the Covenant. The the the, the ornate chest and and. Uh... Bracket opens it and looks at it. I don't know what it is, though. Yes. This is quite strange. Perhaps these mercenaries were after something, but uh, I do not know what this chest is, and he hands the uh, sheet back to you. Um, okay. I'll just keep it. Yes. And which one was Uncle Jeb? Who, sorry, was this Bracket who's looking yeah, at the bracket. thing? Does he really not know? Roll sense mode. Um, I would love to give you discerned secrets for that. Do you think Charlotte Ann would be able to tell that you were suspicious and go? We're best friends, so probably. Yeah, we are best friends. Plus one. Finish each other's sentences. Plus one. <laughs> we do. Uh, this, sorry, perception with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Against his. So that's a that's a twelve total. Uh, Doctor Pierce rolled a twenty-five. Ah, uh, much so better. While Mara without is, discern secrets. While Mara is unsure, Pierce feels as if Venture Captain Brackett is holding back some mm. information. But he is your superior, after all. Let's mm, search the body right of this uh, Uncle Jeb, uh, and so you do so. And in addition to his mace, you find a letter. Oh, always a good thing. What does that say? And uh, I direct you back to VTT for a very interesting letter. Holy shit. Who uh, would like to read it? Uncle Jeb. It's been good. It is good to be working with the Devil's Claws again. By serving me in this task, you further the goals of Cheliax. You are to infiltrate the Pathfinder Lodge in Almas. Once inside, make your way down to the vaults below. Take anything that looks valuable or interesting. Once the alarm has been triggered, you will need to make your way out to the service entrance as you were shown in the planning session. Make haste, and you will find reinforcements who will aid in your escape. I trust you will find the payment from our mutual benefactor agreeable. I'm sending you with a gift. Should you need to avoid some pursuers, we'd like you to return it to the society. How dare they? It used to belong to an old, quote, friend, unquote. Signed, A. Thrun. Thrun, BT Dubs, is the (laughs) ruling family of Cheliacs. Yeah, man. The noble ruling family of Cheliacs. His name, like, was Uncle Jeb? That's weird. That's crazy. That wasn't like a code name or anything. That was like yeah, his real that's name. Like his real name. Did <laughs> he, really he refer to himself in the third person as he cast a spell? Lame. He was a I was creeper. casting charm on her, and so it's like you wouldn't hurt your uncle Jeb. Oh God, he's such a creepy <laughs> uncle. <laughs> if she had been charmed, like it, maybe she wouldn't have attacked you, but he would be like, 
Go fetch my bathrobe and slippers. Kicks <laughs> <laughs> you just be out of the fight. Uh, anyways, uh, Bracket hears the name Thrun, and Valor, although emotionless, stiffens as well. Mm. So Sending four. you with a gift. What would that gift be? I know not. And you search the rest of his body. It's like text of Asmodeus, Asmodeus uh, holy symbol, but you don't see anything um, else. I think I'm. I wonder if the gift is the uh, the thing that you threw back at them. Oh, if you that, need to avoid pursuers, return it to the society. Like maybe that was the thing they threw at us. That metronome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. Or was that I don't know. They stole though. from the vaults, or as everything starts to kind of get confusing in your head because you. Uh, Dr. Pierce heard them say, like, something's wrong. Where's our people? So you, you just don't really know what's going on. But you see Brackett and Valor share a glance. And from there we fade out. And we fade back up uh, outside of the room in the Golden Cathedral. And uh, the uh, the ruling bodies are not there. The uh, three members of the People's Council. However, uh, as you're standing there with Bracket, still awaiting the decision, uh, you see Valor approach. Uh, no longer blood all over their steel-framed body from the dozens of mercenaries they mowed down to help out the Pathfinder Society. And they come up to you and say, may I have a moment of everyone's time? Of course, Valor. Yeah. I yeah. have just been informed. I mean, I'm busy, but, like, it's fine. I can come back. <laughs> no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I have no, no, trouble no. discerning social cues, for I am but an automaton. That's my bad. Um, no, please, I'm actually really interested in what you have to say. Well, I yeah. just wanted to tell you personally that the council has given you a unanimous verdict. And, uh, I wanted to say that I admire your achievement and will respect the wishes of the council. In fact, after today, you have shown me that even I may have some assumptions about the Pathfinders that were outdated and wrong, not unlike your racist friend here. Yeah, it's so true. And it's so impressive that you're willing to, like, learn and grow. You know? So that's what's important. Yes. Right. It's unlike most robots. Valor, you are like that term. Valor, you are a good man. And I know you will find love. That is very kind of you to say, Dr. Miss. However It was it it, it was Pierce. I'm sorry, continue. The verdict aside, this new threat rising from Cheliac's warrants caution and patience. I believe that the cathedral is in good hands for the time being, and I will request that the Iomidean Council uh, put our proceedings on hold until further notice. Clearly, someone is coordinating with Cheliac's to strike against us in a direct attack on the society's lodge here in Andoran. Is an attack on Andoran itself. Valor? Yes. 
Um, I, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I no, truly I, mean it when I say I'm hanging on your every word. Um, I think I know who has been behind this. The Chelly, the Chalaxian. Tell me all that you know, young, hopefully single lady. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, this is kind of a vibes thing, but trust me when I say my vibes are usually pretty great. Um, Tritus, bad vibes. Really bad vibes. Sneaky, backhanded, tricksy little hobbits' vibes. Wow. Don't like it. I have always gotten a good impression from him, even though I surely knew he had a bias towards your society. But I will kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We don't go that far. That's all we wanted. He'll Uh, be dead by morning. No, you can go that far. Charlotte is very confident. (laughs) We will work together. Church of Iomade here and the Pathfinder Society. It is the only way we can stop this Cheliac threat and Tritus. We will kill him together. Okay. You four have demonstrated that you have good heads upon your shoulders and good hearts. I, as an automaton, will never know the feeling of a heart. Yet I do feel as if I understand for the first time the human emotion of jealousy. Perhaps... We are not so unlike each other, after all. And everyone, including Valor, laughs. And we freeze like at the end of a Japanese cartoon. <laughs> Let's do it. Everybody freeze. And that's the end of the center. Yeah! <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my god. Can't believe that the shit end? gets low ratings. Oh, that's always a mark of a good scenario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone can get past the opening courtroom drama, I think. Yeah. That was a she really good episode really of like Law and Order. <laughs> yeah. That was like a yeah. season yeah. finale yeah. episode yeah. of Law and Order. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and, I'll, and I'll just say real quick for uh, Paul and Mary Lou, I'm sure you haven't played much Pathfinder Society, but like when I, I I haven't played much this season at all, but like when you play that, what it is is like there is actually a larger plot. And there would be be another scenario that has to do with like Chelax and then another one. And then all of a sudden it'll build to a war. And then there's like shit. It's really cool. And they do this every season. There's major plots that get drawn out across the uh, multiple nations. It's It's really really fantastic. If you're just looking for like one offs, obviously this is like a four and a half hour hang. But like if you're playing at home, that's what a session should be. That's normal. Uh, But like (laughs) there's a whole session where like the girl is murdered on the steps and a ghost. That's a whole scenario that happens right before uh, this one. So you can play that as well. But uh, this was an absolute blast. I'm so glad we did this. Me too. I had so much fun. Thank you guys for doing this. That was fun. Where's little Skid? I thought we'd see little Skid. Hey guys, I thought you did a great job tonight. (laughs) I was was just I was just wrapped. Wrapped attention. I just like I didn't want to interrupt. All right, little Skid, I'm out. (laughs) Uh, You know? I want to say thank you. Welcome. I want to say thank you to our friends of the pod, which is obviously Paizo. Uh, we, we can't speak highly enough of the Pathfinder system, and uh, if this isn't convince you, then uh, keep listening because we put out hundreds and hundreds of hours of Pathfinder one e and two e content. And I especially want to say thank you to uh, Paula Deming and Mary Lou 
before I lose my voice. Thank you. You guys are the absolute best. And uh, listen to Blood of the Wild. This is the cast, but instead of me, it's Jared GMing, and it's fantastic. People are obsessed. It's super fun. Very, very, very fun. Very different, but very fun. (laughs) It's yeah, the vibe is super different from this, but it's 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 such a blast. I can't Uh, wait to play again. We're playing on Monday. Like we're playing again Monday. Can't wait. Every time we record, I'm like, can we play another session now? Like, yeah, yeah. we have to stop now? <laughs> I know, it's so much fun. I look forward to it every week. And you guys want to do one more right now? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, uh, and a big thank you to Corgian, who produced this yes. episode. Thank who you. Who yes, did yes, yes. everything behind the scenes, which is so much work, and it's so late at night. Thank you so much, Corgian. We really appreciate it. It allows me to just play, which is such a gift. So thank you. Yeah, thank you to everybody, and thank you for everybody that hung out the whole night and everybody that's watching this on VOD or listening to the pod and watching the video afterwards. We are the Glass Cannon Network. Check us out at glasscannonnetwork.com. Or we'll see you tomorrow to at 2 o'clock Eastern time for Blade Runner as well. well Blade <laughs> Runner. This kid's running. Uh, it, good night, it, everybody. 13 hours. <laughs> thank you for watching. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.